Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make September a month to remember at BetMGM, the king of online casinos. Get things rolling right now with a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus a $25 casino bonus when you sign up with bonus code PACASINO. Enjoy casino action at your fingertips and the same Las Vegas Strip excitement MGM is famous for when you play classic games like MGM Grand Millions or our most popular slot, Buffalo. Now live on BetMGMCasino.com. Download the BetMGM Casino app today and get a piece of the action with daily promotions, live dealers, and much more. BetMGM reminds you to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21-plus, Pennsylvania only. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit bonus bets unless otherwise provided in the applicable terms. Rewards subject to expiry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Soap Party 411 on this Sunday, October, what is this, 22nd? Nearly into November. Um, Months flying by. Pretty soon it'll be a trick-or-treat. Uh, of course, I have with me Tia because this show does not get done without her and a whole host of other people. Hey, Tia. <laughs> hey, what's up? How was your weekend going? Pretty good. The Patriots actually won a game. Can you stand it? Yes, yeah, so and now she has to root for certain teams to lose. That's that's the beautiful yeah. life, right? <laughs> and our Celtics, our Celtics are coming back this week, so I'm I'm kind of pretty happy about sports. Yeah, I hope we have time for soap party. We're gonna be so obsessed watching sports, man. Well, let's no, not sure, right? Not a conflict, but um, <laughs> hope everybody had a good week. Um, as Tia always says, pay attention to the tweets. I don't. Kind of the order of the show was up in the air. We'll see how kind of how we, we feel like doing. Um, Sam will be by later for GH. Uh, yeah, this is on outside projects, but she might pop in or might not. We're not really sure. It depends on what goes on with outside projects, but yes. Right. Not right now. Um. So you want to want to jump into wine? Want to do wine or a bold amount of me? Whichever you want. You want to jump into? We can just jump right in. And oh, oh. Well, first of all, let me do the numbers. Duh. We're gonna say these numbers every fifteen minutes. So pay attention. Uh, if you want to jump on, no, you can not. listen or join us in the conversation from the U.S. It's six zero five five six two. Uh, 0444, alternative number 717-734-6904, Canada is 867-292-3066, show ID is 128803, and as we always say, please make sure you're calling in the country you reside in or you're going to get a big bill and the bank is closed. We could start with Bo because right now it's us two to do it, and I would love to talk about the show that you actually watched. <laughs> Although you know why. <laughs> that's that's, so that's true, right? That's, that's a good we point. Might actually get away a little, we might get it away out of the early. Although Daphne just came on the switchboard. But I'd rather that when you fill it up and beat about it, just to. Right, you must want you to just roll with it. Yep, welcome on, Daphne. Hey, guys, what's up first? Because I've got my uh, limited access to Soap Party tonight. 
Bold. bold. Do bold first. Okay. Okay. So I'm bold. Eric's okay. condition worsens. Donna is getting concerned, and the doctor comes over and still has no answers. He's still coughing up blood, and he still insists on doing this challenge with Ridge, and Ridge still doesn't know why his father wants to do all this and buy all this bling for these clothes. So um, that's where that stands. We really don't know other than the fact that this dude keeps coughing up blood. Meanwhile, Sheila and Deacon are in their own little blissful world when Hope finds out and comes and confronts her, and she can't understand how her dad's in love with this psychopath. She wants her dad to choose her. She gave him an ultimatum. Meanwhile, at the restaurant when Sheila has her new job at El Giardino, her, her customer is Lee, who's not too happy with her service, and proceeds to break a glass and shove her, her face into food. I'm okay with Lee doing this as long as she's willing to... Uh, live with the consequences of poking the bear. Then, last but not least, we have um, Ridge talking to Finn and asking if Finn has told um, Steffi that Sheila and Deacon are a thing and Sheila has another anchor in town. He said no, and uh, Ridge is like, this is, you know, your story to tell. Oh, and on, 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 breaking, on other breaking news, Thomas and Liam had a civil conversation. And yeah, other breaking news... Yeah, now, other breaking news, Brooke also told Hope how she's playing with fire. That was also this past week. Yeah. Oh, yes. Remind, we got to talk about that, too. Yes. Forgot about that. Brooke, Brooke put her daughter on blast and was like, what are you doing? You're playing with fire. This dude was obsessed with you. Because it's the truth. So after Liam and Thomas have a conversation because he was bringing a stuffed animal over to uh, Hope for Beth, he, he moseys on over to Finn's uh, place to see what Steffi thought about Sheila and Deacon shacking up. And he realizes that Finn hasn't told his wife. Finn leaves the room and Liam says, you know what, I'm going to tell him myself and leaves the voicemail for Steffi and tells her that, um, hey, by the way, Sheila and Deacon are singing, by the way, when you come home, don't come home to your husband, come home to me. And that's what happened this week. Um, you want to, since you mentioned the Brooke and Hope stuff, we'll, um, and I'm just going to say, Hope is a hypocrite. I'm, I'm going to start off by saying, just for me, generally, I, I, I let Hope parents and children be hypocrites, but it would be, uh, would be nice if Hope has some self-reflection, because some of the stuff that she thinks about Deacon, people wonder about her being with Thomas, which her mother being chief among them, because the dude was obsessed with her. You know, you remember those days? So go ahead, Tia. What mm-hmm. do you want to say about uh, Brooke? You are sure right. I know it's so easy to jump on the we hate Brooke bandwagon, but I don't see one incorrect quote, line, syllable she said on Monday's episode. It's Monday or either Tuesday, one of them episodes. I don't see where she said anything wrong. For the first time in a while, she actually acknowledged, you know this man loves you. Do you have the feelings? And then when he's saying that you know how how he how much he loves you, then she's like, it feels good. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? And this is why I'm not really enjoying this relationship because this relationship to me is all about how she can make herself feel good. This is nothing to do with Thomas. That that's beautiful for woman empowerment. It's good to make you feel good. But as a Thomas <laughs> fan, what am I getting out of this? I don't see what I'm getting out of this for Thomas besides him have to tell her every day. This which was telling me every single episode. He has to tell her she's the queen. He has to tell, I don't think it's one scene that's past, every any episode that's passed where Thomas said tell her how the greatest person since sliced bread she is. I don't want to watch that every day. Even for couples, I don't got my God. Nicholas and Emily is my favorite couple of all time. I don't remember Nicholas saying that half as much time. I don't think Ben worships Sarah like that. I, I, I don't think so either. I, I, yeah, 
And yeah, I don't think, to be quite honest, I don't remember sharing Adam appreciating sharing highly enough. He still doesn't. So I don't quite understand why she needs to give praise 24-7 of the day every time we see, even Monday episode. She's like, can you tell me how you feel about me? Then he has to say, you know, it's like you want to hear these words in this time. And then on Friday episode, she's pretty much saying, well, we're going to be together. I want you to know I'm not going to ever have a connection quite like Liam. And I took it as she's never going to love anyone like Liam. And I'm like, that's what you want to be with Thomas. But of course he did, because let's go back to what me and Carrie, the Vindicator crew, feel from the beginning of the storyline where we just didn't look at the, the, the uh, chemistry. It's always been like this. To me, it's like she's using him. Can she fall in love with him? Of course she could. But until I see a love story getting written, then I would talk about it. I am not going to make chemistry blind me to really what I'm watching. To me, it's like I can't have Liam, so I'm going to be out of character. I'm going to rebel. I'm going to do this. And I love that Brooke broke it down and said, okay, yes, he loves you. He on his good behavior, but I'm worried about what happens when that breaks? What then now? So what's going to happen after that? So when when everything goes crazy, what happens? If people say Brooke is going to blame Thomas, looking at Monday, Tuesday episode, I think she's going to blame Hope because she warned her many times. And I don't want to hear about everybody Brooke slept with. She did not go with the man who did all the stuff. Give me a similar man who did what Thomas said to the Brooke, and she said, okay, let me go ahead and play on your feelings. No, she didn't do that. And the difference with her, she actually told these men she was with, she loved them. Whether people like it or not, she told mm-hmm. them. It's like her, her worst sin is probably what, being with Deacon Shaw? But even then, he wasn't stealing her kids. And so he wasn't doing any of this. He didn't rob somebody off the road for her. So I'm not quite understanding how this is comparable. It could be like she could be the slut of the valley, but it's not comparable to me. Any relationship that Brooke has had is not comparable to me to Thomas or Hope, unless you want to say... Ridge and Brooke, because she was obsessed with Ridge in the beginning, I actually do believe that she went to some crazy stuff. Yes, she did. But I'm going the opposite of way around when somebody was acting like a stalker from the Lifetime movie and she ended up falling in bed with them every episode. That's the issue I am having. So until Hope is ready to accept, it's just, and again, I don't want to hear that she's grown. And my issue is that it's literally Thomas. If it was anybody else in the universe, I would have told Brooke to shut up and everyone else to let her live her life. But in this case, I'm going to need Brooke, I don't care if it's every episode, to tell her daughter this, that what the hell are you doing? I don't care if she says it's every episode. You go ahead, Brooke. You keep being the mother. You tell her every single episode until she listens straight, just like I'm sure Hope is going to be telling Deacon every episode, although I believe both relationships are different. You can't say treat me like an adult. Well, he's a father. If you want to be with that lunatic, have a blessed day, Deacon. I'm going to walk out your life. That's what it is. Yeah, and hope, and that's the thing. And I know people <clears throat> will say that want to defend it. Oh, you know, Thomas is an adult, a consenting adult. But like you said, and I think everybody on this, every when you were first of all, he was a obsessed with her. But even when you, let's just even tell, like I like to do, take the obsession out of it. When you love a person, you're going to let them walk all over you to an extent. And it's not it's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just mm-hmm. the facts. So mm-hmm. I don't care that he's consenting. It's an it's an imbalance. Number one, <clears throat> and number two, and it's, um. Hope is a walking contradiction because when she said that line about, oh, it, it's funny. Uh, you, you said vindicated crew. I was vindicated for another reason. And this is Hope. Hope's new fucking revelation is, oh, it was never, I was with Liam, but it was never my home. It was someone else's. Well, okay, fine. You came to that conclusion five years too late. But in the next breath, you say, I don't know if I'm going to have a connection like that. Well, why would you? If you're saying you're with somebody that you don't have all of them, you're not trying to strive for that connection. You, you'd you want a different one, no? Uh, I didn't quite understand her. And also, uh, real quick to, to, to Miss Hope, yes, I agree. She she is a piece of trash. And, but, I, but I took that thing that she won't love anyone. 
quite like him. That's how I took the quote, to be honest. But that's just my issue with it. Home dialogue is out of place. If you are a new reviewer coming in, you feel she's a wounded person who just got cheated on and she's standing with Thomas. That's my issue. The storyline should have been played three years ago. The way the storyline is going, mm-hmm. she's, the, she's the injured party. I don't want to hear about Steffi. That is not why y'all broke up this time. So, no, I don't care any of her crying because it doesn't apply to today. Because, yeah, and real quick before I throw it to Daphne and then Kim, because cause like it or not, after Mannequin Gate, Liam was a douchebag. He cheated with Steffi. He had a one-night stand with Steffi. Then when he realized he got it wrong. Now, I know everybody in the real world would, would, would walk in and punch the guy out. But, of course, if he had walked in and confronted them, there'd be no story. That being said, he realized he messed up. And from that day forward, I don't want to hear about gondolas and every other thing and what he did 10 years ago. The last three and a half, four years, Liam was the best husband Hope ever had. Mm-hmm. Daphne, Brooke, and uh, Hope? Well, this for me was the first time I actually saw Brooke act like a correct parent. And when I say a correct parent, mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here telling, saying, oh, you need to get back with Liam. Liam is this. You can, you can work it out with Liam. This was not about Liam. Liam Spencer was not even in her mind and in her mouth for this conversation. Because when I heard the conversation, listened to the conversation, I was like, oh, Brooke, finally somebody other than Taylor is talking about Thomas's mental health issues mm. and about Thomas. And I said, you know what? To me, this goes to really prove, because like Thomas, he is actually thinking about Thomas's welfare. And I was like, I'm actually going to give Brooke a couple of growth points for that because I agree with her. At this point, y'all can understand if Hope was saying, but I love him. If, if Hope was doing that, okay, there's a scene where Stephanie tells old lady Stephanie or OG Stephanie is telling Brooke when Brooke is in the thralls of her romance with Deacon. And regardless of what people want to believe or not, she was not cheating on Ridge when she was with Deacon. Ridge was with Taylor. So I have to make that point clear to the, to the, to the revisionists out there. Ridge was with Taylor. And Stephanie is telling her, you need, you're not the victim. And she's going, but I love him. If Hope was giving me that, then I'd be like, girl, you know what? If you love Thomas and you can, and you can be okay with what Thomas has done, I ain't got no problem with you. You just weather the storm with what people think. But right now, Hope is just giving me all sorts of fits. I mean, it's almost like Thomas is second, third best. And I agree with you, Tia. I have to sit here and hear how she's best how she's the only one, how she's the – if I've got to do that much convincing and telling you and propping you up to how good and wonderful you are, at some point it loses – for me, it loses its magic. I, a friend of mine, what was it, about last week, had us take one of those things. It's called what's your love language. My love language is not words. To me, words are just words. My love language is action. So I'm sitting here going, she's got to have all of these words in order to make herself feel better. So this is part of one of one of the multitude of reasons my hope is lately has gotten on my nerves and I've fallen off the hope bandwagon. I've rolled into the mud. I've taken the mud washed off me, off my glasses, off my eyes, and I can now see the light a little bit about hope. <laughs> and Kim is maybe, gone, by the way. Maybe, maybe Kim's here to defend hope. 
not for one bit. This I is ask questions I already know the so, answer to. <laughs> I know that's why I was carrying you. I was like, that's why I was like, you know, I'm gonna stay calm because you know how I was on faces. So I just uh, so and this is where I'm gonna you all. This is being recorded. So I'm telling you all this right now, although I have, because I've been, let me t- let me reword this. So I've been on the dope train. I've been wanting them, these two, to get together, be together, prior to her even thinking about him in that way last year or whatever. But I kind of regret being more excited than I should have been when they first slept together and and are continuing to sleep together because the more and more they are both on my screen, the less and less energy and excitement that I have for those. And that's not good because for me being an original dope fan, I don't like this. I don't like those. And I don't like that I don't like them, but I don't only because of hope. And okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just said preach it. Preach it. Oh, oh, thanks, Abby. You know, I just, I feel like this is just, and, and the reason being is that, okay, okay, what, what the first thing that ticked me off with the, the last episode, I think it was Friday, and she went over to talk to Deacon like that. Of course, obviously, she didn't get through to him. He had to leave. Okay, she went back to the office, and apparently, she, text, she texted Thomas, and that's why he was like, you know, I got your text, everything okay. And she began to cry and say that well, the conversation didn't go anywhere pretty much with Deacon. And so, you know, he was just like, you know, I'm so sorry, this, that, and the other. But then she was like, but I didn't come here for that. I didn't want to see you for that. He was like, no. He's like, no, I came here for this. And then just slobbering him down. And I'm like, I don't like that. But when she's happy, sad, mad, glad, or anything, she runs to Thomas to, 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 to stroke her ego and to, 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 to scratch her itch. And I don't, that I, that I don't like, and I don't agree with, and I hate that because of the feelings that Thomas does have for her, and he continues to tell her how much he's in love with her and literally her only. It's like Hope is the only person on earth to him, and she knows this. And the fact that she always says, well, you know, I want someone who just wants me only. Blah, blah, blah. I love that. It just, it just feels so good. It feels so good. Okay, well, you have what you wanted, but then you're letting other people get in your head too. But then on, on the other hand, you are technically using him. You keep saying, well, I don't want to take advantage of your love. And he, of course Thomas is going to say, oh, but you're not. Of course he's going to say that because he's getting what, what he wants from her, except for the, most, the emotional and the mental, which is the most important important thing to have in a relationship, sexual or not, the mental is where it starts. So if it's only one-sided, then anything else, it's, that's just, it's not fair. And that's where I see it as, as definitely using or taking advantage of. And that I don't like. And then what really ticked me off is that she was like, you know, uh, what about Liam this and the other, and I have a home, and it, it was my home to begin with. And, you know, I just, I just feel like I'm never going to have a home like that with anyone ever again, another man. I just wanted to throw something at the TV. I was so upset because I was like, first of all, if she feels so comfortable enough to tell this to Thomas, this man who's just madly in love with her, 
why <laughs> she should be able to just at least open up to her. At least you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt this one time. She should at least let us viewers know. At least let us viewers know that okay, yep, she does have some real genuine feelings for her, some emotional feelings. She does love him. At least let us know that so we can know something's coming. But she's just literally sticking to her guns and just literally telling Thomas he's just a booty call. Whenever she whenever she wants to scratch her itch because she gets mad at somebody that she went to see or whatever, he's there and she knows he's going to be there for her. And whether she realizes it or not, she should realize it, that she is, in fact, using him. Even if, if she feels it indirectly, to us it is directly because we're seeing it because this man is so in love with her. And that's what ticks me off so much. And Brooke, I, I'm not a Brooke fan, but I appreciated what she did say to her about, and I'm glad that, you know, leave, she left my boy Liam out, my boy Liam out of it. I'm glad. That's why I agree with her with what she said. Well, do you love him? Like, you, this is just, like, you know what's going on. This is not good. And I agree. As a sofa, I agree. And I hate that, y'all, because I don't like that I was a sofa, and that's not good. So we'll see, but I'm, I'm, I hate, cannot stand Hope Logan at all. Yeah, she's kind of problematic, and even though, even though I'm okay with her not making a full-fledged commitment, you mean to tell me she's not one inch closer to to, to realizing she feels something for this dude? Right. I mean, it's been since June now. Right. Come if on. Know, something's there, at least, you know, at least. Yep. Uh, there she is. So, um, so where should we go from there? Uh, Get the bad Luna or RJ out the way. Who cares about that? Might as well oh, I didn't. Well, um, well, funny, I didn't even oh, mention. Oh, yeah. oh, I, oh, I, so I'm not gonna mention it. So sorry. I was just. Um. I don't mind them. I'll, oh, the only thing I'll say about Luna is. I don't hate them, but I also, I'll say this. I think Lee is being, whatever Lee's issues with her sister are, we'll find those, you know, that she said, oh, uh, Lee claims that she she almost closed to her job for sleeping with chief, chief of staff. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Be mad at your sister. But I do think Lee is being a little unfair to this. What is she, all of 18, 19, 20-year-old girl, her niece? Whatever Poppy did, it's, Luna's didn't do it. So I, I wish, I, I, I do find it a little distasteful that she's so hard on Luna. That's really my only um, comment on the Luna and RJ. Kim, do you have anything on Luna and RJ and Lee? No, I just agree. Like, I just feel it's ridiculous. And I was thinking that maybe she did something, but she clearly didn't. It was her mother. So I just mm-hmm. Lee is not a favorable character. I don't, I'm just, no, I'm just not liking Lee at all. I, I literally cannot stand Lee at this point. That's all I got for them. Daphne, do you have anything for Lee, uh, for Luna and RJ? The only thing I got is, and it wasn't this week, it was last week when, when Luna admitted that she knew RJ or followed and quote unquote, as Lee said, stalked RJ on his social media before that, and that was one of the reasons she had to come to Forster. So I, I cannot get that little bit of nugget out of my head a little bit because I, I may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've watched too many soaps. Maybe I've, maybe I'm not a writer. Maybe I'm not this or not that. But to me, I still think that there is an ultimate reason for 
Luna to be there because as 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 we see it, of all the fashion houses in the world, if fashion is your passion, why is it that the only place that you come to work is is at Forster Creations? So for that little bit, I kind of got a little bit of nugget in the back of my head that I don't think that Luna is all peaches and cream. There's, there's got to be some ultimate something going on behind there. To me, I I love Lee. I think they're making Lee the new Stephanie. Stephanie, I mentioned Stephanie OG twice tonight. I think they're trying to make Lee, or Lee has become the the OG Stephanie. And for me, I kind of miss that person because Lee is the one who's telling Lee, being, you know, look, look you got to stand up and this is what you got to do. You know, you've got to think about all your options. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And that reminds me of Stephanie OG. So I kind of want to see where she goes, where this is going to go. Um, how far is this? Is this more than just mama slept with the chief of staff? Is this, what, what, what really is going on? So I want to sit here and I want to wait and see what's going on. Now about RJ, I'm sorry. Baby, your 30 days have been up. Um, you just say, this is not a good character. Good, you know, good. This is right, right now, this is good. Ted, you must have something good yeah. since you brought it up. <laughs> nope, next. I just was wanted to understand when to miss a topic. I don't have anything. <laughs> so, Eric is still coughing up blood, and Donna's getting well concerned. He's still not telling his family, and the doctor comes over, and they still don't have an answer. This is another thing, like Kim, like you just said. I wish the viewers knew a little. I, let's put it this way I had hope for this story when we first heard about it, but. I have to be honest, it's falling flat for me, and I'm supposed to feel bad. I know I'm supposed to feel bad for the old dude who's sick, but he's not coming off sympathetic to me. He's coming off as a douchebag, uh, if I'm being quite honest. So, Tim, do you have any, what, what do you want to say with Eric and uh, Donna and the doctor? Yeah, I. this is another one. This is another one where I kind of, <laughs> and y'all are going to get enough of me, but I know y'all love me. I love y'all to y'all family. But mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I rescind any and all, and I think I did this before, but I, it bears repeating. I rescind any and all Eric Forster Kim Cares. I, re, I take them all back. <laughs> and he will never, ever in life receive my Kim Cares again regarding the situation. Oh because at this well, you see, you want to do that? You want to leave yourself an option? You know, <laughs> you know what? At this point, I'm on Team Ridge. I want Ridge to kick his butt. I really do. Oh. I want Ridge to just take Ozark and just put him in his little old place. I hate to say that, y'all, but I because I'm 43 and I know I'm getting up there. But I just need him to just sit his little self down and go play pickleball and travel with Donna, like Ridge says, because this is outlandish. It's insane, and the fact that he does not want his family to know to have more support to help that's just insane. And like I said, they could do a collection together and call it the Eric Eric Forrester Grand Finale Craze or something like that. They would be more than happy and willing to do that, and he can have more hands than than just RJ to help the, you know what I mean? It, it could be even 50 times better, you know, and, and probably top even other, you know, fashion houses. I mean, seriously. So the, the fact that he, and then the way that he was acting towards Don and everything, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. It's blood. She said, this is, and this is, 
serious. And then the fact that he did not, she did, he didn't want her to call the doctor over. That ticked me off. He kept brushing it off. I just don't like that. And then another thing, I said, I have a question. So my thing is this: How come he just doesn't go to this doctor's office? Go to the doctor's office. Go to the hospital for crying out loud, and and you're <laughs> and be with the equipment that can give you tests and all kind of necessary things that can give you this diagnosis. I, I want to pull my hair out. I said I can't do this. You know what, Eric? So with that being said, I am so done with you, and I am team bridge all the way. No one can tell me different. I just want him to just stomp Eric to the ground. Yeah, you don't, I don't even know if he has a syringe in his bag to take a, a lab work. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Daphne? Well, you know, I don't think that I can come after How do you that. follow that? All I, all I know is, Tim, I will, uh, I will honor any rules that you have about Eric and the den or the smart den. You know, Thank I will you. let you have 100% control over that. Now, I if y'all think Kim was off, oh, oh, you're welcome. You know you're my number one. You know, I, I, I can't work to be in the house. Oh, no, I'm going these two, Tia. Tia, why don't we leave? I'm just going to say this, though. I Y'all think Kim went off on Eric? You just wait till I get to the legal part when I go off on Martin Gray when it gets to General Hospital. So I'm just, I'm just telling you, now, buckle your seats because it's going to be a buffer ride. I'm hope I'm going to be on when y'all go through to General Hospital. But I'm just going to say this. I 100% agree. I'm just not into this. I was all into this story when it was when you were doing, if you were going to do an ageism story, because I don't think we've had that before and a soap, you know, and I was like, okay, this could be interesting. I was all Team Eric. I cannot be Team Eric for this. I am sorry. I cannot mm-hmm. be Team Eric. Mm-hmm. And Donna, you know, you see your boyfriend, your sugar daddy, your baby over here <laughs> coughing up blood, and you don't pick up the mm-hmm. phone and say, hey, wait a minute. Hey, Ridge, y'all, something's going wrong over here. Um, Eric is over here. I Please, I don't want to cause any trouble, but he coughing up blood or something is not right. He's got medical issues going on. I, I'm sorry. If that causes me to lose my boo, my bae, my, my, my honey bear, then so be it because I cannot have Eric falling out in the floor, falling down them steps. I hope it's not a premonition to come. Um, and something happens to him, and I know about it. I'm sorry. And then all this money y'all spending, y'all pulling money from hope from the future. You pulling money from this to buy mm-hmm. some pretty lace that costs that probably costs more more than I make a month. I'm sitting here going, and you know, so I, I kind of would love for. I know this is going to be bad. I kind of want Eric Ridge to win because we, you know, that if Ridge and all of them knew that Eric was like, this is my last hurrah. This is it. I want to have one final collection. They would give him as much. They would basically say, Eric, this is your collection. You tell us what you want to do. We will be in your hands. Mm-hmm. We will do it. So I'm just not getting this. I'm sorry, not getting it. Mm-hmm. Last to you. Do you want? Do you want to go with the tide, or you have something different? <laughs> um, I don't have a comment on this story. Have a blessed day, Eric. 
Yeah, we have a blessed day, and it's not, we haven't been 30 minutes. <laughs> She's already told so much. Blessed day. Yeah, she should tell someone, come over and look in the trash pail in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So that's that. Um, Lee decides that she wants to eat El Giardino, and she's not, she's not fond of her new waitress, Lee. I mean, excuse me, Sheila. She proceeds to break a glass and then smush the woman's face in food. Um, as I said in the recap, I'm okay with this as long as Lee realizes she could be poking the bear and and and, and is okay with living with the consequences. Um, mm-hmm. Kim, are you on team? Oh no, you said you can't stand Lee. So, uh, are you? Do you approve of Lee's behavior with Sheila? I don't. I mean, uh, okay, I get that everyone in the world was telling Finn, do something, do something, do something to get this woman out of her life and get your wife back and everything. I get that part. But the fact that she's just taking matters in her own hands and she knows she she knows how she, what she is capable of. So if she's like, okay, well, maybe I can provoke her and maybe she'll do this and do that and the other. You know what? No, because now you're making yourself look bad and now you're assaulting people. You're assaulting her. That's an issue too. That's a legal issue too. You're assaulting her. Oh, an employee at that, you know, so that's not not a good look on you at all, Lee. You're supposed to be a stand-up physician. Come on now. Get out of here. And then the way Sheila looked at those (laughs) knives... Sheila getting assaulted. She done shot two people behind the scenes over there. Uh, what? I don't feel Sheila could go to hell. That's where Sheila could go. Oh, yeah. Sheila, Sheila will do that. Does people know she shot two, so two people back to that stage over there? Lee's put her own self in that situation to get killed. Like I'm like, okay, well, Lee, she's right her own destiny. So, okay, whatever. You know, don't poke the bear. Because the bear will come out, and she was known to be a bear a few times. So you better stop. That's all I got to say. Lee, oh, and at this point, I kind of want Sheila to stab her, and that sounds horrible. But Lee is just getting on my nerves with every single storyline she's working my ever loving nerves. Oh, Daphne. Okay, so maybe I'm looking at this differently. Differently, I don't look at this as Lee foolishly poking the bear and seeing what's going to come out. I see this as Lee deliberately poking the bear because she knows the bear is going to come out, and then she's going to say, oh, and then she will you the bear to come out, but you're supposed to be this changed person. I know you haven't changed. So I wasn't all that upset with Lee deliberately poking the bear because I think she knew, Lee to me knew what she was doing, and so I didn't have a problem with it. The issue is Sheila almost took the bait, but then she didn't mm-hmm. take the bait. So I think that means that leads Lee to sit there and say, okay, well, she's not as somebody y'all, namaste, and I'm all of this as she wants everybody to believe. I think Lee sort of sees Sheila kind of for what she is a little bit. So I'm okay with Lee poking the bear, deliberately poking the bear, willfully and knowingly knowing I'm poking the bear because I do want the bear to come out. I want because I want everybody to see that the bear is still here. The bear ain't gone into hibernation. Bear ain't going to sleep. The bear ain't going to fall apart, honey. He's still here. He's just over there playing with his paws right now until the time to strike. So I'm okay with Lee poking the bear. 
<clears throat> yeah, as long as she's willing to live with the consequences. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, a question, uh, uh, Kim, did you watch Stephanie back in the day, the original OG? I'm just not sure. Um, Not a lot. I, I, not a lot of her clips. I have watched her clips, everything, with Brooke, <laughs> but not all of them. I'm still, you know, watching oh, Stephanie, oh, Stephanie's old clips. Oh, the reason I'm saying this is because I know Daphne would probably agree to me. She's like OG Stephanie. What I'm seeing with mm, me, this okay. is every every single thing to me. If Daphne, you can prove my wrong. Isn't this every single thing Stephanie would be doing right now when it comes to Sheila? She would be doing all of this that 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 Lee mm-hmm. is doing. So I think I think that's why for me, I think that for me, Lee is what I missed on the show. I missed Stephanie Forster. So she's not gonna be her. But I sort of miss mm-hmm. this is what we get with Lee, who's like not doing some of the antics. Stephanie, to me, I would say she, her, and original Sally Spectre, my two favorite characters in all soaps. Like, it is not every single, all of them combined. Those are my two favorite characters in all the soap operas. Nicholas Casadonna, I'm sorry they dropped a few, a few pieces down. But, the, but the, yeah, these two women are, are my, my, my main two ladies. I just think they were well written. But it was sometimes where it was a little difficult to like Stephanie because, I mean, gee, she was uh, a little bit extreme and she did some stupid stuff. But and I think that's what Leah is doing. She's like picking the beer and saying, well, if you're good, well, you're not going to lose. You're not going to unleash. You're mm-hmm. a good person. You're saying that I could do every single thing to you and you won't do anything. And the difference with her and Stephanie, at least she's doing it in a, a, a crowded establishment. You know, at least she's not in the alley doing this. I would have said, what the hell are you thinking? He learned, he learned from Steffi's errors. You don't reach her. You reach her any time when y'all in that parking center, when y'all down there in the parking, go ahead and push her in the slide. Do it in a public neighborhood. If this not when to kill somebody in public. But if you're in a parking garage, don't do it. Yeah, they are, see, that's because if you look at Sheila's <laughs> history, she hasn't done anything that's in small, public. That's always when she's been a it's always been when she's been alone with people taking, throwing people out windows, and mm. you know, it's all and you know, she you know, don't want witnesses. Yes, it's all, it's all the time. The only time she really did a public thing was when she shot Taylor in the fourth dimension, but she wanted to take everybody out anyway. So it was that was her attention at that time. It wasn't that the FBI no one was there. So to me, I think Leah's doing this quite right at this point. And Sheila, what I dislike about this storyline. Does not, was this not big news that Sheila shot two people in the alley? That wasn't big news. I feel Bold and the Beautiful sort of missed the beat. Probably we could go to this probably next week because I think Hope said, what is people going to think when you they find out Sheila's working there? That's a true statement. So you mm-hmm. tell them, I know LA is big that no one is going to say, oh, my, I know LA is big. Probably people don't read the news. But I'm going to need somebody to come in here and say, oh, my God, is Sheila Carter working here? Didn't she just shoot two people in the alley? Are you serious? Like, no one is, no one is <laughs> Like a patron. Like, like I'm right. going to say, are you mm-hmm. serious? Like, how did this happen? Don't they know that Deacon Sharp found the bodies? Like, wasn't this all news? Because Hope literally said, you're going to look, and I'm going to need this Deacon, if he's going to stay with this, to lose his business. Like, oh, oh, no, as a matter of fact, not even lose the business that he starts to see less clients start to come because they scared because Sheila Carter is in there. That's the storyline we should be doing. Otherwise, it doesn't make quite sense to me. But I will say, I don't believe Deacon have a plan. But I have been listening very closely to the dialogue he's saying. To me, he's not really saying, I love Sheila with all my heart. I've been hearing, trust me, I'm doing this for everybody. I'm protecting you. Sheila, please don't go around Finn. I got this. We could just be together, Finn, to come to you in time. To me, I see that as a person saying, I'm going to give Sheila true happiness and prove to you she won't do anything. So I kind of would like the storyline, which would save Deacon a little bit, 
this whole storyline has been he is with Sheila because he believes that's the best way to save everyone else. As long as Sheila kind of sacrificing him, himself to make to kill. Yep. I, I, don't, I doubt the right. I doubt the right. I doubt the writers would do well, that. Well, the dialogue. You're right, though, Tia. The dialogue does basically kind of say he think maybe it's not so intentional on that part, but he basically did say, you know. I'm going to give her the chance to change, and, and, and it kind of, yeah. it's like, let me keep yeah. her over here, and I'll, he's basically mm-hmm. making himself her permanent babysitter 24-7. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? yeah. even, even when I see him talking to, to Hope, he's not even telling Hope, probably that's going to change next week, I'm going as of October 22nd, he's not saying, I truly love her, can you want this for me? He's he said saying, we're two misfits. Yeah, that's what he said. He's not saying. He's saying, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Like, this is he probably like, I'm not going to get nobody else. It's fine. I, Brooke is never going to take me back. I, it mm-hmm. is what it is. I'd rather sacrifice this because I know when she's with me. Even when he's saying with Sheila, he, he, he has common sense. Like, he's saying, please just don't mess with Finn. We're going to agree with that. I'm going to protect him. He said that a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to protect Steffi from you. That's just if you mm-hmm. go crazy. So he is aware truly much of who he is. He's not blinded. So I am kind of curious if that's a little bit of the storyline of him saying, you know what, I- I'm never going to be with nobody, let's be honest, so I might as well sacrifice myself. I do think he care about Sheila, so he- it's not really a tor- torture like it was for like a bill to be with her. So I think it's much easier and more believable because he truly has feelings for her, but not to the intent to be this stupid. Do I think the writers is going there? I don't know, but as I agree, uh, I agree with you, Carrie. I'm not sure if it's intentional, but I'm noticing with the dialogue, they're not having him say, I love her with my whole heart. It's please trust me. Even he told Hope, can you just trust me on this one? I don't quite understand mm-hmm. what that means. Yeah, the dialogue uh, is interesting yeah, to someone yeah. who supposedly is, is in love with him. And it's it's it's, it's right. different dialogue than you'd right. expect to hear. Um, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, we'll just segue into, like, like I said, I, I'm okay with Hope being a hypocrite to say, Dad, why are you with her, even though she's an adult? But I only want this, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll only be, I'll say this, it'll it'll work better for me is if she sees, if she's going to be with Thomas, that's fine. Is, is Deacon and Sheila's relationship going to be the gateway? Because short of that, then I don't know what the point of this all is. Um, Kim, mm-hmm. do you have anything with Deke, uh, Hope's, Hope's conversa- uh, ultimatum and conversation? Um, no, because I was just so upset with her, with Thomas. And so she, their conversation honestly literally sounded like Charlie Brown's feature to me. <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't, I'm just upset with her right now. So she just sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. I, I'm just, I'm just upset. I just don't like her at this moment. So. I'm sorry, I, I didn't really even focus on that conversation. Um, any, every, any and everything she's saying just goes in one ear and out the other to me, and I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of her and wanting to just, I'm just I'm just tired of her. I really am. I am. I don't like her. I'm with you. Daphne, did you, what, what did you feel about uh, Hope and her ultimatum to Deacon? Well, before we go there, Tia, I had said earlier about whether we liked Lee a lot, but I felt like Lee was OG Stephanie. Okay. And doing all of her with her shenanigans and stuff. I had said that. So you might so if you want to go back um at some point and listen, great minds do think alike because I do <laughs> feel that they are making because I feel like that's a character on this show that you on this show you are missing. You are missing yeah. that person who is that one that will say, I will I will I will pick you at your triggers and then talk about you behind you to you, not behind you, but to your face. And I do at one point thought that they were trying to make Jackie's character, Steffi, that OG. 
But then with the shooting, that sort of freaked her out. So she mm-hmm. lost her mojo with that. So so now now I'm gonna be like this. Let me let me get this, let me get it correctly. <clears throat> Between um Hope and Deacon. To quote my good friend Kim, this is what I heard. Wah wah wah. Wah 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 Deacon wah 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 she went wah 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 ultimatum wah 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 I I was like oh gosh my head my eyes was rolling the back of the back of my head and not in a good way um so I was just not taking it but I do have to kind of agree with Hope a little bit on the point I can't have if you're persisting to be with Sheila Sheila. Just like your coat. Wherever you are, there's going to be Sheila. I can't have my kids around this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I got to deal with, um, with, 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 with Liam over here. Even if I wanted to, I'd have to tell you no. Because I got Liam on one side of me. And then I got to think about, even though I'm not thinking about Thomas before in any other respect, I got to think about Douglas. I can't have Sheila around my mm-hmm. kids. I'm sorry. Sheila has mm-hmm. not done her dues. She's not paid for any of her mistakes. She's not she's not done the work for me to say to me to argue the point that Sheila like I like like hope to, and she to me hope rightfully argued that point that Deacon had changed. Look at what Deacon has done. I can under I may not agree with the point, but I could understand the point. I can't understand mm-hmm. if you're gonna argue, well, my daddy is, is in love and is engaged to Sheila and that's his wife or blah blah blah. So she gets to come over with him and they get to be around my No. But I just wasn't willing to listen to Hope, but I do agree. I'm sorry, Sheila can't be around my kids. Mm-hmm. So Speaking of Sheila being around kids, Ridge went to see his son-in-law to see if he's informed Steffi that uh, Sheila and Deacon are a thing, and he said no, and he's like, you know what, that's your story to tell, but you need to tell her. As soon as Ridge leaves, here comes Liam into the office after having a conversation with Thomas, and he was like, oh, so what does Steffi think about uh, Sheila and Deacon? And he realizes that... um, John Finnegan didn't tell um, his wife, so after John went to go see a patient, Liam decides to do the do the uh, honors himself and call Steffi and leave a voicemail and say that, you know, um, I know you don't know this, but Sheila and Deacon are a thing, and oh, and P.S., when you come home, don't come home to Finn, come home to me. And, and, I, and I will say, I don't know if he would have said that if, if uh, Finn didn't, speaking of poking the bear, uh, the apple didn't fall far from the tree because Finn was calling what Liam did was doing was a scumbag, which I don't, I don't even, to be quite honest, before the phone call, I don't know what the fuck he was saying was a scumbag move because I'm like, what did Liam do? Now, after the phone call, you can disagree or agree with the phone call, but I, but, but I think by him doing that, he just lit a fire and the little Bill Spencer came out and Liam said, oh, come home to me. But I'm just going to say for me, because we've had I've, this conversation was we've had this in private and even on spaces where although Sheila and the reason I hold Finn accountable because he is the husband, he has the obligation to tell his wife is because for two reasons. One, I was hard on Steffi. I told I, I am consistent. Steffi should have told about the kisses before Kelly almost drowned. So I don't have two standards. One, number two. 
the reason it, it, it's for me, it's not about Sheila and Deacon's relationship putting Steffi in danger. What Steffi left for two reasons, A, to get away from Sheila, but B, the reason that marriage broke up is because she didn't trust Finn to prioritize her and the kids over Sheila because she knew she, uh, uh, Finn has this connection that he can't explain. So she finds out that he keeps from her about the hug in the in the courthouse. She doesn't even know about the first hug that we, the audience, know about. So the reason I say he needs to tell her, while it doesn't provide a danger to her, it's information that she would want to know because it just gives Sheila another anchor. And maybe this is would, would, would sway her decision. And so if I'm a wife and I'm thinking, wait a minute, you already kept from me. If I if Liam didn't show me the picture in the courthouse, I wouldn't know about your conversation with Sheila. You called her a hero, and here you are. Every time this uh, 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 information about Sheila, you're holding it from me. So it's not about the degree of the relationship. It's about from Steffi's POV. My husband is keeping more information from me as it relates to Sheila. So that's why I say he had the obligation to tell her. Um, Daphne? Uh, well, she's still on, but, uh, mm. well, I don't hear it. Sorry, she's in the, um, again. Maybe a good connection. I'm sorry, I'm uh, here. I'm uh, here. I hear, I had myself muted, and I was just talking. So, first of all, let me just say this. I am not a Liam Basher. I've been 100% team Liam as it comes to Sheila and his kids and his daughter and his daughter Kelly. But I, and I'm not going to be going back to say Liam is a waffler. This is what Liam did in 1972. This is what Liam did in 1992. I'm not even going back to 2012. I'm just looking at the episode that I see today, or which was Friday, and I'm just going back to the last couple of weeks for this. Right now, and that's what I'm basing my stuff on. So to mm. me, Liam pulled the bitch move. I'm sorry, he pulled the bitch move, and I'm gonna tell you why exactly I felt that he pulled the bitch move. At this point, Liam has no. Okay, people were saying, well, Ben is um, Ben and Steffi has his daughter. Ben does not have your daughter. Your daughter is in Italy with her mother. At this point, you have no reason to have any freaking conversation with Finn. You can say, Finn, I'm leaving you at the door. I don't need to come to your house. I don't need to come to your office. If I'm sick, mm -hmm. I go to ER. I'm going to request another ER doctor. This, to me, goes to show me that Liam does have Bill Spencer in him. Liam has not respected, it is, has not, it is not respecting Steffi's marriage for this. Only reason he was doing what he was doing before was because he was with Hope. So my whole point is, I, I like the conversation that Finn had with Ridge. As the father-in-law, yes, that's a conversation that Ridge should have, and I was team Ridge for that. And Ridge is like, yeah, you need to tell her. Now, my question is, I understand there's more information, but what is Deacon to Steffi? Has Steffi, I don't think Steffi has even thanked Deacon for saving her and calling the ambulance and the police I when she was being shot. I think she did. I, no, actually, I think she did. Then she was one time she came. Okay, in. Yeah, she I think did, that's what, she, 
think. Well, if she did, then I must have. That must have been the time when I was going through the fast forward, and I apologize <laughs> when she did say to. But my thing is, I don't get, and I know there's more information, but Deacon and, and stuff should not, that should not be a, a major factor in whether or not she gets back with with Phoenix. But it's about Finn. It's not about it's Deacon, me. though. That's, that's, but, but, it's but, about, but, it's about but, your husband not telling you things but, that you want, you need to know. But my point is, we don't tell me the time frame. So if I don't pick up the phone immediately and call you and say, hey, what, I got to do this, 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 this. It's not immediately, though. It's been days and he talks to her every day. I got to sit here and I got to process this stuff and say, okay, wait a minute. What's going on? That's why I said I like Liam's Fia's conversation with Ridge when Ridge is like, okay, you know you need to tear her. At this point, you didn't give Fia enough time to process what Ridge said before you had Liam come Busting in that door, and you didn't. But he's known her. for days. I get that, but my point is, Lee freaking reason to come over there to confront that. That's apples and oranges. Whether Finn tells Steffi or not, it is not Liam's place to come over there and tell Finn this is what you need to do. This is how, because my point is this. Well, no, that's actually not, no, no, no. Actually, to be fair, no, that's not, he didn't go there for that. He didn't know until he got there that Steffi didn't know. He assumed she knew. But my problem is Liam doesn't even need to know what's being told her or not. He doesn't need, she shouldn't even be coming to that office to even ask the question whether or not being told her or not. If you find out and you wanted to tell her, then that was fine. You tell her in your office, in your home, in your hotel. You didn't, you had, to me, you got no reason to come over to Finn's office being freaking nosy to figure out what Finn has done. And then what I call is the bitch move. The bitch move is you then you're gonna pick up the phone when Finn tells you rightfully it's none of your business. You're gonna sit there in Finn's office, look at the photos that Finn has around, then pick up the phone and then I'm gonna leave a message and I'm gonna tell you that um yeah, Deacon and Sheila back together, they together, they engaged, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and by the way, um, it's, you know, it's about me. It could be a me and you. I would never do this. To me, right there, Liam is over there trying to sell Steffi a bell of goods. He's trying to tell <laughs> Steffi, I'm better for you. I'm the one for you. So if I got to say that, that's that Brooke and, and Hope sold Liam a bill of goods, that's the exact same thing that Liam is done to Steffi right now. He's over there telling her over the phone, leaving a message that um I'm the best for you. And nobody is sitting over here thinking that, if, if, if Stiffy does not pick Lafayette, Sheila Carter is not going anywhere. Sheila Carter is not going to just disappear from Steffi's life. You want to know why? Because Steffi has her grandson. Dean Hayes is her grandson. You think that that's going to end Sheila if she says, no, I'm not going to pick Finn? That's not going to get rid of Sheila. Sheila's then going to dig her heels in more because she's going to feel like her son has lost his family. So, no, for me, I, this is the first time in a long time that I said, Liam, no, can't take Liam for right now. Because that was a, that, that he had, to me, he had no business coming over there, had no business acting. And he had no business, and if he was going to tell her, that's fine. But you don't sit there and do that. That's a Brook and Hope move. So that's what I was feeling about that. Oh, and the other thing, and then the person that he hates most of all, he hates, can't stand Thomas. 
Thomas is now his talk to. He's over there now with Thomas. Yeah, I come over here to bring Beth, um, her dog, the hope, and blah, blah, blah. And then he's getting into a conversation about with Thomas about 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 Finn and Steffi and she no. Just two days ago, Thomas was the bait of your existence. You can't stand Thomas. Now Thomas is your talk to? Please, ma'am, take a seat. I just know he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. If he doesn't tell it, he's damned. If he does, he does. And 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 as and as far as and I'm just going to say this: you're right. Getting is, but but the thing is, <clears throat> Sheila is still going to be that child's grandson. But again, it's not about getting rid of Sheila. Steffi has Steffi has a decision to make. Can she trust her? Is in her mind. I don't have to agree with it. Steffi Finnegan is trying to figure out if Finn, John Finnegan, is prioritizing her and the kids or does Sheila have a place in their life? So it's not about that Sheila still will be the grandchild, but can Steffi live with a man who, if she believes, doesn't put her first? I'm not saying he does or doesn't. It's her perception of what he's doing. Because every time it comes to, because by the way, just to get the time frame right, he's known about this for days. He made a beeline to hope. But also, it's been days since he found out. And the minute, because I agree with you, I think it's dumb on two levels. The minute that Ridge said, you need to tell your wife, the minute that Finn realized Lingham knew, you know what Finn should have said? Excuse me out of my office. I'm going to go have the conversation with my wife. Yeah. Because he's had, he's had at least several, yeah. since the time he knew about Sheila, he's had at least a couple of conversations with her on the phone. Because yeah. they tell us in dialogue, he talks to her every day. So if, if a, a smart person would say to themselves, after, after you blame Liam for blowing up your spot in the courthouse, just on a selfish level, take Liam and his douchebag moves out of it. If Finn was a smart man, he'd say, you know what, I need to tell my, whether you, whatever we think, let's say it's a, this is a one on a scale of one to ten. It's not about being danger. I need to save my marriage. I'm trying to prove to my wife that I'm putting her first. Mm-hmm. I need to tell Steffi before Ridge, before Taylor, before Hope, before the mailman, before Liam, before Deacon, before, before Sheila and Deacon put an ad mm-hmm. in the paper. I need to tell my wife because if it doesn't come from me, it looks like I'm hiding things just like I did the last time. Well, well, um, that's two separate issues. That's two separate issues. I'm just sitting over here saying, Liam is over here saying to everybody who will listen, for the last two months, I'm not going to interfere in Steffi's marriage. I'm going to let Steffi make the decision. I'm going to let Steffi change his mind. She needs to do. Well, it was within, within yeah. you can't say. Well, then he's a douchebag. That's fine. Then that, that, that's he changed but, but, his mind because Leah, Finn lit the match. But now he has to suffer right. the label. He now has to suffer the label of being somebody who's over there. He has to suffer. I don't the think he cares. That broken home has to suffer now. You over here? No, it's not the same thing. But you're selling. But you're selling. Because the difference is he was up front with the husband. I don't think it's the same as broken hope. But. I just feel like at that point, if I'm going to label Hope and Brooke as somebody who sold Liam 
that I'm the best person for you to be with, and I have to label yep. them as somebody who sold Liam a bag of goods. I have to now apply that same label to Liam because Liam is doing. No, because he's not selling her a bag of goods. He is who he is. He's not lying. Say no, that's not the same thing because that's that's apples and oranges. Because Hope actually said, "I won't do." Because he's not the message. It's very simple. Hope. No, no. What? No, because Liam. It's it's not the same thing. Because let me just say this: Liam is who he is. Steffi can Steffi can choose to take him or leave him. Hope sat up in the room and trashed Steffi. Period. I think she's trying to say that it's like if Liam turned out to be the waffle, he is. He is first. But, to tell a good story. but it's not about no. It's not about Liam being a waffle. That we're mixing up things. That's that. This has nothing. You can. My, I am not. Anybody can think Liam is a douchebag for doing it. But I don't see how this has to, anything to do with Brooke and Hope. I, well, I, I get what you're saying. Well, I would say, well, I would say, like, I think Daphne for the best. We all gonna agree to disagree because Daphne, I 100 percent agree with you. But Kim, go because I can't be on both for three hours today. So, Kim, <laughs> what's your reaction to this? Um, well, okay. So you already, know, y'all already know I'm a Kim. I'm a, I'm a Liam fan. I'm a team Liam fan first and foremost. So, so, and I can even acknowledge anything he does wrong. Obviously, I always do that, and I will. However, in this case, I just think that Liam, I, first, I'm living for Liam's level of pettiness. I just love him. I just love it. And from the moment he walked in the office, um, I was just here for it, you know. I just, I just, I just, I, I love it. And I honestly also think that, first and foremost, with Finn knowing that he will go back and tell Steffi, case in point with the hug in the courthouse, when when he came there and said, so I heard about your mom and Hope's dad. So how do you feel about, about that? That's crazy, huh? Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, I, I know that Steffi must have been living when you told her, you know. And then Finn is the one who looked like a deer when headlights. When he should have said, you know what, she is living. He could have lied if he, if he didn't tell her. You know what, she is living. In fact, you know what, hold on. After I go check on Mr. So-and-so with Tina, because he, that's what he was saying when Liam walked in. He said, I got to go, you know, I got to, I told her I was going to call her back. We we're going to talk more about that. But, yeah, she is living. He could have lied or at least said something, you know, even if that. Because it's the fact that he knows how Liam, and he's so intimidated by Liam or whatever, and the threat to his marriage, he does need to focus on Sheila. And that's why Steffi's gone in the first place anyway. So I just feel like, and then of course, honestly, it had me that Liam had me laugh when he was like, "Whatever she when she's with Finn is danger, Finn danger." I, I was crying laughing. I said that was the best. I, I just Liam's pettiness. I live for it, and I always will. So when he left, and like say whatever my marriage, whatever. Well, he okay. So he looked at Stephanie's picture. Screw it. Called her up. Left her message. Yada yada. And so you don't, if he, he can't keep you safe, I can. Come home to me, not him, whatever, whatever. We could do it again. We did it once before the marriage. Then game on, whatever. You know, Finn's going to have to put on his Sheila's son's briefs and just whatever. Fight the fight then. May the best man win. Whatever. Just do what you got to do. Show us that you are Sheila's son. Put up the fight then. I don't care. But the fact of the matter is, is that you do have a responsibility because as soon as Ridge, he met, Ridge had that conversation, he could have said, you know what, okay, that's right. Let me do that right now because my father-in-law is definitely, you know, he's right because I don't want to keep things from my wife. 
so that he should have done that, you know. And then with Thomas, he went to drop him off, and he just mentioned the thing too or whatever. That's the only reason why he tolerated talking to Thomas, because it wasn't about Hope. It was about Steffi. So that's the only reason why. So I felt no I had no issues, of course, with Liam in that episode. I love him, always will. And I thought the level of pettiness was top-notch. So kudos to Liam. He had every right. But let the games begin. Whatever, it's on. Well, I'll go and close this up real quick. Uh, um, I would say, um, I, Daphne, I clearly side with you. I don't have much. Don't really want to get into disagreement. Liam is a piece of trash. I've been the one who's been defending him. Actually, pretty much alone on this island, probably with Kim and uh, Carrie. But as always, I'm subject to change my mind based on actions that happen the week of. Who knows? Next week, I might be like, you go ahead, Liam. I would say in 95% of these conversations, I've been pro-Liam. But first of all, my issue is kind of with uh, Daphne said, shouldn't have went in the office anyway. You know every conversation you have with Finn ends bad. So it's getting to the point, why even come in his office <laughs> right. to begin with? So, that, so that's the first issue I'm having. Like, why? It's like you just at this point, it seemed like you just caught at him and want to start an argument. It seemed like every time you go to see him, it's literally to say, I want to start a fight. It's the same issue I have with Finn. Why well, come back for us to creation? You know how it's going to turn out. It's like, are y'all just looking for fights as a reason to come somewhere? So anytime y'all come see each other, have your gloves on because y'all know a fight is about to happen every single time. So it's just time <laughs> to move on past it. When it comes to this whole secret, I literally, I am, I do not see why Steffi had to know this. If she was in L.A., yeah, you know what, probably that's not why I'm married because I, I, I don't think I'm going to say, oh, my God, you didn't tell me about this when I decided to go out with the kids out of town. I, so I guess, like, 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 that's why we always say people, definition of marriages is different. Some people like open marriages. I would never want to be at one. Do I believe my husband should tell me about Sheila's love life when they out of town and I'm 20, 100 miles away. No, because she doesn't interact with Deacon. To me, it would be different if Sheila was dating Ridge. Well, yeah, you better hurry up and tell her. This is your father. What the heck is Ridge thinking? And Ridge, going to you, if this is so big, what, what do you mean it's been paid? said, no, actually, it's not. You're the father. You knew this from the beginning. You just say, you know what, Steffi, I knew about this relationship in the, big, the beginning, and I didn't know this would resume again, but it did. So, Ridge, where are you at? So, I think... The only thing this storyline has managed to make me do at this point, I can't believe I'm going to say this, is actually make me be a fan of Finn. And I have never been a fan of this character. If anyone looks at this podcast, I'm just tired of everyone. What, what are you going to do about Sheila now with this? Oh, you keeping it from her so Liam Club get some, some cool points by telling Steffi. And I would actually give him the benefit of the doubt if I feel he just wasn't telling her just to get brownie points. That's literally the only reason I felt he told her. So I just thought it was childish, and, and I, I just I just didn't care for it. I just think it was done pretty bad, in my opinion. So I guess we'll see where it goes from here. I don't have much else to say, but I'm, I, I kind of just pretty much share Daphne thoughts, but I don't want to go too over on bold. Any more comments before I switch over to Wadnar, since we are a little over? No, I don't think, I think we covered everything. All righty. Who's here for Wadnar this week? Okay. Let's tweet out why no. Okay. Why and no, why and no. Oh, I think I'm gonna save that topic for later. Okay, Heather's moving to the DC <laughs> and Lucy will be back soon. Daniel is moving in the building that building that Lily is in. So clearly there will be a Heather Daniel and Lily triangle. Kim, I know you must be excited about this triangle, is that correct? Not at all. I figured I mean, <laughs> all the time. I, 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 I,
and I knew this really was the one, but I, I'm just so not here, to, here for it. I could just care less. This is just horrible, horrible, horrible. And just when I was starting to just at least 1% be okay and be tolerable of <laughs> Daniel and Lily, now they're going to throw another wrench into uh, and Heather, you know, uh, just a whole a whole wrench into the whole solution. So now I'm like, okay, I'm back to not even liking them. And this is just, this is horrible. I, I just, hashtag green came back a <laughs> I'm not yep. here for this. I, I agree. Yeah, people oh, I'm are here for Yeah, people over there pretending that. Yeah, guys who's listening to us and so party. It was once upon a time Kane and Lily were popular. You may not like them, but they were number one on that that uh, soap opera. Wait, let's not dodge this. It's that other one. Uh, soaps and that CBS soaps and that. Uh, number one every week, and every people say, "How are they number one?" Because those fans had it. And who who thought that helicopter thing first? I think it was Kane and Lily. That would be the Wayne fan base to get Daniel Goddard's job back. Oh, th- mm. thanks for that reminder. I was just being sure it's good to have that confirmation. So, so yeah, to me, I, I need Keenan and Lily back. I think, to me, it will give Daniel and Lily the edge they need because you never know after that. You might be like, you know what? I'm liking Daniel and Lily now. I just think they need a little edge. And it's not Heather. Who the hell care about Heather? Like, I'm so, I don't care about Heather at this time. Probably if we get better writing, I, I don't care. Then, again, Heather. My issue with Heather, can we know why you and Daniel broke up to begin with? You want him back because why? Didn't you explain how bad things were? Even Lucy, I think Lily said, oh, I'm sure that Lucy wanted two guys together. Why would she want them together? Didn't she say how bad he was? And then when she first came, she said, I see how Lily brings up the good stuff. So do you want that crazy night of a father you had before he came back to the New York City? She should, she should be more like Faith. Like, I don't ever want you guys back together again. So this writing is not really consistent with me. You're going to have to explain to me what the heck happened with Daniel and Heather and why do you want the dude back now? Because clearly he didn't, we wasn't on his best behavior with you, so you don't bring out the best in him. So why the heck do you want to get back involved with this? I can't. Uh, Daphne. I don't think I could have said it even better than what you just said, Tia. Um, seriously, I I got a feeling we may end up getting some Daniel and some Heather because we got to remember Crystal Khalil at some point is going to have to go on maternity leave and be out off the show for a little bit, so I don't know. But I, I do agree and feel that we do need Kane, Kane Ashley back. I think that's a sort of a little bit of a, of a, even if it's only back for a limited run, just to stir up the pot or to add some things in or to cause some conflicts. So, I, yeah, why would you want, maybe this is why I am still single at the age that I am, because, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm too petty. Maybe it's because I just, once I lose that trust, that love, that, you know, that that that, that, that thing, I can rarely get it back. And if I get it back, it's always stuck in the back of my head. This is what we did. This is what you did. This is why we broke up. And I can you can never get back to that level. So I don't know. If please somebody tell me what the thing is, I need specifics. I don't need generalizations. I don't need I need specifics as to what did Daniel actually do. And if it was so bad, why y'all want to get why you want to get back, Heather? And why Lucy? It's just one of those things. And for those of people that don't remember, um, guess who Lucy's grandma is? Lucy's grandma is Sheila freaking Carter. I just thought I was asking you. You're right, you talk about some good real story that we could explore there because I don't even think Lucy know her backstory and how even Daniel didn't even really want her at first. So that would be a heck of a story uh-huh. they can do. So that's she sticking on Devon and Lily. Okay. 
the the Vaughn and Liddy don't know what to think of Mamie's offer, but she always keeps saying, guys, y'all can't trust her. Y'all don't know Mamie like I do. And Lily admitted that pretty much what we said, she don't know her that well. She said Nate spent more time with her than she did. She said by the time she was born, she left when her mother and her came back to Paris, and she was busy with the Abbots. That's what Lily said. So she didn't. So I, I'm sorry, off screen real fans. But I don't think that scene happened that y'all were talking about. I don't think they shared much scene on off screen. But she pretty much said that, and you know, but I did like that. And then also, she also told. Tucker, maybe, oh, maybe it took her to business partners, of course, the secret ones, and she told him that I want Nate a part of this. Tucker said that Nate wasn't a part of the original arrangement. She said, well, you're going to let me change this arrangement because this is what she wants. Do we know why they involved? Not really sure. I'm going to assume she didn't have enough money. That's the only thing I could gather from this, which makes a little bit more sense to me. So she wants Nate on board. Nate is not sure he wants to go back to that, and she's saying it would be so much better for all you guys to have this company together. And then, you know, also Mamie and Lily talked, and she was trying to, you know, see, and then she was like, I just want to know what you think about this, Lily. She said she's not sure. And she also said Nate Devon is going to have a difficult time really trusting in Nate. But I will say it was a good night. Nate and, De- Nate and Devon scene by the end of the week, it felt like for a second they were trying to sort of get on the right path. So for me, I would say... I am happy that, again, for the fans who's not listening, like, we got a confirmation for, like, the 50th time. Lillian Devon does not know Mamie. I love that she said what we said. Like, and I keep saying that the Abbott, and then I said it, I said this last week. The Abbott's know Mamie more than Lillian Devon. That is insane to me. But, again, that mm-hmm. shows, unfortunately, Mamie, as, a, as an auntie, she hasn't done her due diligence because she didn't speak up with them at all. Like, on the, I need mm-hmm. one of them to say, um, where were you during Neil's funeral? Like, where were you during this whole time? You want to put the family back to what it was, but what was it? We don't know what it was because we never spent time with you. So can you remind us of what the family was? What was the ball? What the heck was the ball? Olivia, where's great Olivia at? I haven't seen her in a few decades when with mom had, but where was she at? Like, that's what the question is. The only one that blew through was Malcolm. Even he came yeah, back. Malcolm. You're right. And then you got then you also gotta think, well Nate, Nate came back and then he turned out to be the worst of the more. So why should we trust the barbecue at all? Like y- y'all are a disgrace. So if I'm Devon and Lily, I'm just trusting ourselves. But in saying that, I am a little upset that Devon and Lily are getting everything from jail perspective because she's also biased. Her dialogue was ridiculous. Like, I'm telling you, you don't know her as much as I do. I said, wait a minute, why are you acting like this was the biggest villain of the story, Jill? Stop it. If you if you listening to Jill, you would think maybe was the biggest villain this show has ever seen. She said, I'm telling you, you got to trust me. And see, that, no, I need one of the, you know what, probably Devon. It's not like Devon has shared more scenes with that. Yeah, yeah, he's with, he's with Abby, yeah. So why can't he go to say, hey, Jack, can I talk to you for a second? Can you tell me a little bit more about Mamie that I don't know? That's that simple. Just saying to him, to him, to him like, oh, no, that's not the Mamie. I know she would never do something like that. Because he knows Jill and Mamie. He would be honest. He doesn't hate any of them. He would tell you directly how both of them is will get an unbiased eye and Tracy, where she don't have no favoritism either. It's that simple. But, Kim, thoughts on this? Uh, so with Mamie, uh, and I... I hate to say this, but I'm just gonna say I don't like her. I don't like mm-hmm. Mamie at all. Oh, I, they I changed the character. You know, I, I did. I, this is just, I mean, horrible. And then, no, and in getting more of that background, everything that what she had with Lily and stuff, and like, like you said, you know, she was there and everything. And so, oh, I wish I would have, you know, been around more and everything like that. It's like, okay, well, you weren't. So, 
So you can't, <laughs> and I do see that now, you know, so we can't expect, oh, well, you know, she's a relative, so they should be team Aunt Mamie all the way. No, that's incorrect. So with that being said, and then, of course, when she was telling Tucker, oh, why is everyone keep you know, just doubting my ability to make like that? Like, she's, she's definitely clearly a tough cookie, and she came there to just wreak havoc, it, literally. And she's not saying that, but that's exactly what she's So at this point, Jill knows, and she has every right to know, she knows what Mamie's made, up to something. But just the way she is carrying herself and everything, she's so sneaky. I don't trust her with a, with a, bit, a one-foot pole. So I just, I, and I don't like her. It's something about her just rubs me the wrong way. It really does. So, yeah, no, 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 and no. And I was, I'm hoping, I was hoping that Nate and, and Devon, you know, were better in their relationship too. And it kind of seemed like they were having a different type of conversation until Devon at the end was like, well, then that's up to you to dissuade her then and walk right out. I'm like, well, dang, everything was great until you say that. Like, she ouch, you know, that hurt. Okay. I mean, oh, it's just, it's just a mess. So I, 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 I'm glad that Mamie wants to get them back on good terms with the family, but just the way she's going about it, I, I don't know, just something about her, I just, I just get my skin off, you know, I don't like her, I don't. To be quite honest, she's doing what she's sort of reminded me of what Tracy Abbott is doing to get Brooklyn the company. Actually, if you think about it, it's sort of the exact same thing. You know what? That's right. She's sort of doing that. Right? It's the same exact thing. They're doing it maliciously, but they're like, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, they're going to have control. So, hey, I got to do whatever I got to do. But I will say, your your whole uh, discussion right now reminds me why I'm upset with the writers right now. Because I truly believe we need a conversation where, all right, they got to pull Jill aside and say, hey, Jill, we tired of hearing these scripted things about you don't know her like I do. I'm like, okay, can you tell us what she did? And then right. you can play the flashbacks of that. And then they go no. and tell me, okay, we know you hate Jill. Can you please tell us what she did? You got both of their parties. Mm-hmm. Jack and Tracy, can I get a discussion with you guys? Can y'all tell me what the job mm-hmm. is? It's always that. It's, it's two sides in the truth. Everybody got a different story, and it's the truth, and I think you would get the objective mm-hmm. point from the average. So I'm going to slam the writers for not doing their due because you can't get the truth. Mm-hmm. You can't, y'all both can't keep telling me, well, this one is so evil, you don't understand. Well, okay, help me understand. Well, what is this person evil about? Right. I just know. Right. I think they're doing a bad job right now, but uh, mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on this, Daphne? Okay, because I'm gonna sit here and say this: Mamie wasn't a bad, wasn't a villain. Mamie wasn't an actual bad guy when it came to the Jill shenanigans. Mamie actually saw Jill for what Jill really was—a gold digging schemer. And she was, like, trying to – she felt it was her duty because she was kind of – she was in love with John Abbott to protect the family and all of this. Mamie didn't like Dina. Once when Dina abandoned those kids, Mamie mm-hmm. didn't like Dina after that. And so I feel like that people are falling into two camps when it comes to Mamie. They're falling to the camp of what's going on, why are you writing this character, why, what's going on with this character – and for the new people who haven't seen the relationship or know the back history of Mamie and Jill or Mamie and the family and the, the witches and the barber, know that she's a schemer and she's coming in. She's going to be the one who's going to take out Jabot. 
and all of this stuff when I honestly don't think that that's the intention. At least I hope that's what Josh is. Because Mamie used to would be the one who would figure out all of um, her schemes that when it came about getting money. Mamie was the one who figured out that she was having an affair with Jack. Mamie was the one who did all of these things. And Jill could not stand Mamie because Mamie was always, Mamie reminded me of Victor Newman a little bit. When it came to Jill, Mamie was always like two steps ahead of Jill with that. And Jill just could not stand. She felt like she could just get rid of Mamie. Her life would be great as an abbot with all of that. And Mamie was sort of the one that got Drew back with her mom. Because that, anybody who hasn't seen that whole scene where Drusilla, now mind you, I'm not, well, I'm not going to say that because we're going to record a podcast. Mamie was, if that's the scene with Drusilla asking her mother why she hates her. And it's Ooh, that was that, so that good. Back the greatest scene in history. And that's one of probably one of the best of Victoria Wilde scenes that for me because it was so much in the mama and her nastiness and you see all of them there. So I, I wish that we, you see, to me, Nate should be more like, I know what Jill is capable of because I was there. Because we got to remember, Nate was a young child when Mamie was there. Nate saw the whole Barbara relationship of that family and everything. Devon and Lily did not. Devon probably shouldn't even know who Aunt Mamie is, except yep. for a video call, a postcard, because by the time that Devon came on, Mamie was, the, the character of Mamie was gone, wasn't even talked about anymore. I think mm-hmm. Lily was probably an infant, an infant, maybe a toddler. So she may not have that. She should not have all of that either. Maybe just a little bit. So like you said, um, Tia, I would love for somebody to sit down and say, because at this point I'm getting too much Jill, because who are, people, who are the newer viewers going to listen to? They're going to listen to Jill because Jill has been there. So yeah. you know, Jill is spinning it one way. Mamie is spinning it one way. I would love for, you, like you said it, Tia, for Devon to go to either Jack or Tracy and say, hey, what's the deal between Mamie and Jill? And I need the honest version. And I probably would go to Tracy because I feel like with Tracy, I would get probably a more unvarnished truth because Mm -hmm. Jack is probably not going to want to know everybody he he diddled with with Jill. That's been so long (laughs) ago. So I don't know if I would get get truth, but I don't know if I would get the whole truth. So I would go to... I would go to probably Tracy, and I might even go to Ashley a little bit. And I think what gets me is how would Mamie know about how bad Tucker is? And see, and I'm wondering, mm-hmm. has Tucker gave her the spin on what's going on? Because if, Tuck, if Mamie knew what Tucker had actually done to her Ashley and to that family, she would not be – Tied up with Tucker. She'd be like, uh, Jack, we need to take him out to the woodshed because um, nobody is going to be trying to, to be hurt. My Ashley um, and my Abbott, they take over their company. So I don't even think, maybe knows everything that's been going on with Tucker. So I just wish that they would give us a little bit. And this is a part where whoever is talking, we could have the flashbacks 
Um, yes. So, for example, if Gil is telling the story and she's telling it through her vision, the audience gets to see what truly happened. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or if we're getting it from Tracy, we the audience gets to get that flashback to see what truly happened so you can make that decision and say, ah, oh, now we see why Jill paid, tried to pay or pay her off. We see why Jill does. See why maybe don't they don't like each other? And a part of me is like, I can understand why Mamie wants to put the family back together because you got Nate over here at odds. Nate is an egomaniac because he's just thinking about power, power, power. And you've got Devon who's finally tapped into his his business sense. I tell you, Devon is the smartest cookie when it comes to the business sense. You know, that's why he's over there in the smart DM, you know, and but, but all of this stuff. So I, I just go ahead. No, 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 what? No, what? No, I was just to say, so I just wish they would just give us, because you've got all of the flashbacks, you've got the people, you've got the original, this is not an issue where, you know, in the very beginning, you're going to have a different Mamie. But you can, there's lots of this Mamie and this Jill that you could flashback that we as, as, as an audience would probably eat up. And Kim, I guarantee you, if you saw that, that would clear up your dislike for Mamie a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, kind of we because okay. one thing we love about the one thing we loved about the Cameron Christian storyline is that they showed us the whole storyline for you to know what the, who the heck he is. Like they did it like every one of his episodes. We seen the flashbacks from all sides. I think that was one of the best use of flashbacks I think we've seen on any show this whole year. So I would love to them to utilize that with Mamie and use good flashbacks because we you know we get it a lot with certain characters. So that would be quite nice mm-hmm. for them to do. Now, when it comes to let's let's do this story. Oh, talk about the Abbott. We got Cal who went to Cal who went to order about how he's upset that he can't be second to command at Jabot because we know Billy is not getting fired. Audra shockingly asked Cal to align himself with her and Tucker, who's trying to take out Jabot. This idiot doesn't think wisely to say, you know what, let me go back to Jabot and tell him, to Jack, to tell him what's going on. He actually thinks about this. Later on, he overhears Jack telling Diane that he needs to work his way back at Jabot, and then he texts his Audra that they have some uh, talk about. I guess he's going to finally think about this offer. Uh, I will comment first. Cal... You're just a terrible character right now. Like, are you? It's like not one rootable character. Let me go first here. The disrespect you're having to your mother is starting to piss me off. You, you haven't had your mother in how many years? And it's like, you just, it's just, you don't even care. She's like, can I just spend time with my son? And you just over there thinking about Audra. Same thing with Jack. What has Jack done for you? You left the company. You was, just because you got fired, you should just be second in command and he should fire Billy. Why is he firing Billy for? Billy has done nothing to get fired. That's not right just because you're a fragile ego. No way. Until Billy does something worth getting fired for or de promoted, then then we would do that there, demoted, then that's when we would talk there. So you know what? Go ahead with Audra and go ahead and look like an idiot. And I hope that you work with Audra and uh, Tucker to take down Jaboa. Then they said, oh, we want to tell you that you're not part of the pen anyway, and then you don't have a job. So you know what? Let's go for it. Go ahead and be an idiot and work with them. Whatever works best for you, Cal. Um, Kim, thoughts? Yeah, Kyle, okay. Although they are giving us that lonely afternoon, I just just wish that, I kind of feel that he is going to go along with Audra's plea and offer of of what, since he heard what Jack said, oh, 
kind of like what Victor's making Adam do, start from the bottom. So, like, oh, he's going to start from the God, bottom. Kyle's got to start from the very bottom, and we're going to say up the top, and he's, that triggers something in Kyle. So I think he's going to go ahead and accept it. But the thing is, is that Kyle, <laughs> I just, I want this to blow up in his face, too. This is insane. I really want this to blow up in his face. And I want him to be taken down to where he doesn't even have any say or any step or any position, even at the bottom in the company. I hate to say that, but it's the truth because he's annoying and he's going to deserve, he deserves everything he's going to get. He really does. He knows better. Even Diane told him, you know, I just don't want you to get tangled back up with, with Arthur. Okay, you know how she is. Come on now. He's not thinking clearly. He's thinking with the other hand and it's just going to just blow up in his face, literally. So. I'll sit down somewhere and have five billion several seats. Daphne, thoughts? Okay, so if I didn't think Kyle was trash before this week, I certainly do think that Kyle is trash. Mind you, I thought Kyle was trash um, the moment that he started sleeping with Audra. Now, the first time you sleep with Audra, I could say, okay, I'm not going to really give you a pass, but I could say, okay, you know, I'll let that slide. But to continue sleeping with her and now to entertain and say, yeah, I'm going to do this, you are trash. So what Jack is supposed to do? Jack is supposed to say, okay, you and a huff made me choose between you and Summer. You didn't like my choice. You quit. Mm. You leave. You go over there and you do other stuff. Okay, now you come back. I've I've hired Billy. I'm propping Billy up. I'm telling Billy what he needs to hear to hopefully keep him on the right track. Billy has had my back and it's helped holding me up. So I'm supposed to now say, okay, Billy, deuces, tui tui. Mm -hmm. Um, go back to your boat. Well, we know your boat's been sold because I need to <laughs> hire. My son to be number two, so all can be well, so that we can be, so me and him and his mama can be a happy family. I don't know what it is about what they're, how they're writing Jack Abbott, but I am loving the way they are writing Jack mm -hmm. Abbott. Gone is the talk to. Gone is the person who just just thought and did what he wanted to do, and how gone is smiling Jack. Well, I think smiling Jack left a long time ago. I am liking this Jack, this Jack who is telling Phyllis Tui Tui, this Jack who is telling his son, no, you didn't, cause you didn't have to quit. You didn't have to make me make a choice. And see, this is what happens when you tell people to make a choice. Sometimes they make a choice that you don't like. So, yeah, you and Adam need to crawl up from the bottom. When you, when you act like a four-year-old, you get treated like a four-year-old, and now you just come back in. You can't just start at the top. You know, and all of this. And by the way, I am loving Diane. I can't say enough about Diane. Anybody to me right now who's telling me Diane's got a plan, I, I, I don't feel that Diane's got a plan. And then my plan is going to be to say this. If Diane has had a plan, then I need to see the plan. I need to figure out what plan has she got. Because right now, Diane has got everything that she wanted, and she got it through no not having a plan. So what plans does she need to have to get what she wants because she's got it all? So I don't know. I, I kind of want to see how Jack is going to do this, and I hope when Jack finds out all of this stuff that he just does play scorched to earth with Kyle because Kyle at this point deserves it.
Hello? Anybody still there? Oh, sorry. I thought, sorry. No problem. Uh, okay. Uh, well, no, it just went blank for a few minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so someone dear you, they grill Phyllis when they see how she's chatting with Tucker. She is upset that yet again her children doesn't see the good in her, but she admitted to hijacking into Tucker's computer to find a listening device and what Tucker used to spy on uh, Jabot. Daniel is upset and lays into her for wanting to get the shortcut of Jack's forgiveness instead of focusing on her job, family, and letting things happen organically. She said that nothing would ever be enough for her kids, and she gives up and says she is over this. Luckily, they later on came back and said, hey, we apologize, Mom, because, you know, she's sensitive. And she has some beautiful scenes with, uh, you know, Danny, since that's her BFF at this point right now, I guess. So any comments on this or... Oh, also, Phyllis and Audra had a scene. I actually like that. I actually, this is actually a scene where I actually like Phyllis. And when they went into each other, she's like, hey, I see straight through you. You ain't fooling no one. I actually really did enjoy that interaction, actually. So, Kim, do you have thoughts on this? No. No, I mean, they were, they were cool scenes, I guess. Um, it seems like... Sound like a person fatigue. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm extremely Phyllis fatigue. And, I mean, it seems like you know, the only one that really could tolerate her or knows, I don't know, to watch is Danny. I mean, it just seems like she's a little bit more tolerable um, when she's in scenes with Danny. <laughs> I mean, he seems like yeah. more level-headed one there, you know, so I'm just, I mean, I mean, we'll see. He said he's going to wanna stay in General City, you know, so okay, we'll see what happens, but yeah, yeah, yeah that, I'm just I'm yeah. Still fatigued. Mm-hmm. That that speaks to how beautiful this writing is. That Danny is the one who's tolerating her the most with the history that they have. But you know what? That that's beautiful, young and restless right now for Phyllis. Phyllis pays zero consequences for us. But uh, you know, you know what? Uh, you know what Carrie like to say? She paid way more consequences than a no summer. Sorry, paid more consequences than Phyllis did. But even got the person she put to hell at her BFF. That's that's something we all strive for, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Anthony, your thoughts? I hate to say this, but I'm just, I'm Phyllis fatigued at the moment. So usually now when Phyllis comes on my scene, I'm like, let me just fast forward. However, I was interested in the Phyllis and Audra, and it was, to me, it was like a game of chess, pawn, meet pawn, and let's see who's going to be this. Everybody always overlooks the pawn because you're thinking about the other chess pieces. So I was like, this could be interesting to see how, but I don't see what other connections that Phyllis and Audra would have unless you pull in the tile or she's trying to get Kyle. I I don't know. But I did like that scene. But other than that, I'm just Phyllis fatigued. Because she's always the victim. Nothing is ever her fault. It's still Diane, Diane, Diane. Well... Sally, 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 we go into her who's in this triangle that I just can't wait to end. Nick is upset at the world since Sally broke up with him. He was punching that bag with Victor pretty hard this week. Sally is heartbroken with how Adam continues to pressure her about the feeling she had, but shockingly, she finally admitted she can't let go of him as well, and she kicks him out the room to give her some space. So we, we as we see for the promo, is all about Sally's great love decision. Kim, thoughts? Oh. I'm Sally fatigued, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm just so, I'm just Sally fatigued to the point where 
anything that comes out of her mouth or anything about values, Charlie Brown's teacher. I, I'm just um over that. I'm just I'm over her hashtag bring Sally back to LA. I'm just I'm just I'm done. I, I don't I don't have any words because I just at this point I literally couldn't care less. I could not care less about this character or her storyline. And I hate to say that, but I just I couldn't care less. Next. Um, can I, I got a comment on the post in the chat room real quick, because I, I, I just want to know how old I have gotten. CR has said it's been 12 years, and we still haven't found out what Diane did to Phyllis. It's been 12 years? I didn't grow how much in my 40s right now. Then. Are you serious? Okay. 12 years. Okay. Uh, right, I guess it's dead. This storyline been going on longer than I originally thought. Okay. Uh, Daphne, do you have any thoughts on the Great Triangle here? Sally's decision. What's the triangle? Uh, What's the triangle? Uh, I'm sorry, Sally and her, her Newman. Yeah. Oh, no, no, next, no. This is coming from an OG Sally and Adam fan. I, I could care less. I'm actually Sally fatigued, too. I'm about to get Nick fatigued when it comes to Sally. I'm about, and I've already gotten Adam fatigued as it related to, as it relates yeah. to Sally. So, no, next, next, next. Oh, okay, before I say the last story, can I know, is Carrie still with us today? I sure am. Okay, yeah, good, because she's the one who needs to hear this recap the most. Okay, this is the this is the last topic we have, and I can't wait to mostly hear from Daphne on this one. But, you know, I have faith in Kim to be good in this one as well. So this is the one that makes, you know, a certain person voted for a character of the week on Young and the Restless on this poll. And I'm curious if she's going to regret the vote she did. And this is a prime example as to why when you vote, you know, we have a vote coming up in November. When you vote for the candidate, make sure you look up their values and see what they stand for. That's not a sponsor or nothing. But when you really vote at that ballot, if you choose to vote, make sure you see what they stand for. Don't vote for them just because they're in your party. But see what they, they might vote B for the most idiots. Just make sure. Don't vote because your parents vote for them. See, let me see what this nomination is for. If you don't, just vote for a third party. Just helping you guys out. Make sure you know who you're voting for and what you can live with in your conscience. Because, oh, this character here. Let, let's go with this storyline here. Victor is making everyone believe that his health is slowly declining by pretending to lose his memory over a stretch of time. At first, he mentioned that Victor is with, um, sorry, if Mickey is with Newman Media, then Nick said, um, no, that's, uh, no, no, he said Victoria did, then he said, oh, no, mom is the one who did. And then he also mentioned how, of course, Adam is upset that Nikki is with Stella because they are expecting the baby. Nick told Victor um, they lost that baby months ago. Victor looked confused, like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, Nick is like, are you serious? And then Victor said, okay, he has to leave. And then we see him peeking out at Victor. What a trash bag that is. He's peeking out to see how he's handling this situation. Later on the week, Victor lays into Victoria and Nick for trying to betray him, and they said they would never do that. He said, I would never let no one take me down to my company, so he laid into both of them. Victor admits to Nicky that he feels someone is trying to take him down from the company, and he has to know which of his children is trying to do that. Nikki told Victor the person who's trying to take him down is Adam. She said, of course, this is a waste of time. Later on, Nikki, Nicole, Newman, Matt, whatever you say this lady last name is, she decides to confront Adam about his behavior. She told him she doesn't, he doesn't care about Victor. 
only what he can provide for him. She said that she she said that she if she said if he hurts Victor in any way that she would destroy him. And she said, and I'll quote, I am not going to make you break Victor's heart again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have a lot to say at this foolishness here. Yeah, oh, wait, hold on, wait a minute, real quick. Carrie, do you have any comments on your your character, your character of the week or one on? Nicole Newman is my girl. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I know, yeah, you regret your vote. Yeah, yeah, next time, make sure you vote or just skip the polls. That's what you do. You skip the nomination poll you don't want to vote for. You know when you have the ballot. I, I skipped the bold couples. I sure did that. Yeah, yeah, you should have seen. You know, you know when you vote ballot, you don't need to vote for everything down. You could leave some blank, and that's why you should have left that mm-hmm. from behind blank, too. So I, I'm going to tell yeah, my my the reason I highlighted this quote, I am not going to let you break Victor Hart again. What do you mean again? <laughs> Your father has broken the Adam out like fifty hundred times. Are you serious? Attacking this man outside the day. Oh man, this is see, this is a play. I needed somebody. I know he can't do. It. I need a one woman to come up there and just punch this straight in the face. I don't care how old he is. I needed somebody. See, this is a play. this is where I need a a ride die chick. Sandy, you could be it's still time. Somebody to just tell about some some talk. This is where I actually be honest. This is the first time in history I wish that hope was alive. His mother to say, wait a minute, you're not talking to my son like this. See, this is the like she had issues with like uh, Abby. I'm okay with that because Ashley could tear her down and say, wait a minute, you ain't talking to my daughter like this. Uh-uh, you, this not happening here. And the fact that you're so convinced that Adam is a betrayer, although your daughter has been running the muck in here. For over a year, are you serious right now? The only one I'm sure who's not betraying the father is Nick, because he really don't want anything to do with the company. But have you seen the idiotic stuff that that your your precious Princess Victoria has been doing? I personally approve approve what Victor's doing. I think it's pretty much hilarious that he's playing right into Victoria's hand. But the fact that she laid into Adam as much as she did, and then over there telling. Victor, hey, you know, it's, it's Adam. I'm going to need, when this thing come out, because we all know it's not Adam Pine, but take his father down. Mm-hmm. When this truth happened, I'm going to need Victor to really lay out Nikki and say, while we did, while we talking together, I'm going to need you to not slam my son again. I don't care if you don't like Adam, but that's my son. You have to accept it like I had to accept your dealing when he was in town. So you're going to have to start respecting my son. I'm not going to keep having a disagreement with you. I have two other kids. That is not your kid. Deal with it and move on. And I'm going to need him to tell her I don't give a damn again, like he said a few weeks ago, because she is irking the heck out of me with this ridiculous dialogue that she has right now. And this is a case where I do wish Although with the bad history that probably Adam and Abby had, like an alliance or something, because he's just me. I know they have the bad history, but you know everyone else forgave Adam. Why not her? The only person I don't want forgiving the person is what? Uh, Chloe. That's the only person I don't need. Chloe and Billy should hate him forever. But I feel Adam and Abby have been civil when they've been together, and I know that Abby is not really with the Newman drama. But just for him to have a a, a good Newman friend, and him to know, wait a minute. I don't need Nick Nick of Victoria. It's another avid Newman that you have. You have Abby. Because the the last things they had did seem kind of polite to one another. So I like it, but i got to say, man, Nikki was probably my least favorite character this week. She was unbearable to watch. Victor was great to watch this week. So I'm going to hand it to you, Kim, you know. uh, Did you see any better in Nicole Newman that I see? Because I didn't see any good in her this week. She was the devil this week. She was the straight up devil. And I I don't like saying that at all. I ain't saying that. But it's to the point where she just exudes just 
hatefulness for for just despite she, any if any of the words you know she gets the most hated character i hate that she just does because she's so annoying and the way just the way she talks to adam just Oh, what do you care? This, that, the other. Well, you have no. I wouldn't tell you anyway, even if I did. Are you kidding? What? Excuse me. And then Victor, I really do need for him to have that same energy when he yelled at her. I mean, it just seems like he just goes along with any and everything she says, and I just I'm annoyed. I don't like it. He doesn't. No one puts her in her place like they really need to or consistently needs to and it's just horrible i can't stand these scenes i don't like the fact that that everyone's trying to put them just just be just adam just adam hate everyone just adam 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 at every single scene is adam the word adam comes up at least once from everyone and that is so frustrating to me and annoying and i it just it was a straw that both came back when he got off the elevator and talk to Nikki and just the way that they well I think they they got off the elevator and he ran into him or something like that I just I lost it I said this is insane Victor you gotta do something but he doesn't care either because he's trying to pit all of them I don't know what he's trying to do is he trying to make them all come together thinking that he's sick and that'll bring them all to happy-go-lucky and they can be in the family company I just think I think that's dumb Mm -hmm. too and then the fact that he's trying to and he, he's just confused on why is Adam acting so good? Well, you know what? Why is that? I'm just going to, I'm going to see if he's going to turn his back and get on me. I just, I'm just, I'm just tired of it. And I'm just tired of Adam wanting to be there. It's not worth it. Adam, Abby seems so happy not being a part of the Newman empire. Mm-hmm. And I think it's high time that Adam does the same thing. Cause this is draining. If it's draining for us, the viewers, you know what? I have to kudos. <laughs> To Mark Grossman for playing this character <laughs> because I don't see how he just doesn't need a mental de-stress after every time he goes to the studio because this is insane. I just I can't I can't do it. I could do it. This is so kudos to him and all the actors. I, this is just it, it's ridiculous. So poor Adam, he definitely got my Kim cares this week. Adam definitely wholeheartedly got my Kim cares. Because he was getting it from all angles, all parts mm-hmm. of the park and everywhere, society, everybody was just looking like mm-hmm. at him like he was a devil. I I can't with this, y'all. This is it's ludicrous. It's it's gotta stop. Yeah, I didn't expect him to get the Kim kids. Nice, I didn't expect that one. Um, yeah, uh, thoughts on this, Stephanie? I'm sure you you've been slamming the code for years, and I guess he's got a good, clear explanation as to where Victoria get her hatred personality from. That's nice to get a reminder on that. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, so let me let me get my seat and let me do my get my neck right because you know I'm gonna have to be twisting and doing and popping my neck a little. Oh bit. my god. <laughs> So, Nicole Newman, you need to sit your pole dancing self down. Oh, wow. Somewhere. Because you were offensive to me this week. And you know, and and you guys know I have issues with two people Nikki Newman and and Marlena Evans. uh... I have issues with those two, with those two quote unquote heroines. Now, my whole point is. Nikki has never liked Adam. Nikki has never liked Hope. This is where Victoria 
and Ned get their hatred for Adam from. It's all directly in line from Nikki. My, you know, it's from Nikki. My, I, I was like, I can't believe. Okay, so first of all, let me just let me let me go back to Victor, and I want to say, kudos to Victor for sitting over here, feigning an ill, faking an illness to see which one of his kids, because he knows somebody is after him, and he's going to play this play the game to see which of the kids is going to go after is going to go after him. And we all, the audience, know it is not going to be Adam. We, the audience, so far knows it's Victoria at this point. So I can't wait to see the scenes where good old Victor finds out that Victoria is the one who wants to have him put away, have him removed, a conservatorship, a guardianship, blah, 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 blah. And I hope they take it that way. And then you can see, and I hope that it's kind of Adam is the one saying no, 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 Something ain't right here. But I doubt that Josh is going to play it that way because we all know that Adam always is the one who, who, who will get hung out to drop and all of these situations was going on. But Nikki got on my nerves today, this week with all of this. And she's going to go over there, she's going to confront Adam, and you need to do this and you don't do this. And, and, I, wanted, and I wanted to tell Adam to say, you know what, go back to your pole, go back, you know, at this point, I don't care. <laughs> and for all of the people who keep saying that Adam needs to walk away, I, I, maybe it's, it's something in me, maybe I'm not processing this right, but every time, okay, every time Adam does walk away, Victor gets the hook and he either mm-hmm. reels him back in or he damages what Adam tries to accomplish. And everybody yep. says, well, Abby can do it. Victor don't care about mm-hmm. Abby. What does Victor yep. say? That Abby's business is over there with the <laughs> Abbott? So that's what her... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, he should be over there with the Abbott, and he doesn't tank her businesses. He hasn't tanked society. He didn't tank the hotel. He doesn't tank what she decides to. He doesn't. He doesn't mess with interfere when she decides that she wants to do something. And I actually kind of like Abby. Abby is like, hey, I'm not on Newman. I'm not working for Team Newman because we know it don't work over there. And I'm not working for Team. And I'm not working for team. Um, and I'm not working for team Abbott, Abbott because we know I'm not going to be able to get my foothold into over there. So I'm just going to have my restaurant and my other things, and that's what I'm going to do. So all of this stuff is me, me, me. Adam doesn't get the opportunity to to do this. So I was just to the point where Nikki, I, I agree with Kim. I wanted to say, Nikki, don't meet me out in the dark alley. I mean, I'm not for violence, but I would just say I would scare the crap out of you, um, you know, just for this. Because to me, this was this was un, kind of uncalled for, you know, for this. So I don't know. I was like, Nikki, you need to take a seat somewhere. And, and if Nikki, that's my, my whole thing, if Nikki was to sit down and to think about it, you just, if, for what you did, if Adam is smart, then you, and if Adam is smart in thinking, he should be thinking, wait a minute, is my dad faking this? Why would Nikki just confront me with all of this stuff? Or why wouldn't she be, if dad was, Victor was really having some issues, why wouldn't she be hiding it? So I don't know. I'm just, I just want Nikki to, 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 to be in shock when she finds out it's her own bratty daughter, Victoria. And I hope they keep it this way, that Victoria is the one, you know, and, and with Nate spurring her on, that goes after Victor and try to say Victor's not competent. 
Well, I will just to close this up a little bit. I should mention Claire. I, I, I think last week I said I found her as probably the most irrelevant character, but this week was the first time I was like, is there even a 1% chance the person trying to take Victor out is Claire? Because he saw, cause I noticed he started getting these thoughts once we seen his character here with somebody. Definitely started thinking her in. The second she came, he started saying, I feel someone is trying to take me down. Because we don't know about her parents or anything we know, according to what she said. I guess they died tragically when she was young, but that's just her word. And to me, it has to be, I would hope that it's a purpose for her in the show. For me, I was hoping that she would be Ashlyn Locks, the, the real one, the, you know, the real one's daughter, or even the fake one, either one of them, because I think the, the one we see was, like, named was Bobby DiCuccio, some nonsense like that. I know a lot of people have said Cameron okay. Kristen. So I don't really know. What, what, is, what, do you, what do you think of Kim? Do you feel it's more to clear that meets the out, or she's just a good old girl? Or do you think she, do, like, who, which of these people you think is trying to take down Lisa? Do you truly believe in Victoria? I think it is Victoria, 100%. I deep down think it is Victoria. I really do. I think it's Victoria, first and foremost. And then with Claire, she's definitely up to something. The way she looks, the way they kind of pan the cam on her, and just the way she's kind of like, you know, she that she lingers when she's thinking or after she talks to someone about any issue. She's just kind of like, mm, kind of like, okay, I'm in there. I'm getting more and more comfortable with everyone. Everyone's getting more and more comfortable with me and everything. Even the conversation she had with Nate, she was just kind of like, okay, I'm getting to understand and know more and you know it kind of feels like she's getting ready for a big reveal of some sort it's some i don't know what the reveal is but she's definitely definitely up to something the way she just doesn't really want to talk about her family or whatever like when nikki asked her she just kind of like you know makes like okay i understand but she didn't really want to talk about her family so something's there and there's definitely more to me than meets the eye with claire and she's 100 percent up to something and victoria is definitely trying to take victor down i absolutely no doubt uh, Daphne, who you got on this? Do you believe it's 100% Victoria, or do you been saying that? Do you believe it's 100% her, and do you believe Claire has a different motive? And they just remind me about that Nate and Claire scene. I was a little confused on it, to be honest, but I right. feel the reason for yeah. it. There has to be a reason mm-hmm. behind that scene, I'm gathering. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So let me just say about Nate and Claire. I'm wondering, has Claire pegged Nate for what he is? He's one of these people that's power. It's about power, 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 and she's trying to figure out how she can use that. But I do think, well, first I think I'm going to say I'm 80% sure that it's Victoria. So I give myself that 20% to say 15% clear with the 5% someplace else that I hadn't thought of just yet. But I do think Claire's there for a reason. I would love for Claire to be Ashlyn Locke, the full Ashlyn Locke daughter. Mm -hmm. And for her to be upset over the quote-unquote, because you got to remember, Ashlyn's death is sort of quote-unquote mysterious a little bit. All mm-hmm. of the stuff has been redacted and stuff. That's why Chance has an issue with all of the Newmans or part of the reason he's got an issue with the Newmans. So I would love for this to be where she's coming to town to figure out how the Newmans Invest how the Newmans was, you know, what was the Newmans part in her father's death? And she's coming there for justice or she's coming there to expose that. Because we've got to remember that whole thing with Nick and the accidental, nobody knows oh, yeah. that. Really. Nobody knows that but the Newmans of what really happened to Ashlyn. So 
I would love for that to come out. That Nick walked him upside, even though it was an accident. What do we always say? The cover up is worse than the crime. The mm. you, you the crime that could have been an easy. It was self defense. Nick would have been happy go lucky. It's done. But the, the all of this cover up that Victor and all of this did, and let it come back and affect Chance. And and if you and if we're gonna get Chance and, and Summer together, this is another thing of Chance's diddling with another Newman. And, you know, how is she going to ask him to cover this up? So this could be really, really good So if they, if they play it that way. And also hilarious for someone saying Halloween, Nick and Princess Victoria could <laughs> do no wrong. That had me laughing. Uh, but we finished with one on. We are about to head to Port Charles. Hey, uh, hey uh, Sam. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? Hey, what could? Uh, sorry, I've been away so long. I've had Hope you had a company. good time. I did. It was nice seeing my aunt, and but then I was just trying to catch up. I didn't get as much watched as I thought I would while she was here. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they kept interrupting the show, so apparently mm-hmm. I didn't have yeah. as many to watch. Yeah, so. I'm going to try to remember what actually happened during the week and not just what happened in the nine or so episodes I watched in 24 hours. So, yep. All right. So Sonny and uh, Nina got married and mm-hmm. Michael also found out it was Nina that turned in his mother and drew to the SEC. Well, nobody's going to do that information yet. Um, let me tell you something here. This this week felt really disjointed. I don't know if anyone else noticed mm-hmm. it, but it just felt like yep. these huge like reveals happen or whatever, and then nothing. Like for a couple of days, like Michael found out about it, and then I was waiting, waiting, and I don't know what day of the week it was. I think mm-hmm. it might have been Wednesday, but nothing. And then Friday, because of the skipped episodes and stuff, Friday was just a really dull ending. Nothing, no, no, mm-hmm. no real, you know, cliffhanger or anything. So I don't know. It just it wasn't a it wasn't a bad week. It just was very disjointed and um, mm-hmm. all over the place. So we also saw Curtis and Jordan, or Curtis and Jordan, Curtis and Portia struggling with their new life together with his. Um, paralyzed, his par paralyzed, par- he's paralyzed. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. Um, we also saw um, Cyrus being released from prison. He had some people there on his in his corner that he paid off to help him get out of prison on a sort of um, compassionate discharge because he's so old and feeble (laughs) and Sasha says she's leaving she's heading to Austin Texas and she's had enough of Port Charles and all the bad memories we also saw Lois return to Port Charles which is kind of fun although it took a little while to get used to her again but it was fun 
And Gregory had a heart-to-heart with his son, finally, this week or last week. I don't know. So let's just get right in with it. Sonny's wedding to Nina. It was a small, simple affair uh, down in Puerto Rico. And his kids were there. Her kid was there. Her grandson was there. Um... That was two weeks ago, too. <laughs> was it two weeks ago? Yeah, Monday episode is the continuation of When Cyrus Get Out of Jail. Monday starts where Michael knows that he gets the confirmation from Martin Gray. That's was it Monday? Episode. Yep, because the Friday episode. So I only think I only got four episodes this week because I one episode I started watching, and it was back when, right around the time Trina was um, – Still in trouble. The cliffhanger, for... is, the cliffhanger is Michael getting a phone call. That's that's the Friday. That's the last. It's two Fridays. Really? Then that's, then that's yeah. a lot longer. Oh, he got the text message while they were on the island. No, no. The, the oh yeah. The, oh no, no. The phone call. That's just uh, uh, not this past Friday. The Friday before that. Monday's episode starts when Michael get no. It ends with Michael getting the confirmation from Martin that it was me. Now that's Monday's episode. Okay, so it was Monday that happened. So I think yeah. I missed an episode this week. I think I think it was um, there. I had a repeat I had to delete, mm-hmm. but now I don't remember what okay. day that was. So because yeah. it's too hard to it's hard to, if you if you are watching every day you can kind of mm-hmm. know it's why they too. why yeah. that day they preempted it, but then sometimes you don't know because. I don't remember what happened any given day, and then it all depends on whether it was on the U.S. network one day, and it, but, the, mm-hmm. but the next day it wasn't on the U.S. network here in Canada. They would have shown a repeat because they probably showed the original one the day before. I don't know. Anyway, so they're married. Everything's good. Um, oh, I guess they got interrupted, right? That happened this week. Sonny and Nina got the call that Ava, Ava had been kidnapped, mm-hmm. yeah, but she was yep. free. So I'm sure they'll be heading back to Port Charles if they didn't already. I don't know. I didn't see it. And Ava's fine. Don't worry. You know, they're not going to kill off Ava. Right? Right. So um, (laughs) now I don't know where to go. Um, Okay. So anyway. Can I go with you? Is Michael holding? Is is Michael going to hold on to this information for a while, or is he just going to go to his mama and finally spill the beans? Like, what do you think is going to happen? I would say this. Um, I'm gonna actually be in the minority, and I am going to give Michael some props this week. The reason is because he did what I always said people should do. He believed he had the information, and a hundred percent, he's like, I know for sure that the person who did all of this is Nina. But he didn't disrupt the wedding. He didn't cause no problem. He's like, you know what? I could think that. But you know, like what, what they say with law, that's hearsay evidence. I, I need proof that this actually happened here. So he said, you know what? I'm going to get to the bottom of the truth. And he got the receipt with the recording. So that's the only thing I'm going to give some credit for, is that he actually really did a deep research to be sure he had the right person. My issue here is actually with Mr. Martin Gray. What kind of client lawyer privilege is this? I think I need him to I know, right? I think yep. I've, never, I've never hated I've never hated Martin that much. 
But in that episode when he snitched, I don't care if it was Carly, I would have said the same thing. I don't think as a lawyer you should be doing this. And then my issue with it is even before he snitched, he said, well, I can't do that because it's a lawyer client. So wait a minute, you know what you did because you mentioned it before you snitched. And Michael wasn't intimidated. Oh, well, Sonny, go be after you, please. Sonny, Sonny just took, made Gladys leave town and have a go away party. Sonny ain't going to do anything. Like, stop it. This is the, no. Oh, Martin, I cannot all, wait for Martin. All Martin had to do is play the Laura card, and Sonny would have left him alone. So. You, you're right, because to me, in this situation, oh, you actually right. I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, I just think, I, I can't, I'm not going to be upset with Michael, although I'm rooting for Nina here. I, I don't blame him for saying, i got to figure out who did this. Although your parents, are, you know, Carly is a criminal here. The only thing Martin said good in this conversation is when he said, well, you know, Drew took the fourth for Carly. I don't know why he did that. I said, yeah, I think all the audience was shaking their head in agreement. Yeah, I don't know what the heck Drew was thinking. But everything after that, Martin, you just became, you just, I'm fine with Martin. Yeah. If he loses his license, then me and him could be cool again. I just need some license getting lost after that because as a lawyer, he had no right to do that. I don't care what Nina did. And the crazy thing about it, you snitching for her for reporting an actual crime. <laughs> this, is, this is insane to me. You would think the way they acted like Nina did the worst thing in history. And not like that Michael said, what she did has directly hurt my family. Oh, just like what you did with, with uh, oh, when you brought this uh, plot. What is, what is this guy named? The one who, Dex. You brought Dex into town. Yeah. And no disrespect, Carly got her own self in this. Everyone, so even Drew said, do not do this, Carly. And what did Carly did? still did it and made this whole training thing happen. So she's responsible for this. You can't blame the messenger on this. I'm sorry. No. You're right, though. I mean, I feel like it would be nice if maybe Nina found out that Michael had paid Dex to take down Sonny and that and that Dex was infiltrating Sonny's organization and then she mm-hmm. used that against Michael. I don't know. I don't think she's going to be able to find that. I don't know how she'll find that out. I, what I want to know is how, who called my, who sent Michael that text message that said, I know who ratted out Carly to the, I have no clue. Yeah. They didn't reveal the, that. We're not sure. Yeah. We they didn't reveal that. I want to know that. So one too. of his, one of his sources at the SEC or something or. Must be. Yeah. I'm sorry because this, this, is a, this is a secret that should have been buried because for one thing, there's a rat inside the government telling Michael mm-hmm. things. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. my dream is that Sonny finds out and just doesn't care. Like, whatever. I, I, you know, I do care. Well, for me, the reason I'm hoping he cares is because it's going to change the narrative of Michael and Carl, Michael and Josh who keep saying, you keep choosing Nina over. So to be honest, because he has been right on her, I want him to care for two weeks, and then he finds out what Michael did, and he'd be like, are you serious? So I actually do want him to care. And then two weeks later, after they get what they want, well, Carl, he really chose us over Nina, or I don't think he's ever chosen them over, but okay. But just for their little narrative to be like, wow, I can't believe I right. really did this. And then, oh, also, I didn't mention this two weeks ago. This was actually two weeks ago, but I'm going to mention it now since I mentioned Jocelyn. Jocelyn got on my nerve before the wedding saying, I feel so excluded. And then crying. I, know. I said, wait a minute. You want to be at the wedding? Are you at the right. But you hate both of them. <laughs> right. Like, I said, are we really spending screen time on this? I was, yeah, she I found out all her siblings were there. She wanted to be invited so she could say, I don't want to come to that wedding. I'm not going. Yep, that's exactly. all she wanted to do. <laughs> that's that's yep, well, and she's right. like, that's I have right. to hold this grudge by myself now. It's like, bitch, <laughs> give it up. Right. 
Even I think Dex even wants to say, bitch, give it up. Jocelyn, you should have your own different grudge against Sonny. Your grudge should be the fact that Sonny called immigration on your daddy and your daddy got kicked <laughs> out the country and you lost contact with your dad and in order to see your dad you had to go to Australia. That's the grudge you should be having with Sonny. You should not be picking up Michael's play grudges about all of this mess that's going on. I'm sorry. If you got a grudge against Nina, that's fine. That's okay. But come on, girl. Don't, you don't have to pick up everybody else's grudge. You got your own. And as for Martin Gray, here I get ready to go on my rant. Martin Gray, <laughs> the first thing I was told when I accepted my job at my office, and I work in a law office, the very first thing I was told, you don't talk about what goes on in the office. It's something called client, attorney, client privilege. I don't care if you see your relatives, and this is exactly how the managing attorney, bless her heart, may her soul rest in peace, said it. I don't care if your relative walks in here and gets service. You nod at your relative, you say, okay, you give them the application, and you never talk about what went on. The only time you talk about what went on is in the office to in, to the attorneys. That's why I make it a really good point, because I've had people to say, oh, my God, I came to your office, and you act like you didn't know me. Or I asked you about my – I saw you at the at the Piggly Wiggly, and you act like you didn't want to – I said, well, no, that's something called attorney-client confidentiality. You got a question, you need to go to your attorney. I can't talk about your business. can't talk about it outside. can't talk about it to my family. So, Martin Gray, you need to lose your law license. I'm sorry. You need to lose your law license for what you did, and you have to suffer the consequences. This is why I can't stand Martin Gray. Martin Gray was one of those characters that I was like, eh, I, eh it'd be okay if he got taken off or killed off or shot off because I didn't care. Of course, you know I love his brother Cyrus. You know, I, I didn't care if Martin got, got attacked by a straight bullet, but that just rubbed me wrong. And then you're, you're going to sit there and, and, well, first of all, I've had an issue with when people make those whistleblower comments and things with, with SEC and governments, it's all supposed to be confidential anyway. Because I can sit here and blow the whistle on somebody, not leave my name, my number, or anything, and, blow, and send them tons of information. So to me, this needs to backfire on Michael big time. This needs to backfire on Michael, and it needs to directly implicate Sonny. We need to find Sonny is now all this now trying to find out who the pikeman is, who all of these people is. The track should lead back to Michael. Even if Michael didn't do it, it should be implied Michael stirred all of this up, and we should find out that Dex is a plant, and we should also find out that Carly knew Dex was a plant, and she kind of got Michael on the straight and narrow. So, yes, I need for Sonny to go do this to Nina for at least a month or so, but then he finds out what Michael did, and he goes deuces to Michael and tell Michael, you don't want to be a Corinthos? I'm near, I'm near taking the Corinthos name back and, and throw him out the door. But, yes, I had big issues with Martin Gray this week. Well, yeah, and he didn't even – he was like, oh, he was in his office all of, like, three minutes before he was giving up the information. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. no, I won't tell you, and then he walks away, and then the next day, no, I won't t- mm-hmm. No, it's just like, okay, yeah, it was Nia. Yeah, it was Nina mm-hmm. Reeves. Fresh. Yeah. And, and he used her last name too. Nina Reeves. 
Well, I wouldn't want him as a lawyer, my God. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know what? <laughs> we always had to realize that there was going to be somebody who was going to spoil it. And for a little while, they were trying to make it look like it was Ava that was going to bust out. And, mm-hmm. and, and but, but even Ava, who is not a lawyer, was like, I ain't telling nobody shit. <laughs> look, I work in a pharmacy. We're not supposed to be acknowledging people's medical needs when we're in a grocery mm-hmm. store. But if I accidentally slip up and say, hey, mister, you forgot your Ventolin at the pharmacy, I'm not going to get, I'll probably get fired, but it's like not life or death shit here. But, um, I mean, you're not gonna be like the you're not gonna be like the nanny and say, Hey, Mr. Smith, you forgot your hemorrhoid cream or I'll tune. You're not gonna be that first of all, you fake. Oh, that's not my type of pharmacy, you know. <laughs> I don't go Yeah, I like that episode of um the Golden Girls where the, the pharmacist is doing a price check on condoms. Yeah. Um no, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's just common sense. We all watch enough television to know about um uh, patient, doctor, confidentiality, lawyer, uh, client, confident. We know these things. How come Martin Gray doesn't? He went to law school. Actually, he yeah, he's also going to be pissed business. off at him as his buddy Valentine because he, you know, he's going to mm-hmm. be a little pissed off oh, at him if Valentine he finds out he's dogged. But Valentine's got his own Valentine should be picked off. Because of all the secrets and stuff that that, that Valentine has told Martin Gray, oh, he should be thoroughly ticked off and say, well, at what point are you going to tell my secrets? And he also should be ticked off because, you know, Valentine still still likes Nina and consider Nina Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, when, what are you going to do to me next? You did this to Nina, you dumb. Oh. I don't know. You're right. But I just want to know, like, Michael – did he really know all along it was Nina, or did he just finally get confirmation, like, suspected? It oh, no, her, no. I, I think he said, from what I remember, he assumed it was her the second the the, te- the person told him about it, but he needed the confirmation. Oh, okay. So at the wedding, that's when he gathered it was, yeah. and he needed Martin Gray to confirm it to him, that it was her. Because the so, person on the phone call said it was one of Martin's Gray client sons, so I guess that's when he said it's definitely Nina, but he needed that confirmation, which is why he left the wedding mm-hmm. early. I uh, see. Well, so what threw me for a loop was that they didn't have it have be like some reveal before the wedding actually went through. But at least they're married mm-hmm. now, so it'll be a little harder. For yeah. Funny. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe not. You know, he does. <laughs> he does. Never mind. Live by his own code, <laughs> but by the. Oh. Um. This is is this as bad as um? Do you think this is bad or as bad or worse? as uh, Brenda wearing the wire? <laughs> I don't think this is bad at all. I'm going to be quite... I, I just... I just I'm trying to... The wire yeah, was you mean, pretty painful. We're different, yeah. No. Snitches get stitches and all that, but, like, come on. They did the crime. It's not like she made something up and then went to the SEC and said, yeah, Carly, um, she Carly has been robbing old people at the Metro... No. She's telling the truth. And it is just and, a... It, her name was supposed to be left out of it completely. So really, I don't even think the SEC knew it was her, right? That's why you had to talk to Martin. <sighs> Carly would have done the same thing. Like, that's my issue. Carly would have done the same thing. She would have. Oh, have back in the day? Yeah. Uh, even now she would. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, but back in the day, she did so much worse to other people. You mm-hmm. know, like, just so, like, what she totally just destroyed Tony 
Jones's life from top to bottom, like just wiped him out as a, as a person. So I don't really have much sympathy for Carly and Drew ever, but I hold grudges, baby, just nope. like Jocelyn Jack. <laughs> and then, okay, so then we also got Willow, who's like still dreaming about Harmony, and Harmony's trying to mouth words to her, and she can't understand what she's saying. Now, we see Willow getting much closer to Nina. Like, she was at the wedding. She gave her, you know, necklace or whatever the hell it was. And I think she really wants to have, you know, some sort of relationship with her mother. But um, do you think Um, that Willow might be more forgiving of this than no I, I don't I don't even I know. quite understand I don't even know why I asked the question no 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 I just say I don't even understand why we have am I supposed to have a tear down my eye that she gave harmony the, the harmony necklace I, I just I'm not understanding what I was supposed to take from that scene I, I just said okay you gave her this psychotic mother's neck, okay? I know. And then the dream. Right, I would have been mad. I'm like, yeah, you keep having a dream about your perfect mother. I'm just like, right. I just don't understand this harmony thing. So I think the writers need to reevaluate who this nutcase is. But, yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Wait a minute. Like, he got. Oh, go ahead. So was the necklace, what was the gift that Willow gave? And who was the who used to own the gift? Harmony. It was a turquoise oh, necklace that Harmony had had, but she gave it to yeah. Willow. So it was yeah. a present to Willow at one that. point. Yeah. Right. That's a gift, but that's more like a curse. But okay. I so, know. Um, <laughs> I think the only point to that was that she, when she gave it to her, she was like, "Here, this was from my mother. Uh, my mo- uh I mean, Harmony." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was like mm-hmm. acknowledging yeah. that you are my mother, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, honestly, I was think Christina is a much better daughter to Nina. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah, this is an aside. I think Christina should just disown the Davis side of her family at this point and just be a full-time Corinthos. That's all I have to say about that. Um, So question, you don't want to talk about uh, Finn and Liz, they're going on a vacation, so you don't want to talk about that? Okay. (laughs) It's not... (laughs) I am... Here's my wow. only comment on that. <laughs> oh, wow. Why? How That's in lovely the scene. actual hell, Okay. why well, in the actual <laughs> F word, do they oh, think oh. we're stupid enough to think that Graham is still alive and she can watch those boys? I was, oh, I actually liked that. I, that was shocking. I, said, I was shocked. Who the way to say a Graham as a Graham? <laughs> it's like these writers watched a really old episode and go, oh, Elizabeth has a grandma. Yeah, her grandma's got to be like 100 years old by now. Like, come on. Probably these was just watching the 90s episodes and they didn't, because these aren't Dan and Chris, so probably they didn't get have that history that the Grams has been a while in a while, but yeah. Is this is this all Dan and Chris again, or is this still scabby? No, no, not yet. No, we oh. still with the scab writers, yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just say, oh, Graham? Who's Graham? Graham, can't, Graham? It's a good thing those kids are old enough to watch themselves. 
because Graham ain't going to be doing shit. Oh, well, wait a minute. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> that Graham probably be, okay. Wow. Finn and Liz? No, I don't have any comment. Anybody else? Well, it was nice that Dave Smith, you know, one person loved him, but I, I don't have an issue with him. I just don't necessarily understand why we, why the writers are trying to get us to care for this couple, but okay. Right, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I still to this day regret me liking them, but yeah, I'm Well, I try to get the Finn and Liz seeing some love, but I guess not, yeah. Do we have one? No. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a fan <laughs> base out there. Every fan base yeah. has at least one fan. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I guess that's I'm why they're a fan base. Can you be a fan base if there's just one person in it? You, you know what? Oh, guess wow. what I'm going to do. I'm going to help. While we're on podcast, <laughs> I'm going to say, is, any, is anyone a fan of Liz fan? We'll see if we could get over 10% before CM leaves today. We'll see. Do we think we could get over 10% today? I, there's okay. some, I don't think so, but uh, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Go ahead. <laughs> I, 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 there's this like huge rant I have, but I'm gonna let it go for tonight because like, oh, like honestly, I it's got to do with so many topics that are such a hot mess for me that no, I'm not gonna do it. Okay, it's more to do with that coupling and then the old coupling she was in, and then the actor who was in the coupling with her who's now mm-hmm. doing something else on screen. I have so many opinions right now, I can't even tell you. So, Okay, moving right along. Sonny did look really good this week, but I'll give him that. Um, and last week, too. Wow. Sorry. I digress. <laughs> All right, so let's leave the whole Corinthos clan for a minute. Uh, does anybody want to discuss the Curtis and Portia can't have sex thing? Um, I'm real, real quick. I actually like how they realistically handling the storyline, to be honest. So I like, it's not, do I care about, like, the couple? Not really, but I do think it's a good way to kind of just uh, reset the couple and make it seem her be ride for the man during the toughest time of his life right now. So I like that he's still, he's just less of a man right now. I, I eventually think that's going to change, hopefully, but I think they doing a realistic portrayal of it, I would say that. So I appreciate that we see in all the beats with this. Okay. I agree. I want to piggyback on that as well, too. I, you know, I'm not like a huge portion Curtis fan either, but I really appreciated the scenes that they had. It was honest. And like she said, you know, just you opening up to me and being vulnerable, you know, I feel closer to you than ever. So we're definitely getting somewhere. And I'm going to stick by you. And I understand. I get it. You know, we have to wait till both of us are comfortable and clearly you're not. So, you know, I know a lot of people are like, well, she can do other things or they can do other things and he can just sit there or whatever, okay. But the thing is, is that with Curtis being the type of man he, he was before he had the accident, you know, he was used to rescuing people on the hunted star and, and just being, you know, that just, just, you know, walking around and, you know, I couldn't even imagine, you know, losing legs or not losing them, but, you know, just not even being able to feel them to even walk. So now you have to, be adjusted to normal things now again. And then, of course, with something like that with intimacy, of course, when you've been rolling around in the hay with women you know, all your life or whatever, or in picking them up and taking them to countertops and whatever, rolling around like crazy, you know, like bunnies, you well, know, you know, and you, and you can't do that anymore. You don't even have the wherewithal to even think about just sitting there and do everything. It's just, it just, I, 
it seems like it just would be weird. So when he, when he, I don't know, I, 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 I tried. So I had to be for him. And y'all are going to just laugh at me for this and for that. You know, I'm like, oh, Pam Curtis. Like, I couldn't even imagine. Like, oh, my gosh. So he got my album mention, Kim Cares. I'm just glad that he finally opened up. So that for that a conversation alone, he got my album mention, Kim Cares. Because it just, you know, it would take a lot for him to admit that. So you know how stubborn he is. But I'm glad that he did. They had an honest husband and wife, you know, till death was part, sickness and in health conversation, which was much, much needed. So I'm glad that they, you know, I said, I love you and everything. And they're going to stick, you know, just stick with him until, you know, he, 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 he keeps saying that if he ever will. But I think he will eventually. Um, like she said, you continue to open up, going to be vulnerable, showing me that, that emotional side. And, of course, the emotional is there. The physical will be sure to come no matter what. So I enjoyed those things. Well, my only my only caution is that maybe it's just because I watched so many episodes at once, but they had him at least three times, basically. Well, at least twice. Yeah, um, Trina gives him the hats. Yeah, well, I'll never play basketball again. And then Portia wants to plan a party for when, for two years from now, when Trina graduates from college. Oh, yeah, well, I won't be able to dance with her at the party (laughs) you know like it's just like they just gotta be careful because i don't want them to completely make it just a whole debbie downer situation like obviously it's it's a serious subject however if if he just comments after every time someone says something negative yeah uh, nobody's gonna want to hang out with curtis anymore there's gonna be oh god I can't that's even true. just say hello because he'll go, yeah, I can't right. walk anymore. He's going to twist so. it right. <laughs> yeah, they, gotta definitely, they have to definitely change that. <laughs> the conversation true. between him and Portia, that was a very important one to have. It was just annoying yeah, to yeah, me absolutely. because she didn't seem to be uh-huh. listening to him. And she's a doctor. And so she's like, yeah, but honey, you know, someday you might be able to biologically, you know, nothing. No, she's talking about his brain. He's talking. He's not just talking about his body. He's talking about his where his brain is. And she's but like wearing a little yeah. negligee perched on the bed. Like, <laughs> here I am, you know. And I don't know. It just kind of annoyed me. But it was an important conversation for them to have for sure. Yeah, at least he opened up because he didn't even – he was always blocking everyone out. So I think this is the first step. You know, I think the mental is not there, but I think – I agree with him. Eventually it might – it may because he is finally starting to open up to her and just kind of uh, excel just a little bit, you know. So I I'm just wanted him to become a caricature of someone sitting in a wheelchair, you know, like – Oh, yeah, I can't even. Yeah, I can't sure. even go to the bathroom by myself anymore. You know, I just right, want to. Right. Like. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because I agree. he's just yeah, not. Yeah. He's. He's going to come around because he's a very, um, positive-minded character for the most part, except for when yeah. he's getting mad at yeah. all the women doing him dirty, but, and him doing them <laughs> dirty. But, I digress. <laughs> Oh, that's a good segue. Can can I drag Jordan real quick for her behavior? Oh, sure, Absolutely. if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for over there for letting the Dante go for leave. I'm like, what? I'm, I was with Dante. What the heck was Dante supposed to do? Like, right. say, hey, go ahead and shoot. Go ahead and shoot, hey, but I'm gonna just sit here at the police and do nothing. What the heck was Dante supposed to do? I said, Jordan. 
I see somebody in jeopardy. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm not going to listen. So this is what no. I'm supposed to be doing. No, no I'm, I did my job. Everyone is safe. And Mason is in the hospital. You're welcome. That's what, that's what I would have said. Well, they threw Jordan under that bus because she's not the one that should have been given him that information anyway. Laura? But <laughs> yeah. Daddy Mac. Well, no, it should have been Mac, but Mac, I don't think he's mm-hmm. around right now, so. Yeah, he's no, I agree too. That really just irked my nerves. I was like, wait a second, did I miss something? Like, what do you mean? What protocol? All the proper channels? What are you talking about? The channel is he arrived on time, thankfully, because he would have tossed decks over the cliff. Are you kidding me? And kill mm-hmm. Ava? So he did what he had to do. <laughs> but I mean, it is Duh. true. There, the there's always an Yeah. But it is, it's, it's factually true. It was just a little annoying in the moment. Like, he really shouldn't have anything to do with the guy he just shot because there will be an investigation, and there always is an investigation when a person gets shot by a cop. That's just the way it's supposed to be. But it was more like her tone, you know, like in the tone of the, the yeah, product, the boondock, whatever. Yeah. We're so bad. Yeah. You know, We're so mad you shot someone in our jurisdiction. Sorry, bitch. You're probably on Cyrus's payroll. That's probably why you're so mad. Exactly. Yeah. Like, come on now. Three people are still alive because of me. Hello? Jordan, sit down. Yeah, he didn't even shoot him in the spine. He'll be able to walk again. Get over it. That's what I mean. He's probably just jonesing for a sucker right now, though. So. Yeah, he is. You're right, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, if he had pushed Dex over a cliff, I wouldn't have been too upset. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that Dex didn't do the same, and I still don't take him serious as a threat of a mob. I just, he doesn't right. care. No, yeah, have he no intimidating action in me at all. I'm sorry. Not I mean, it's all well and good, you know. Nope. Little guys can be tough, too. I've seen, I, I've barely been on Twitter, but every time I go in there, someone's bitching about Dex's height or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't do or, that. I just don't see oh, not you. Other people. That. The height doesn't even matter at all. It's just, the, 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 I just, he has a soul. The presence, on yeah. Tough, you know, yeah, that's all. You know, I don't care yeah. about his height. He was two foot two. I don't care. It's just, the, 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 the well, it's not going crazy. <laughs>
Well, we know why. We kind of know now why they set up for um for uh, Joss to show some sympathy for Ava last two weeks ago or three weeks ago because they were waiting for her to, you know, rescue mm. quote unquote rescue Ava this week. Um, last week, whatever. I don't know. It's all the same crap uh, every day, right? <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Mm. Uh huh. Okay, is Daphne here? Uh, yeah, I think Carrie here too. But I'm not sure how available they are. Because I want to, I want to start talking about Mr. Cyrus. Mm. Renault. I'm here. Being free. I'm here. Yeah. He's free. <laughs> He's walking out amongst the people again. He is mm. looking and fine, it. and he's gonna be causing trouble in Port Charles. Come on, he's yeah. gonna be causing some trouble. I hope so. Are, are you happy? He's out of yes. Prison I'm excitedly scrub. happy. Yeah. I'm ecstatically happy that he's out of prison. I'm still loving his new do. I can't wait to see him walk around Salem. I can't wait to see, wait to see him Salem. have Salem. more conversations with you. Mean Port Charles? Going to Salem? Port Charles. I'm thinking of um, what's his name, Clyde? Um, oh. Port Charles, and I can't wait to see him have some more combos with his quote-unquote sister. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a ride. I'm and I'm loving it. And yes, it's about so, time. It's about time he pulls some strings to get himself released. So it's really like Scotty definitely will just take money from anybody, right? Like cause he was his uh, lawyer. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just gonna say, I just still like, I still like Scotty. It, it's small doses, but I still like Scotty. I love Scotty. Don't get me wrong, but we know he'll take money from anybody, mm-hmm. like. I won't go to any extremes in my analogies here, but you know what I mean. Um, you know what I would have loved for it to have been? I kind of would have loved for it to have been Martin, and then we kind of find out that Martin isn't really this quote-unquote goody tissue that everybody kind of, and especially Laura thinks he is, that he's been kind of on the peripheral of Cyrus's business you know, all along a little bit. So kind of mucky, dirty up Cyrus, I mean, dirty up Martin a little bit, even further than he is. But, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see what Cyrus does next. So well, did I miss something or did, because I saw the little hearing they had with the judge, but then all of a sudden he's just walking around the hallways at, at um, General Hospital. Did I miss something? Like they didn't have like a, was there a decision? Oh, oh, like, did they Cyrus? show it, or did he just start walking around free? You mean, oh, oh, wait a minute, so did you not, so wait a minute, you did miss an episode, so you missed Friday's two weeks ago episode, so you didn't see when Michael got the phone call and he was looking at them dancing, you didn't, you never seen that episode. It was a whole music playing, I forgot what song it was playing at the end of the episode, it was originally, yeah, that episode came Oh, out. I guess I and did then we miss an Cyrus episode get, then. We get, we see Cyrus walk out and leave Pentaville. We've seen all that happen in that episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I must so have missed that then, or I fell asleep. That was a good episode. It. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So oh, well, shit. That sucks. So that's okay, that's the problem with mm-hmm. all this shit going on in the world. Okay, that's, sorry, I shouldn't say that, that's mean. <laughs> I don't know what's going on when they record things. Also, we sometimes get power glitches and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cable glitches. 
I guess I should. Well, probably... seen well, luckily, I found that other episode on video on demand. But okay, I thought I thought I missed something because I didn't know why he was just walking around General Hospital all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And how long? And it took him that long to t- like. Shouldn't his some of his victims been warned before he got out? Like PJ went to Porsche and said, "You should know because you deserve to know." Oh yeah, Cyrus is walking out around people. Duck. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt Portia and Trina are going to be his targets, but um... hmm. Yeah, I don't know what his target is. I don't even know what he's <clears throat> doing at this point. But I can't wait to see him with Spencer, and I can't wait to see Spencer with all of his nephews. I mean, not nephews, right. uncles. Uncle, yeah, that's going to be what could be I'm going to have. Well, we know one uncle is, is gone. That's Victor. But I can't wait to see him with his uh, to see how Spencer is going to be with Cyrus because Cyrus sort of protected him while he was in jail. Right. So I want exactly. to see that dynamic between Spencer yep. and Cyrus. Exactly. And Sonny's yep. going to be all like, "He's my nephew. You get away from him." <laughs> also, too, oh, you got that's right. Really? He's my, that's right. He's my yeah, nephew. And, and, and I can see Cyrus saying, well, if that's your nephew, where were you when he was in, in Maximum Pentonville? Where were you right. to protect him? And while he was in the big man, Sonny Corinthos, couldn't protect his nephew when he was in Pentonville. So that's going to be right. interesting because we know Spencer yeah, tend to have loyalty to those who help him, and Cyrus technically did help him. So mm-hmm. I want to see how that, and then to see how Trina mm-hmm. reacts to that. Right. He should have invited Spencer exactly. to his wedding. Oh. Sorry. He should have invited That's Spencer right. to his That's wedding. Right. Then Jocelyn yeah, really would have been butthurt. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even yep. Spencer got invited. <laughs> I wanted to go um, so I could I could throw red paint at the bride. Well, that's because you keep saying you don't need Sunday. You don't like Sunday. I wouldn't give you no invitation at this no. point. Right. Come to my wedding. You uh, want to kiss me. She's about as dumb right. as her dad now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to hell. It's going to be fun. Y'all be there with me. <sighs> yes. Oh, back to Cyrus. I'll send, I'll Is, send you a cup of I'll send you a cup of water. Anybody else? Did, does anybody else think maybe uh, Cyrus should stay in jail? No. Yep, would have worked for me. Yep. In a practical right sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should have stayed right there. Yep. Not at all. I don't know. There could be a fight on the phone tonight. I love Daphne. I'm a Peter fan. I'm a Peter fan. Mm-hmm. So we need another. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Cyrus. I didn't expect that mention today. Okay. I didn't feel that was needed. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, she's the Peter fan. She's the one. I am. Yes, yes, yes. Peter's dead, though, but I still have this feeling he's lurking somewhere. I, although we saw him I would dead. love that. They I, buried I him. I don't trust that he's dead. Like, I still don't trust that Morgan's really dead. So He's been dead a long time, and I still don't trust it. We did get a Morgan mention, though, the last few weeks, so maybe he will come back. Oh, I, I missed that. What was the mention? 
Oh, just they were, oh, Morgan, when we were growing up, Morgan and I love coming to the island. Morgan would oh, be really? so happy for you right now. Yeah, he would have tried to sleep with Nina already, so Morgan was still around. I will tell oh, you this, uh, Sam. Whenever you whenever you get a chance, you need to go back to watch that episode because Sunny and Nina Vows was pretty good. You missed a lot in that episode. That's actually. what I, I miss. That's they it were, because it I yeah. all of a sudden yeah, they go to the altar, and in the next episode, perfect. they're sitting at a breakfast table with Christina. I'm like Christina. They're on their honeymoon. <laughs> Why are you sitting there? I, I, I missed the yeah, whole you wedding. Missed a lot. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, curse out. I'm gonna curse out Shaw Cable tonight. The hell yeah, that episode, it was really good. Yeah. It was. It was. It was awesome. The montage, everything was perfect. God damn it! What day was that? Oh yeah, she missed. Oh yeah, she missed the montage as well. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. I saw. I saw a lot of montages recently. I saw, but I don't remember. I think I saw a montage of those guys a couple of days before that, though. Right? I don't remember. I missed everything, man. Yeah. I did so, however, see the the um, Ned and Lois montage, which I was very impressed with because mm-hmm. it was a good refresher for me. Yeah, and I was, was really big into the show back then when they were on. So, I mean, they were a couple. Um, yeah, she's dial- it, like she's not quite as Loisy as she used to be, but she's definitely Lois. Um, I loved the scene um, where she's reading the tablet and then always see her long nails. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, is back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lois came back. She's pissed at Tracy because Tracy blackmailed Brooklyn. and They had some classic Tracy and uh, Lois fights. And they should have showed us a montage of that, all their fights in the back in the day. And Ned really doesn't know who Lois is. He doesn't know who anybody is. Everybody, like, he he had some little dream with Olivia and Lois in it, but it was very quick, and oh, maybe I missed something else, too. I don't know. And um, Chase got to meet Lois, and I forgot Olivia and Lois know each other from Bensonhurst, and they were squealing like little girls when they saw each other, calling each other nicknames. I, I think it's nice having her back. I don't know how long she's going to be around. I don't well, get the... I would say this. I listened to her interview on Dodger. She said by December she should just have two more episodes to air. So I'm, by that, we should probably see her going into January of next year. Oh, really? Okay, so it's longer than I thought. Yeah. So she's still filming. Um, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know somebody mentioned in... I don't know. What did she say in that interview? Was there some mention of her marriage to, Mo- to Wally Kurth or something? Or... Yeah, yeah, and she did, and I, I'm be honest. Again, I'm happy that they dated because they have a kid from it. But she pretty much said she didn't come back 15 years ago because 15 years ago the story would have had to been Ned and Lois, which she wasn't gonna do. She said right. now she came because the story Frank told us. He said she told Frank the time. She said, "Hey, it's not." He said, "No, but don't worry about it." He said the story is literally that Ned had found somebody else. He's with a person, and we just trying to get his memories back. And so she said, oh, so it's about putting these people who love each other back together because she says she think it's disrespectful to their current, current spouses if they had in love, seen anything like that. And she and she, she said she don't know how Wally feels about it, but she wouldn't do that to her current spouse. She said her ex-spouse, but they remarry, and she don't think that's right to do. 
I said, this is why. Okay, but yeah, and then but she said her dead daughter is happy to see them together because she's never seen it. So she's happy about that. But together, I will. Yeah. But I will say, see, this is a this is why I keep saying I'm not saying it with them because that happened. I just want my exes to not date because I don't. So what we we're trying to say is that men and Lois literally have a zero percent chance. Right. If she's playing a role. I, totally I have people who have issues. And then she also said she said I right. know people are going to totally say I'm agree. just an actress and stuff, mm-hmm. and I do. This is like I, me for me personally. I've been saying I don't want Ned and Lois together. I, I said because I think you grow as people. But I'm trying to say if the writers ever wanted that down the line, they know well we got to do that. She's got to get recast again. So I think that's just the unfortunate part. I would say. Yeah, I agree completely. Right, and they were together while they were both on the show, but they also didn't get divorced until after she was off the show. I think, pretty sure. Right. I, I forgot because I forgot when they got divorced. Because she also mentioned it when she came back. I'm not sure she when she was always worried about how people would perceive her because she got the divorce. So she applied that she's the one who filed for the divorce, so she didn't want to be judged or anything like that. So it, it, it actually makes mm-hmm. sense why she hasn't been on for this long, to be honest. But it just well, makes you, so upset. it was big news. Yeah. It even made the Canadian newspaper that she was back. Of course, it was probably yeah. some associated press thing they just picked up. But like, I was some uh, people in my family were like, "Oh, it's in the newspaper." I'm like, "Oh, wow, it must be a bigger deal mm-hmm. than I'm thinking it is." <laughs> I mean, to me, it's a big mm-hmm. deal, but you know. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's great to see her back, and I even like the flashbacks. At least we able to get that. But I do believe in characters growing. I think Ned and Lois haven't been a thing in what over two decades, so I think. And, you know, people just grow. Like, the difference with, like, a Sonny and Brenda, who I do believe, although I'm seeing Sonny and Nina now, I've seen, I love Brenda, but I don't really care if she comes back. But if she did, at least we have seen them, like, in the 2011s. Like, we just didn't see them in the 90s, and that was it. So at least we kind of got a follow-up to this with Ned and Olivia. We haven't seen them, what, since she left in the 90s, and that was it, sort of. So Right, yeah. because after Lois left, Ned had a relationship with, Alexis, Alexis and yeah. he had all that stuff with Chloe and Jax and who was the other mm-hmm. one? Oh, and then Alexis. Yeah, I know you see we've seen, uh, him, sorry. We've and, seen him and there was a lot of stuff for Ned after that. So it's not like, yeah. We've seen a lot of he was Wally Curry. Right? <laughs> do you yeah. actually do you not like Ned and Olivia by the way? Or you don't you just they just did I like that. I like Ned and Olivia, yeah. I mean they're they're not normally a front burner storyline couple, so mm. I, I don't know if I call this front burner. But if they're bringing Rena Sofa back for the, you know, that must be front burner, I guess if they're bringing a big name um, former yeah. co-star back. I like Olivia and Ned together. I was really pro them. It's not okay. So I really liked them when they were like courting and you know getting all mm-hmm. you know, be, but. It's not like the opposite for me is this whole whatever it is with Robert and Diane. Like, I, I don't care. I fast forwarded through those scenes. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you just, there's people that you wouldn't expect. Olivia and Ned, right? Like, it was just kind of a neat, mm-hmm. you know, pairing that you never yep. would have really thought about. But then this other one, I'm like, why? Really, why? Mm-hmm. Either one of them are yeah. on the show enough for me to care about either one of them, and also mm-hmm. gross. So, yeah, can't always mm-hmm. they can't always have a winner. 
does anybody really care about Robert and Diane getting together? No, I don't. No. Mm-mm. Like, oh, that's another bone. Who cares about Robert? Do they even nope. have a ship in there? Well, Finn and Liz probably like, have a ship. Someone's probably shipping them somewhere in Twitter world. So. Yeah, I'm not a, no. Mm-mm. Oh, but okay. I will say to speak on the Tracy thing, shockingly, I went into this being Team Lois. But when Tracy explained this, mm-hmm. I, I fell to Team Tracy. Because I said, like, unfortunately, it's a cutthroat business. you got to do stuff mean somewhere. What she pretty much said, Brooklyn was nothing but a, a poor you who could get kind of just fired. She was a nobody at deception. With me, now she could possibly have 52% of it, although she gets her 1% down if she got something else. But she pretty much... Sealed the deal, so now she has control. No one could, no Jan Doe could just fire her anymore. Lucy can't fire her. She's now y'all bosses. So I kind of like Tracy's explanation, but she's pretty much saying she ain't going to end up like none of you guys. My granddaughter is going to have everything, even if she hates the methods I use to do it. And I said, I'm, I'm kind of with her in this, in this point here. Like, I don't, I know the way she handled it wasn't good, but it's a cutthroat business. And I, and I like Brooklyn to me. I want Brooklyn to say dislike what she did, but also accept it because I think you have to have the characters keep their edge. I, I kind of see the, the pattern of Brooklyn going where she's returning too good. I don't kind of like that. I want you to keep your edge to your character. The Brooklyn we've seen right. in the past few years would accept this, and that's when Lois could be like, wow, my daughter has became that way because Tracy is right. To me, Brooklyn is more like Tracy than Lois, but Lois, I guess she just yeah. don't see it. So I would love for Brooklyn to be like, well, I hate what you did, Grandma, but I got to accept this deal. Like, I'm so – that's like all of us working. Yeah. Like, let's see, let's see, all of us working. We could get fired every day. And they say you own 52%. I'm like, I hate the way they did it, but I got 52 now. I'm not going to fire her right. or anything, but 52%, that's a just job security. Yeah. Tracy here. I'm sorry. Tracy, Tracy is not – that's why Tracy's not a villain. She's the – Yes, anti-hero. Like she, she. I mean, if you okay, if you look at some of the male uh, patriarchs on some of the shows, they've done well, so right. much worse. Like if you look at like an Ace of Buchanan or an Edward Quartermain mm-hmm. or someone like that, they've done dirty shit to get what yep. they want. But when Tracy does it, everyone's like, "Oh my god, what a bitch!" No, she's exactly like them. She's the matriarch. Well, Monica's not mm-hmm. around. She's a matriarch of that family. And she does care about her family. She does. She loves mm-hmm. her son. She loves her grandchildren. She lo- That kid, Leo, she loves him. He's not even blood-related. She obviously cares about people. She just grew up trying to impress her father, wanting her father's love because she wasn't the boy child, you know. So there's always a method to her madness. But I mm-hmm. did like that they, they had her explain that. To Lewis. So when they had that, were you team, were you team Trace or team both of them? Were you like, I understand why she did it, Brooklyn better. Oh, I understand why. Like, <laughs> yeah, and Lois, it's what I and oh, I'll get to this in a second. But I, I was, I totally agreed with Lois. You shouldn't be making your granddaughter blackmail. You know, you shouldn't be blackmailing your granddaughter, making her do crimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, of course it's a crime. You know, but at the same time, I yeah. see why she oh, did yeah. it. I mean, okay. I also like the fact that Lois and Brooklyn have a mother and daughter relationship that isn't based on um, acrimony. Like they're not mad at each other, you know. They 
Brooklyn was genuinely so happy to see her mom pop up in town. She didn't go, oh, shit, my mom's here. i got to hide. No, she was happy. They have a loving mother and daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. I was I wasn't really sure what they were going to do because we don't see them together a lot. Like um, when the other actress was playing Lois um, mm-hmm. and the other actress was playing Brooklyn, that was that long ago that we saw them together. But we know she talks to her mom all the time. She wants to be like her mom. She wants to be a an artist manager like her mom, you know. But yeah, she's st- like like. Tracy said she's still a quarter main. <laughs> she's still going to want to do quarter main type things, which is probably Lois's biggest fear, right? Because that family drove her crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's tough because I do want her to be nice, but I also want Brooklyn to keep her edge. And I think having her edge is saying, I understand what you're saying, Mom, but I, I have to accept this deal. I, I just mean, I'm going to be a little disappointed. She said, no, let's change this. I'm going to be like, really? Okay. I think I'm going to be a little disappointed, to be honest. From Maxie's point of view, I can see why Maxie's upset with Brooklyn, but to say we'll never be friends again. That woman hid your baby for you to keep it away from Peter. You know, that woman went way above and beyond for you. So to say you're never Mm -hmm. going to be friends with her again, that's a little bit. Even her mama told her that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really kind of like the, what this storyline is doing. You know, I think Tracy, I, every time Tracy's on the screen, I'm compelled to watch. doesn't matter what she's doing. Well, when she's mm-hmm. with Gregory, like I like their little friendship that, or their little not friendship that turned into a friendship, you know, like she obviously cares what happens to this guy, even though she was, you know, arguing with him when they first met, you know, that just shows you that Tracy is a human being, you know. She's not just this yep. old calculating woman. Agreed. So then Gregory, yep. mm-hmm. um, Gregory's scenes with Finn and um, Trace were good last week, I guess, or this week. I don't even know. And I'm glad it's all out in the open. And he even went to Tracy and said, thank you, like, I'm someone mm-hmm. needed to finally, and I, I, you know what? She didn't mean to, so it's not like she's being cruel. She just saw this guy with tears in his eyes. So I'm happy the way it, I don't really care too much about Gregory or <clears throat> Finn. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he wasn't mm-hmm. Finn's father, I'd care about it mm-hmm. more. But I like his little friendships with Alexis and with Tracy. It's like just Me like too. a little story that, I know we'll end in yeah. tears and try to get them an Emmy, but, you know, it's kind of, it's okay with me, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I was, me too. Yeah, speaking of Chase, I got to say, I did like Chase meeting Lois, just wanted to throw that up. I, I actually thought that was a nice meeting right there when they met each other, Chase and Lois. I like that as well. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lois is all pimping at her girl. My girl's to, my girl, she's your better half. Yeah. Like <laughs> I like it. I know. Yeah. I loved it when Olivia and and Lois squealed really loud and Ed could uh, Ned could hear it in the other room or Eddie could hear it way in the other part of the house. <laughs> and and he goes, yeah. What was that? Did you hear that? And 
Tracy's like, yeah, you could hear that in China or something. You know, it's just kind of funny. Yeah, that was funny. Those Bensonhurst broads, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the scene where where uh, Dante's on the phone with Olivia. Oh, I'm glad Olivia. I'm glad Lois is back. Yeah, I'll try to stop by. No, I gotta go, Ma, because I'm at work. <laughs> Reminds mm-hmm. you right there, Olivia's his mother. In case you forgot, because sometimes I forget. Mhm. No, I really do sometimes forget because we don't see them together very often. You know, it's funny with Dante. Sorry, I'll go really quick. Sometimes with Dante, you forget he's related to almost every single person he's in a scene with because when 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 they brought um, Avery in to the police station and as soon as he's the way he's talking to her, and I'm like, yeah, but you're her big brother. Like you never say, hey, little sister. You know, you just kind of forget. They don't really try to remind you a lot that he's related to all these people. Sometimes I don't know because I've watched the show forever that I know. But even sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, that's your, that's your sister. That's just not some little girl that you're talking to, right? Probably because he's so much older than most of his siblings. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's my little thing. What else happened this week, um, Tia? Valentina and Laura. Oh, Valentina and Laura. And Charlotte. That was good stuff. And Charlotte. So Valentine uh, was finally able to share with Laura what uh, Charlotte's been up to, and Charlotte and Laura refuses to believe it. She's like, no, no, not my Charlotte, not my babe, not my little granddaughter. And he told her, oh no, I saw her on the the security camera. There's, you know, something going on with this kid, and I don't know what to do. Can you help me? So Charlotte came home, and Laura started quizzing her like really subtly about her dad and about Anna and I think she's starting to see that maybe Charlotte has a little bit of a problem with Anna but not you know she's not letting on too much she just this is a lonely child okay she says she doesn't have any friends (laughs) nobody really to talk to she has Jake but he's a boy so you know she misses her mother her grandfather's Mm -hmm. manipulating her this is like a girl who is just like, she's just like, everybody's kind of overlooked the fact that there's going to be a problem here if nobody pays attention. And but, I think Laura's oh, done a really good job of paying a lot of attention to her while Lulu's off in her coma. But she was living with Dante and Sam for a while and things were okay. But I don't know. I think something's going on with these tarot cards and he's mm-hmm. manipulated her to believe Anna's evil, yep. so. Mm-hmm. Yep. For, but from what are we seeing, what happened with Charlotte? Didn't this happen when she was away? Because wasn't she yeah, away she was in the, when he was keeping, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he gave her those he cards, was, I think, before he even died. Like, that was mm-hmm. when she was in that school over in Europe, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think it was going on for a while. Remember? Yeah, so, that, see, this one, I would say people should watch out for, but it's like, they, I think at that chance, weren't, weren't, wasn't he keeping them away from him? They, and then I think it was Kevin, Laura, and Valentine who got her away from there, because right. was keeping her there, so I'm assuming this is when all this foolishness started. But I like that Laura mm-hmm. figured it out, like, in a second. She said, this is Vista. I said, wow, she yeah. figured this out quickly. <laughs> okay. Jeez. She had a long history with those Cassidines. <laughs> yeah. Can't get one of all her. Not unless you're one and of her children. The 
only other thing I actually remember this from this week is the Spencer and Trina scene when she laid him out for the ace thing. That's the last thing I remember about what happened this week. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. Yeah, Trina was not too happy because he wants to right. pretty much be Ace's father without you know being yeah. Esme. I mean, I can see his point, but also I can definitely see her point. She needed to, he needed to be told. Oh, absolutely. It's tough. I, I was gonna say I was. T- this is a tough situation because it's so much time has passed, and now I hate that they have Trina going up against sort of a kid in a way. Like, what do you want? To me, I, I would say the problem is him. I think what she might have an issue with is that I feel that he's making his love for Ace cloud his his feelings for Absolutely. Esme. Like, nobody Absolutely. in their right mind would want their ex, I mean, sorry, their current boyfriend living with an ex who did all these bad things. It's not like Esme is exactly. just a This person did all these things. So it's like, can y'all find a way to cope him without, like, even me, I don't even care if they were the best exes ever, she was the best girl ever. I don't want my current boyfriend living with a ex. What? Why, why would I? Not at him? all. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So I think, right. so it's I ridiculous, her. yeah. So, I, yeah, I understood mm-hmm. that, although I agree with him. Like, And Trina's not no dummy. She can see that Esme's making eyes at, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. She mm-hmm. sees it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough, man. Yeah, he got to figure out the boundary. But right. she has to, I mean, it can't be like a either-or situation. You can't say, well, it's either that mm-hmm. kid or me, because that's right. my yeah. first kid or right. Spencer. Right. So, but I think she right. did it in her own Trina way that was perfect. You know, like, no, he needed to be told, and I have a feeling they're gearing up for a couple other people to tell him too. So, yeah, Kevin's like, could you see his conversation with Kevin this week as well? Her, yeah, could you see Cyrus coming in and and sort of scoping stuff out? And telling or sort of getting involved with Esme. When I say involved, I don't mean like involved romantically. To say, look, I, you got to get away from him, and if you uh-huh. don't, I'm gonna take your baby. I can totally see him doing that. Absolutely. God I has said, something like "You that. shall leave the boy yeah. alone, and right. if you do not, yeah. thou yeah. shall be banished from the Garden of Eden." See, I would want him to say, "Look." We're not talking about God. I said you need to leave. And if you don't leave, I will make sure right. your baby, your, I will make yep. sure that when you wake up one day or you go to the oh, park one day, your baby may disappear. Oh, man. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. in the way of Tia, and have a blessed day. Man, that's a right. real blessed one, God. Exactly. Yes. Yep, I see that. I see that. <laughs> See, I feel like with with this whole thing of Esme, I feel like they've dropped the ball with Esme. I feel like mm-hmm. what the I don't know. Maybe this is just me. I feel like the dynamics of once the actors of William Lipkin left, that mm. whole dynamic of what to do with Esme was up yep. was up for a juggle. Because I would have loved for for at least Cameron to still feel being pissy at Jocelyn and for sort of to, I don't know whether he's working with Spencer or he's like, well, you know what, I I can't, there's some days I can't tell if she's faking or not to see, well, you know, if she really does have amnesia, she really could be a good person. And that could have been a whole different dynamic within that quad or within, Mm -hmm. or within that whole group. You know, yep, for that. and you could have had Esme, Esme, you know, outside of Spencer and Trina's orbit, 
doing yes. terrible things and sort of really socketing it to sort of in a, in a nonchalant way, socketing it to Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. I got you, I got your ex. And ain't nothing you can do about yep. it because the more you talk about me to to Cameron, the more Cameron wants to stick by me, you know, that's for that. Right. I don't know. that To me, there's could have been a whole – you could be developing Esme into a little Helena or something. I don't yeah. know. I just like mm-hmm. you're just dropping the ball with this. And it's – They are. Say, I, I can't believe nobody has said, let's do a DNA test on Ace. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> And has anybody ever realized that Dex and, and, and Esme, have they ever had Yep, I've noticed together? that. No, they haven't. Not I've noticed that, they too. Yep. Seen together. So right. what to me, what mm-hmm. is that about? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think I've well, got... I don't know about that, but all I know is Esme... Either piss or get off the pot with this character, make her evil, or just mm-hmm. get her off the show because there's no mm-hmm. point. I, I can't. There is not. If she's yeah. evil and she's manipulating everyone and she's trying to get Spencer back, that might be interesting to watch. But the way it is now, that she's just like, oh, I'm trying to be good. Oh, Spencer, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's That's it's boring. Insane. I don't want to see it is. So him. Yeah, it's just not, mm, not, not entertaining. Right. Um, I, I would like to apologize for the soap party Twitter X um, stuff. The comments are out of control. There's a lot of comments at this point. This Finland's poll already has 140 votes. Um, this is out of control. Fans are what? Really? Like some fools. I have to go look at this. <laughs> yeah, go, wow. you know, go, go, to the, yeah, go to the notification and these comments. It's hilarious. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what's going what? on. After, for, for Robin and Diane, they, I just started that like five minutes ago. Already 34 votes. Uh, 85% said no, 14% said yes. So I'm assuming both people have over 300. Uh, Finn and Liz, uh, 140 votes. And we started this like what, 30 minutes ago? Um, 12.9% are yes. So we got mm. it over 10%, 87 as no. And oh, let me vote quickly. <laughs> if it changes. <laughs> but I got to respect one person in this comment said yes that they are a fan. I respect that fan for being alone on that island. You go ahead and support this shit. You're a brave, <laughs> brave soul. Kim, 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 was, Kim knew what you, Kim understood you a few months ago. Kim would have been on that island. I did. A few months ago, I understood. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yep, look at that. Oh, comments is outrageous. My goodness. I, I guess, is there any other, so I guess these are Oh, we got quoted and everything. That's what I said. No. I didn't expect all this engagement. When I wake oh, up, I'll yeah, no. be 500 votes when we wake up on this. Are you serious? Damn, I should have tagged the official GH account on this one. Uh. <laughs> well, you, well, you could in your tweet. You just tag them and say, hey. Nine and get up views. <laughs> they might get out paid well, my yeah. no didn't help too much because now it's yes 13% but no 87% come but on people don't let me down we, we need it under 10% well it's 17 more hours <laughs> are you kidding me 13% yeah, yeah, 13% no, yeah, the votes have said yeah like, oh lord <laughs> I like to I like to uh, make other people feel uncomfortable. I believe it's gonna be two hundred votes by the time we finish with this podcast. Are you serious? Hey, do you oh, want to okay. go to the cabin in the woods with me, Liz? Okay, let's go. 
<laughs> but to be honest, if you had to choose, do you like Finn and Liz or Robin and Diane better? <laughs> don't, don't make me have to choose. <laughs> who, who you who you choose? If you have to choose for a million dollars. You had to choose one couple and stick to it. <laughs> for a million dollars, I would choose anything. <laughs> I would lie. No, 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 that's not a direct If someone wanted to pay me a million dollars to be a Liz and Finn fan, I would do it. So. <laughs> Yay, Liz oh, and Finn. Oh, I thought you would have put Robert Really? Wow, okay. I would pick Robert and Diane over Liz and Finn only because I don't have any history with that and doesn't make me want to wretch in the same way or it doesn't give it makes me want to rich but it doesn't make me want to punch my television and, in the same way but so it's not really be, just uh, so it's not just liz and sin it's the whole bullshit like franco getting killed off but roger still be on the show that there's a whole yeah. like rant there yeah. that i said i wouldn't do and now i'm gonna tread away from we're gonna run away from it quickly because it's bad for my blood pressure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just lowered my dose of blood pressure medication. I don't need to be, like, stroking out here. So, oh All right, ladies <laughs> um, and gentlemen. I don't even it's know if there's gentlemen today, okay. here. All right, ladies. Oh, we are in the chat room. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> Whoever's in the chat room, ladies, gentlemen, and others, I'm sorry, I, you guys couldn't get this under ten percent. I am going to try to stay on top of GH this week because I guess apparently if I don't, I miss episodes <laughs> of world <laughs> events. But try to find that episode. It's Friday, October thirteenth, I believe, with that episode. If you can, let me do that one. All right, I will. I want to see the wedding of the century. Mhm. Oh, oh, well, you know what? Probably one of the actually. You know, I don't have a lot of ships anymore, so I need to hold on to the ones I have and make sure I see their wedding. So. I'm sorry. It's really sad. Oh, my God. What will I do? I don't go on Twitter very much anymore at all because it's a shit storm over there. Even, I mean, mm-hmm. not just soap opera Twitter, but I mean just Twitter in general, like X or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. X, and yeah. um, it's getting worse with world events just making me really stressed out so you know okay Mm -hmm. i do try to check if i have any notifications but if anyone you guys all know how to get a hold of me anyways but you know if any of my fans my big fans out there who love all my opinions on general hospital or my stalkers or my haters want to get a hold of me (laughs) i don't i don't check my dms anymore all right my babe you know i got a lot of fans you know I am very popular in soap opera circles. But stalkers, though, that's not good. Man. Everybody knows my name. That's not okay. Well, true. I don't know I'm because just... it took me about it took me about two years to know your name, so I don't know <laughs> what well, you're used to. Well, I mean, I've been doing this for how long now? But nobody cares about me as a soap opera. No, I don't get. Um, you know, soap opera digest isn't like calling me asking for my opinions or anything. So probably you should make the first move. You know. Ah, eh, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> they can't find me. That's not my problem. What kind of journalists are they? All right. Sorry, I'm being very, very, um, I'm a shit disturber tonight. Sorry. Please forgive me. Oh, good. It was fun. So I'm I'm gonna gonna keep... We hope to see you here next week. 
I will be, I think. What's next week? Yeah, we'll hold you to that. You'll be here. If not, but if not, if you're not here, I'll make sure to open the podcast and saying uh, that was Sam who said she will be here. <laughs> you should do a poll. <laughs> who misses Sam when she's not on the podcast? Why would I? I wouldn't say that. I would just say who thinks Sam is going to be here next week. Wait, hold on. Before you leave, who thinks Cricket. Sam will Nobody be votes. On so like Sam. <laughs> what do you think the majority of votes going to be? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but they'll all be accidental votes where they're just scrolling so fast they accidentally vote. You know. <laughs> no, I think we'll right, get a good yeah. What? You're gonna go I off. I think we'll get a good. Um, I'm. A, I think yes. Yeah. Yeah, I should go. Yep. Okay. All right. Bye, ladies. All right. Bye. Okay, so now we are here for days of our lives. Let's see if I put the post. Man, this poll is ridiculous right now. Are you serious? Okay. Uh, what am I starting with? Oh, let's start with Talia. All right. Here we go. Belle runs into Talia. They have a little confirmation, and then Belle pretty much told Talia, let's make sure to steer clear from one another when we see one another. Here comes Talia with the tears, which is what she's best for doing. Jada comes out of nowhere and asks her what Belle did to her. She says, she pretty much got, I pretty much got what I deserved it. And then Jada said, wait a minute, let me go ahead and find a talk for her about this. She said, no, don't do this. And she said, I understand what happened, but she had no reason to talk to you like this. I said, okay, okay, Jada, all right. So Talia finally announces that she's leaving Salem. No tears for me was shed, and, uh, you know, Rafe confronts her, comforts her. Uh, okay, like, Jada in this scene, what do you mean she has no she has no reason to be cool to her? She didn't slept with her husband, nor do we know I think Belle was a piece of trash. Really? She's the victim here? Okay, whatever. Uh, your thoughts on this, the end of Talia right now, uh, Kim? End of Talia, boo-hoo, bon voyage. Okay, bye, next. Uh, Daphne, you going to miss Talia? <clears throat> no. Here's what I got to say to Talia. It, to quote one of my favorite movies, The Sound of Music, so long, farewell, Avidaze, adieu, goodbye. <laughs> Wow, my God. Okay. We got Xander and Sarah. They working their way back out together. Seem seem happy. They finally on the same ground and she gets a, a phone call from Justin to say, Hey, he was taking you out for full custody. She is pissed like I can't believe he tried to take my kid away from me and Maggie tried to break it down to Sarah. Xander Sarah, custody. What do we think? Oh, sorry, Kim, you could go for it. I mean, I'm just so upset that him and Chloe are just how they left. I just don't like that field, and I just still don't like Sarah. I don't care if she did have an epiphany just because she saw Susan in the square, and I just I just don't care anymore. Now she's turning a whole leaf. I don't think so. Like, what do you expect? And then, of course, when she found out from Justin that what he was doing, it's like – Girl, first of all, he just told you that that was before. Like, he thought that it was going to be a battle. 
But now that you are starting to come around, he agreed to do at least do 50-50, you know. So now she's all upset. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you wouldn't you be if you did what he did? To you? Come on. Oh, my gosh. I just I just can't with Sarah. This is another one. I'm Sarah fatigued. I do not like the character of Sarah at all. And she's going to have to do something drastic for me to be on the Zara or I don't know how you say Zara bandwagon. Again, I just, I just can't with her. I'm so upset. To this point, I just, ugh, I just don't care. I'm, I just don't like Sarah. I don't, I don't, and I don't want to. I do not want them to get back together. I just, I don't. Mm-mm. She has too much proving to do. This is insane for her to be mad. Get out of here, Sarah. Sit down. Thoughts on this, Daphne? Okay, for the little bit of us of this that I saw that I did not fast forward, Sarah's the got on my last good nerve, and I only have a half a nerve left when it comes to dealing with Sarah. I just wanted to tell her, look, honey, baby, darling, sit down somewhere. Sit down and think about what's going on. Did you expect this man to just sit back and and when you tell him you were planning to never tell him that he and he had a child and that he's supposed to sit back and just not do anything and let you call the shots and not see his kid? This was before you guys sort of made peace. So I just don't get it. You just hyped up for nothing. And then after that I was like, I can't take no more Sarah. Let me fast forward. Going through these topics rather quickly. Which is what I did to a lot of days this week. I'm sorry, I did that to a lot of days this week. Well, at the hospital, we got Trip, who, you know, catches up with Kayla about Ava. You know, she's uh, worried about Ava being out, but hey, she hopes that everything will be okay and better. Clyde makes a call to Ava and told her he needs her down at the station because he needs to tell her something concerning. We also got Lucas back, who confronted Clyde over there and pretty much still hate him for what he's done. So Ava goes to visit Clyde and pretty much threaten to work with him or Trip could get in da- be in danger yet again. I forgot I forgot exactly what he asked her, the money laundry. It was something that he needed her to do, and I think she's going to desperately kind of go along with this. I don't care mm-hmm. about the storyline yeah. at, at this point, and I think he's also responsible for what happened with Susan, getting her out free yeah. and all that foolery. So, uh, Kim, what's your thoughts on this storyline? We got Lucas, Clyde, and now we got Ava mixed in with this. Um, I guess, honestly, I think I'm actually interested in this because I was wondering what could, what he was going to do and why the story or where it was going to go, where the storyline was going. And honestly, after they rescued um Susan, you know, and everything like that, and brought her back and stuff. I was like, okay, Ava and Harris are back in Salem. Okay. So, and they're saying clearly, so now what? Honestly, I was just like, okay, now what are they going to do? They have to build some kind of storyline together. Yeah, they have feelings for each other. They admit that. But now what kind of angst can you put on them? And now I'm like, since he got, He's hired now as Jada's partner at the police office at police station, and now she's unfortunately, unwillingly involved with Clyde because he wants her to work at some store he said he's going to set her up with to smuggle and do he run his business, you know, at the same time, or else Trip is going to be in trouble, you know, or even killed if she doesn't go along with it, then I feel like that's going to be interesting to see how she plays that off, especially as her and Harris get closer, especially with him being a cop now. And then that's just going to be really interesting. So I'm actually not mad at the storyline. 
and I'm here for it. I'm, I'm waiting to see. Now this this is this is this could be really good. It could go um, in a whole lot of different places, and I'm here for it. This is actually interesting. Stephanie. I'm actually interested to see where this is going to go, um, only because it's Lucas that's involved with this. So I just want to see where this is going to go. But I figured out that we're going to have to figure out some way to to, to interweave Ava into the canvas a little bit more. So, But I do want to say I love Kayla. Kayla should be suspicious. And if and nobody was suspicious, I'd be worried. And now I'm suspicious of Trip because we know Trip now will go to any lengths to protect his mom. So I well for that. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see all of this Clyde Lucas and, and um Ava and all of that stuff. And um and wait a minute. Oh, well, we hadn't got to that yet. So yeah, I'm interested to see what that is. Well, you know what? Speaking of Ava, since I forgot it, she also have this thing with Harrison that's blossoming, and it seems like Harrison is also going to be a cop now. So you know what, Daphne? I'll continue this with you. How do you feel about that part? Harrison is a cop, and we well, got that's what Harrison I was, Ava. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to piggyback to say, wasn't this the week that Harris they offered Harrison a job mm-hmm. in Salem PD? And I was like, no, wait a minute. You, this is a guy who has been brainwashed, and you want him to be? But they didn't offer him to seek it out. Uh, they didn't offer him. They didn't. They didn't, I would say he went to seek out the job, and he had to get rejected or approved. That's what I would say. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, I'm. What I'm I interested to see. I, I understand why they why he's a police officer. So, but I'm, I'm I'm interested to see this. I'm interested to see is he gonna approach this? Is he gonna be one of those that's going to be kind of like? Excuse me, like Eli and Lonnie. You know when Eli and Lonnie came on, they are not privy to all of the shenanigans that went on in Salem. So they kind of came in and was like with the fresh eyes and was like, I don't care who this is, I'm still going to investigate. And, you know, for that, so that's what I'm looking at. So I want to see how that's going to be. So I'm interested to see, you you sort of now placed Harris into a position within the show, that he doesn't have to be the main character, but he can now filter in just about anybody's storyline as long as there's a need for the police. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chad is depressed and Stephanie doesn't quite know why. He said it's because it's Abby's birthday, plus this time last year they found out that Clyde was the killer. He wishes he could have shot Clyde when he had the chance. Stephanie understands. He mentions that he wants to go to the graveyard and Stephanie offered to go with him. He said it's something he needs to do alone, and she's heartbroken. Kayla urges Stephanie to be patient with Chad because they, they love each other. Stephanie believes that, but she also believes he had never loved her as much as Abby. Was, but that's the per- okay, good, but whatever. He, he goes to her gravestone and mentions how she's still the most person, most beautiful person he's ever laid his eyes on, and he misses her so much. He later he later visits EJ and is shocked that EJ remembers that it was her birthday. He said, "Of course, that's his sister-in-law, and he misses her too." By the end of this conversation, they talked about how unfortunate it was that Sean stopped them from killing from killing Claude. And shockingly, Chad is not that upset. He said, you know what? It is kind of unfortunate. So they both look like they kind of suggesting what they, the other one want each other to do. So I'm not sure if it's going to lead to them kind of comforting Clyde as we know Clyde is back on the show. I'm going to comment on this first. Stephanie, um, why would he want you to go at the graveyard with her? 
Well, I don't quite understand how you finding this to cry about. Like, you know who you got involved with. Grieving takes a long time. He just lost his wife last year. Like, and then you're going to say, but he ain't never loved me as much as Abigail. Well, you know what? You're probably right. That's the con- that's, that's what you deal with when you're dealing with a widow. He, he's grieving. He still has kids with this lady. This wasn't just a lady he met at the park. They have something really serious going on. It's like unlike a trip who lost who he was with, whoever, what is Melinda Trash's daughter, whatever her name is. That's a different day. They were just in a relationship, and she unfortunately passed away, and that was the end. This here, they were married for years. They have kids. So I kind of didn't feel even 1% sad for Stephanie because I felt she was sad and heartbroken for the wrong reasons, especially the fact that you want to go to the gravestone with him. Why? Like, he can't even talk to his wife the way he wants to with you under his shoulder. Like, what would you have said if he, you heard him saying that you're the most beautiful lady I laid my eyes on? You would have been crying even more at the gravestone. So, I, yeah, Stephanie, this week, you, you kind of lost me a, a lot this week. I, I couldn't feel, if this writers wanted me to feel sympathy for Stephanie, then they fell because I didn't get that at all. But I did like um, EJ and Chad because this is what they should have been doing with Chad this whole time instead of him being irrelevant. He should have been with the Demira and embracing his darker side. But Kim, your thoughts on this? Um, so, so I, I definitely did not feel any sympathy at all for Stephanie, not even one cent. But I do kind of see where she's coming from, only because okay, yeah, it's been a year, definitely. We all know grieving takes forever literally you know you just do especially with one you love or your parents or anything obviously um I think though what, what my issue is the fact that he definitely in the first place shouldn't have even gotten with her or even started dating her or even getting serious with her moving in with her that's my issue then if you still have these underlying feelings you need a few years to grief properly and to be mm-hmm. just alone and just to, so that's my issue. I don't like that. So from a woman's standpoint, I see where she's coming from and it's difficult. It's like, okay, you want to be there to support your man, to to be there to comfort them. Yeah, okay, she definitely wasn't thinking when she offered to go to the grave because that would have been extremely awkward. But at the same time, she just wanted to be there to support him and he's he you know he's comfort he's he needs comforting and she doesn't want to seem like oh okay I just don't care you know whatever you know she at least wanted to just offer just to let him know hey I'm here I'm I'm here she should have known that she was she was gonna get turned down I don't know why. She told Kayla that because obviously it's obvious that she at least should have just offered and just said, okay, been okay with it. And like, you know, I know I'm, I'm going to get turned down, but I'm just going to get, you know, just put it out there. So that's just what I don't like. And then, of course, with the fact of with us as women, you know, especially if we live with a guy, it's been a year or whatever, you know, I'm really close to their children. Their children love me so much and stuff. Okay, obviously, my parents know that we love each other or we're close. We, it's great. Got a good thing going. Of course, they're going to ask about marriage, and then they're going to put that marriage seed in her head to inquire about marriage. And, of course, yeah, she she's like she can marry him one day, but the fact that he's not even thinking about the spelling of marriage, he should at least say, you know what, I don't want to be, be married for at least another few years, just so she, he could put that out there so she won't be expecting and wondering and just wishing and and he's just you know just there they're just shacking and and whatever and she's playing mommy and wifey without without being legal so i just i could definitely understand where she's coming from i don't know where they're going with this but the fact that 
the fact of the matter is, is especially when she, when he talks to her grave, Abby's grave, and he says, you're still the most beautiful woman I've ever seen on earth and isn't any other and, and all that. That's just proof there. Obviously, Steffi didn't hear it, but she will never, ever, Steffi will never, ever, ever come close to being Abby. She knows that. So I really feel like Chad just jumped just the gun way too fast with her, and he should not have – she shouldn't even be living with her. It's just way too soon because, of course, us as women, we're going to have those expectations after a while, especially after a year, you know, do you want to be with me or not? We're living together. We're we're playing house. So what's up, you know? So that I just don't appreciate with Chad. That I don't like. From, from, from the beginning, he messed up. So, yeah, we'll see. Stephanie? Okay, so Stephanie, honey, love, darling, I hate to tell you this, but you are what's called transition woman. <laughs> you are the next relationship that a person has after they've either experienced a breakup, the loss of a partner, or something. And usually the transition relationship doesn't usually work. I cannot feel sorry for you at this particular point because you kind of knew what you were getting in eyes wide open. Um, Abby had not been dead, excuse me, let me just say, had had not passed that long before you got into a relationship with Chad. You're over there doing wife duties at girlfriend prices, which means that, that <laughs> he, is not, he was not ready for you. As, yeah, that's my new, that's a new thing. I got that from divorce court. You're doing wife duties at girlfriend prices. Because she's over there, as Kayla said, you over there playing mommy to his kids. You're feeding his kids. You're you're putting the kids to bed. You know, you are being that, that female parental figure unit that those kids really need, but you're being that. I don't think Chad was ready for that relationship or to have that relationship to be as, to be as strong as I think as Stephanie is viewing it at this point. So, uh, yeah, I agree. With you, Tia, and with you, Kim, at this point, I would have, I would not have wanted to have gone with him to his wife's, to his deceased wife's graveside, because that should be a personal and private moment mm-hmm. where he can be able to speak his mind. He can be able to say whatever mm-hmm. he needs to say, however he's feeling, without having anybody to watch over him, anybody mm-hmm. to be analyzing what he's saying, anybody to be saying, okay, Chad, something ain't right with Chad. Chad, go cuckoo. You know, you can, you can do that. I I mean, mm-hmm. I sat there, what does it say, crisscrossed, legs crisscrossed, and it took me forever to get back up again and talk to my mom and told my mom everything that was going on in my life and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody there to yeah. judge you about what you're saying, and it's a privacy mm-hmm. and it's a comfort. She didn't yep. need to be there. And so I didn't get why she was trying to cry. And, of course, now that everybody cries, and I feel like they need some fake tears. Who was Tia last week, week before last, said what were they doing? What was she doing auditioning for the Kim Cares Award? Oh, yeah. And I know this is yeah. supposed to be a this was supposed to be a sad scene or a dramatic scene. But I was starting to laugh. I was like, Okay, we got somebody auditioning, doing a real taste of Kim Cares and just doesn't look too good. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the problem. We got too many people You know, for that. Now, yeah, now about Chad and EJ, we should have then had this yes. little alliance thing going on. Now, I'm going to uh-huh. say I love 
I'm loving this EJ, and this EJ has got a dog streak. And, of course, I think this dog streak is going to get bigger. But all of the stuff that's going to happen or potentially happen to him, that dog streak is probably going to get bigger and bigger. I actually kind of like the relationship that Abby – well, oh, wait. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Abby and EJ. Well, okay, so now I get why he knows all of that information. I forgot. Abby was the one he had the affair with when he was with Sammy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so okay, so yeah, I get that now. See, that was good. I gotta go back and rewatch that. So I kind of like the brothers, sort of getting a little dark. To me, Chad should have already been dark. Chad should have already gone to that dark side and sort of had some of the other demirrors kind of going. What the heck has happened? I think we might be a little bit afraid. Need to be a little bit afraid of Chad. You know, going going in. So I'm I'm kind of interested in this. This has perked me up into seeing about Chad and e, um Chad and EJ. It's kind of perked me up to see what's going on with Clyde. Clyde is one of my least favorite characters, but now I wonder what's going to happen to him because we know something's going to happen since they brought the the actor and the character back. So I can't wait to see what's going to go on with that. I could care less about Abby. I mean, not Abby. I could care less about Stephanie and Chad and that romance, but I'm more interested to see Chad and um, EJ and what they're going to do and if they're going to ride the roller coaster to the dark side together. Question is, uh, Carrie still with us? She fell asleep. She probably fell asleep. Oh, yes, um, ma'am. Oh, you're going to be happy. When Kristen seen. When Kristen see Tate, she hugged him and said, oh, my God, Christopher. You know what that's a reference of, right? Oh, Jesus, when she took the, the yeah, when she took Teresa's yes, baby out of correct, yes. I, I, I was shocked so, so late to me. They, did they, I said, they started to do Vivian and uh, look with this nonsense. I said, okay. She said, but then he was like, um, this is a little bit awkward, pretty much. But but yeah, so she so she so she pretty much pretty much so she gonna always have a special place in her heart from you know when she so yeah okay Kristen so yeah so pretty much she greeted him and then we have Holly and uh, uh, Rachel who can't stand each other Holly you annoy me but I'm agree with you with that brat Rachel she's like the most annoying kid I didn't ever watch I can't just her and then she's like my mom doing this and I'm just like oh my geez are you serious so she just asked Holly can you know can she um to her bad kid in math. I'm shocked she's not selling every class with how terrible and much evil she is. But this is the part that you're really going to like. This is what I really wanted um, Carrie to hear. Brady and Tate have a good discussion. I know Daphne might have a little bit of a, well, then again, you might not. But Brady, you know, Brady apologizes for not seeing Tate more when he was in, 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 in California. Tate said he doesn't care because he only wants to be around him because he's not with Rachel right now. I said, wow. And then he said he. Then Brady said that's not true. He loved him, loved him, regardless of what he thinks. And yeah, I, I would say, I kind of, I would say this. I am happy they are sort of not saying he's a deadbeat. Well, saying he has put Rachel above everybody, and that's that is a little bit of the issue that I'm having. Let me even go. Let me ask you, you know, what, let me throw Stabby into this as well. Stephen should um suggested to Gab, Gabby that they go after Christina uh Demira's shares through Rachel. And she said, Let's do some kidnapping and he said, That's a little bit overdone. She said, That's like a, a goal or honor medal if you do that to the Demiras, everyone sit there and kidnap each other and in this family. And he's like, I'm not really sure I wanna do it. He said it's another way we could get um Rachel to do it and then I think they're gonna get Brady into this to make Brady believe 
that he could have custody over his daughter again if he works with them. So I don't really know what the 100% plan is, and it seems like they're going to be going up against EJ as well. So first is the stop. Let me go with Brady and Tate. Truly enjoy these scenes because that's what we've been seeing on screen and been complaining about that. It's great to this, great to that. So I would like it. I do like him saying you care about Rachel more than anyone, and I would like him to say why. Like why is Rachel this important? And I'm at the point as Brady. Why, why do you even want custody from her? I don't like Kristen all that much, but you know what? She loves her evil mother, so let it stay with her. She turns evil. It is what it is. Just I'm sorry. Give up on this evil child. It's not worth it. She doesn't. Unfortunately, this child doesn't want to be with you. She wants to be with her mother, where she get to control stuff and do stuff and act like an adult. So. Let her do it. That's where I'm at. When it comes to stabby plan, I'm here for it, but we know this is going to turn out very, very bad. And I'm saying, hey, the kidnapping, it is what it is. Everyone got kidnapped in this show once in a while. So, Kim, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree. With those stabby, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen. I'm here for it. We'll see. Um, you know, like any plan, you know, it either goes really good but blows up later or just go flat out go bad in the beginning anyway. So I'm just looking forward to whatever happens or the outcome. I'm here for it. It's going to be interesting for me. Um, with, with Rachel, oh, my goodness, that girl is so unbearable, too. She – I, I – I, I, and I hate to say this for the kids. I hate the crowd, you know, but I have to. I feel the same way that I do about Nikki, about with Rachel. I feel like that's what she is, and I don't like her. And I feel like I never will because she's she. I, at this point, I kind of feel like she's worse than Kristen. I don't even know, and I know she hasn't even done anything of what Kristen has done. But she's just so. I'm so. I'm even. I'm more than 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 racial fatigue. I'm just done. Like I just. I, I'm. She's. I'm so over her. She gets on my nerves. She's like a little, a little tiny, little mini devil in sheep's clothing. I can't stand her, and she's just, she's just intolerable. So with Tate and and Brady, I like those scenes. Um, it was interesting. He definitely opened up about his truth and what what he did feel about who was his favorite and not and, and who not. So I really think that Brady should have, they should have dived deeper into that because I would have liked to know because maybe that is why Tate acted out and they had to go and pick him up from boarding school. Maybe that's, we just never know. So I just really wish they would have tapped into that more. Um, I definitely cannot stand, cannot stand Holly. She's so annoying. And I just, I just don't like her either. I, I'm just these. I'm not liking the kids on the show. I guess I'll put it in a nutshell. So I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, this was these scenes were tough, a tough field to swallow. Aside from the Tate and Brady, those were decent scenes for me. Daphne, do you like any little kids? Finally, somebody else who don't like the turn. I'm, I'm never so thank you, Kim. <laughs> Okay, Tim. Thank you, Tim. I have nothing against children. It's sure and I can't. Stop. I have issues. Right. <laughs> True. Really? So, right. That's right. Wow. What the heck? So right, because that's the difference. Right. That's right. He's right. And then that's children. Yep. She's right. Rachel is definitely into that children category. Okay, so let me talk about Rachel and Holly first. 
both of these for me can kick rocks because both of the, I don't know what it is about. I love bad kids. I love demon seed kids. But I don't know what's wrong with this one. This one is what my grandma would say, and I'm not for. Okay, you got to remember, I'm a lady of a certain age. I grew up with my grandma and all of this stuff. You know, I lived a cloistered lifestyle. So I don't want anybody coming to tell me you abusive. Where's somebody who needs a spanking? Rachel needs some consequences. Rachel, yeah. and, see, and this is the thing is, Rachel has been so brainwashed by Kristen that I don't think you're going to yep. get this out of her at this particular point because she's been, and I, and I need for this to literally backfire on Kristen. I need for Kristen to say, oh, my God, I have created a demon spawn. And now the demon spawn, because at some point, the demon spawn is going to turn on Kristen. She's going to, it always happens that way. And if I'm Brady, I'd say deuces, tui, tui. You created this mess. Now you live with it and you deal with it. You got custody of it. I'm just a, I'm just a non-custodial parent who comes in, visits, brings gifts, says how you do, pats you on the head and say good job and leave. That's what I need for Brady to do. I understand Brady's love for his children, and he doesn't want Rachel to grow up and to be like her mother. But I'm sorry, it's so you know. I, I we was talking, we were talking about this this weekend about disciplining kids, and that sometimes when it, after a certain age you can't discipline a kid, you can't discipline children. It's kind of a lost cause and a discipline. So I think right now Rachel is a lost cause when it comes to getting her out of that. Now, Holly, 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 oh, Lord, Holly, you just, you're going to be a mess just like your mama. I don't even need to bring Sammy Brady into this. You're just going to be, you're just going to be a, a mess and, and all of this. And to have those two in a scene, yes, it's good scenes, but I'm just like, I can't take these anymore. Now, Brady and Tate. I think I was the only one of, of a minority who didn't want Tate to grow up and to be Brady 2.0 because I always felt that Brady had a issues and a right to be ticked off with the lovely, perfect Dr. Marlena Evans, black or whatever her name is, because of the way she used to treat Brady. I wanted to, but I get what they're doing because I, I feel like mm. that they always tried to make a connection between Brady and Tate so so that Brady did not look like a deadbeat dad. And I like the fact that every so often what they would say, when, when we didn't have the character Brady on screen, where was Brady? Well, Brady's in California visiting Tate. <clears throat> or Brady would say, you know, I just had a video chat or, or a FaceTime chat or whatever the chat with Tate. But I do get Tate's issues of, being abandoned, but my question is, I wonder, does Tate know all about the custody, how Brady lost custody, and all of this stuff, and how Teresa actually got custody, that it really wasn't Brady's fault. So I I get that. I Like you, Kim, I want to see some more into the background of Tate, and we're probably going to get this. Is Tate mm-hmm. doing all of these shenanigans to get himself home to be with Brady? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Because to me, this incarnation of Teresa, I don't feel like she can handle and take care of Tate anymore. Tate is just mm-hmm. an outgrew her, you know, mm-hmm. as outgrew her, you know, in height and everything with all her shenanigans mm-hmm. going on. I don't think she's been there for Tate either. 
Yep. So this is kind of interesting. I want to see what's going to happen between this. And, and I'm one of these people who don't. Pia, you know, I don't watch the children's the children the children scenes and stuff, which means I can tell you everything that happened on the episode except what happened to the children and the children's storylines, which is how I yep. missed the blast, the last blast proof and all of that stuff that went on. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Okay. I'm not sure how much comments we're going to have there, but. Nicole and Dimitri take out Kayla. Leo wears his wig and escort Dimitri out of the hospital. Another day in Salem. Oh, and sweetly, Leo called Dimitri to love his wife. That's that's beautiful. Any words, Kim? No, nothing on this storyline. Mm. Nope. Next. Um, do we got anything from um? <laughs> do we got anything from you, Daphne? We got absolutely zero nothing other than my finger on the fast forward. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I, I was giving it the finger. I just had my finger on the fast forward button. <laughs> I, will say, I, will, I, will, I will be in the minority, although I don't like the couple. I did find that scene a little sweet when he said, oh, I'm the love of your life. I actually did find that scene nice. I'm going to be, you know, I, I'm going to be the, the lone wolf and say that scene was a little nice, you know. Hey. Leo Dimitri, you have somebody who's there by your side, God. Okay. Well, it, it seemed like that was it for this week. It, it is something that happened with the cliffhanger, but that looked like that's going to lead into the promo that I'm talking about, that I'm about to discuss. Did any, everyone see Days of uh, Days promo? I did. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll, re- yeah. I'll recap a little bit. Okay, I'll recap a little bit of it. Is Miss is Miss uh is Miss Carrie still on here? Because I'm not sure she did. She see it too? Did you see it, Carrie? Sure. I, to the best of my ability, yes. To the best of your ability? Okay. So mm-hmm. here we go. I, I, I recapped most of what I could. I, I think I'm left some stuff out. But okay. Claude tell Ava that if she doesn't go in along with, doesn't go. Actually, be quite honest, this, this whole this whole promo is more than what we discussed in this episode because it don't seem like it was much this past week. I think we're going to have way more to discuss here. Okay. Claude tell Ava that if she doesn't want uh, her son to be a dead man, then she has to agree to work with him. Harris tells Lucas that he needs some intel on the inside, so he's got to be the insider man. John thinks about how lost he was when Steve found him when he was the pawn. That's good. This is so nice for what's her name? Uh, who's on this phone? Kim, who don't know how many um, retcons this guy has had, so I would love to go back there. Awesome. We're going to change this dude. Yeah, yeah. this is retcon. Now. Yeah, let's go all the way to the beginning. Let's retcon him again. Okay. Jade, Jade, Jada faints on Rafe. Mm, is this another pregnancy? We finally meet Jay, Jada's ex-husband, portrayed by Blake Barrett, and it seemed like his name character will be Edward. So, yeah, he played Nick, so we're going to get yet another person portraying a double characters. I think this show has broken the record for how many characters portrayed multiple characters. And, and he also seems to be an ex of Stephanie, or just by her reaction, or this is either, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seemed like it. It's, it's, it's a connection with Stephanie, if Stephanie and Chad doesn't trust the dude at all. We get, her ex. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get Holly that kisses Johnny. Johnny exes Chanel. Can they get married again? We got also EJ and Nicole wedding, Eric and Simone wedding, Eric still doesn't see why he has all this love for Nicole. Well, come on, you're not a child. Let, let's stop this. Nicole is driving, huh. gets in an accident, and it appears that Leo will be the one to help deliver the baby. Dimitri hands the baby to Salome. Melinda says she will pay off some shady doctor to make it seem like Nicole's baby died. 
Eric is EJ is screaming, Where's my son? Uh, okay. Mm. Leo said it's something that's telling him that he should use this information about Nicole's baby to blackmail Salone. That means this baby switch gonna happen and they're gonna believe they can die. That so we have really got a confirmation in that promo by that. That that should be lovely. Um, what else? Okay. Uh as Teresa Pex or Constantine, I think it's his name, comes in the Salem room. That was the cliffhanger of this week, which I wish we didn't get spoiled, but that was the cliffhanger of Friday, but we see more of it in the trailer and it seemed like it might be a flashback. So when they find out that Victor Lawson is Xander Cook, as I kind of predicted that one was here, and I'm here for it because, yeah, uh-huh. um, that's the that's a, that's a long lost son. We see Justin and Alex, who she a nice happy hug. Oh, so I hope this is after they have found out the truth. Alex and Teresa are going to be doing some more sexing together. We also see Wendy going into her apartment and screaming. I'm assuming that somebody died because we also see that Gabby might have killed somebody and Stefan walks in to see that. So I'm going to gather that is Lee Shin who does for the Xander and Zero, uh, well, for the Xander and Sarah fans, unfortunately, well, luckily, they get so much of a happy ending. It looked like they happy. They raised the stuff together. I know Kim wasn't happy in that part of the promo, but uh, it seemed uh, like they happy together. We see Ava with a gun. We see Harris get shot. I don't think he's going to die, but that would be so poor her. Then we see somebody going to jail. I don't know who it is who's going to jail, but who is this going to jail? So, oh, yeah, Wendy crying where Alicia is about to die. And then we see the Horton house get burned to flames. So a lot to take with that. Um, Carrie, you know what? What was your take? Did anything stick out to you in this promo that looked good? I, I I prefer last year better for obvious reasons to who was uh, there and not there this year. Um, but it was nice to see Clyde Weston. How lovely we get Clyde Weston instead of Ben Weston, but I digress. Um, the Horton House is on fire, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jack is here. Jack and Jennifer Finn's is pissed off with that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess we don't need the Horton house because there's no Horton, so burn it up. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I just looked at it. Tate is the one who's getting arrested. I just looked back on it. He's getting arrested and Brady is disappointed oh. like what just happened. So Tate is the one who's oh, getting wow. arrested by Brady. So something must happen for that to happen. Oh, Jesus. Um, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, I can't say this. I mean, the, the only thing is they confirmed two things for us that we suspected, that, that this baby switch is going to happen. And you're going to do this again to EJ and Nicole with, you know, they think they lose the baby. And then the um, they end up being the real son, which is better than Alex, but I still don't understand with this storyline that Vic, now the Victor's dead. But, uh, um, I mean, I'm not saying it was bad, but nothing, you know, compared to last year has me like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this. I would say for me, I went into the promo expecting nothing. And I actually liked it. I don't know if it was the music that was playing, but I actually liked the music. <laughs> I, I just really, I said, oh, this joint is jamming. I was jamming that promo. I said, okay, y'all go ahead. So I give it to the music department because I was feeling this promo here. I had to, I rewinded a few times just to re- listen to that evil music. I said, this is Halloween time for real. I'm loving this song here. So I give, I'm giving it to the music department. I will say it is unfortunate. I will say this. It feels like to me, unless I'm wrong, unless this is a Halloween episode, that Lee Shin really does because I, I'm looking at this Wendy walks into the house or in the hospital. And, no, no, I think that's how they go to exit Gabby out. I hope not in jail, but 
I actually really did enjoy it. And then you see, if you look at the promo real good, you see Wendy walks in, she's screaming, and then she's crying. And also, yeah, so I've seen that. So I said, oh, Lee, Shin must really die. Then we see him. So I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. on how we end the stabby storyline. And I'm happy with Xander could be in the, the sun because although I hate the storyline, to me, if you were going to retcon anything, it would be Xander, a person you don't know much mm-hmm. history with. Because it just, it just to me, makes more logical sense. This is something you didn't see on screen. And I believe his hatred for Victor makes sense. And that's why I even told Carrie, like, right after I watched that episode with him and Sarah Fort, and he said, I would never take anything from him. I said, they just kind of confirmed that the end of the oh. sun, the way he's acting. they just too heavy-handed on the Victor thing. It makes so much sense that it ties into this. And it makes sense that Teresa would have known the whole time because she didn't. She doesn't like Xander, so why would she ever align herself with him? So it makes sense. Let, let's change mm-hmm. this make it Alexander, who's an idiot, and he don't really know what's going on. And what else? The class stuff doesn't interest me. John as the pawn, I'm only happy for this just for Kim because he's one of his many retcons he's had over the years. That's the only reason I'm happy about that storyline. <laughs> um, I, I don't you, care for you, double... you are right, though, with this Blake Barris as a new, another character. Come on, Dave. Knock it off. I would say I don't like him as another character, but I think this is going to be less headache to me than the other ones I'm seeing. Because at least this is the, is this the first mm-hmm. time in like years that this person is not playing it one day after the event? It feels oh, like sure, right. right. <laughs> I, mean, just, I mean, at least I could get, at least I could get that. But I, and I think yeah. Blake Barrett is such a great character, but I, I do think you could just bring him back from hell as Nick. Like I mean, you brought John, the, the the three the three sisters over there, the Marlena, Kayla, and Kate, and they all come from heaven. So why couldn't he just come and be his evil self? I would have preferred that, but. I'm happy we finally see Jada's ex-husband because we've been told so long about it. So I'm happy that we finally get to see it. Happy Blake Beverage has a job, but it seems like we just got to keep recycling these actors. But Ali and Johnny for me, it's going to be a little weird for me to see because of the age. Y'all telling me she's 16. I'm supposed to want a 25 or something years old. Uh, okay. I'm going to need that to be a kiss. And it's like, I think, wait, was this Candace? I got to give Candace a shout out. She said it's giving her... Chad and no, no, no. yeah, Chad and uh, Sierra Rob. And uh, for Sierra, it, it is because he's a, yeah. Although although Johnny looks young, I do agree he looks young, but I can't get the age out of my head. Sixteen and twenty-five. I'm, I'm just like, right. no, she's a, she's a child. I love if she you. Was, if she was yeah, she was eighteen probably so, but they like this lady in high school. Johnny should not win a high school. So I, I hope they don't entertain right. this as a true authentic triangle right now. No. But also. I see love that scene with Stephanie and Paulina, too. And she said, you really are Demira. I said, yes, you yeah. go ahead, Stephanie. <laughs> we finally see him getting used the way he's supposed to be used. Now, when it comes to this EJ Nicole stuff, the long character, I, I just, I can't, I can't with this switch. I'm telling you, when I see these two, the Leo's about to deliver the baby, it feels like I've seen this in soap for like fifty hundred times. It's like it looks like the same the same exact scene, the same exact place. Actually, I think I see Sage Daria. Like I feel like I see so much stuff in the same location. I'm like, does everyone does everyone give their child here or dies at this location? I'm, I'm like, are you serious? And he, how does this happen? And then they're gonna switch the baby. Yeah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need days to chill out with this. It is nothing entertaining about this storyline. And Eric, you you marry us alone because what? Why? What's the basis of this? Again. And then, Eric, I also have an issue with him because this whole time I've been told 
he's always one of the kids that was biologically his. Now it's all of a sudden to for, to make this plot device of a storyline work. Oh, he just always one of the kids. So what? And Nicole would have been happy to adopt a kid with you. So so this this storyline doesn't make any sense because we only making this storyline to serve this stupid storyline. So I'm not here for the storyline because they've always told me. He wanted a kid that was biologically his, but now we switching it. That oh no, that's not the case. He just wants an adopted son. Uh, okay, Eric, you, you keep that log going if you want to. And the is there any way we can still have now. EJ be the dad? Is there any way we can still have EJ be the daddy at the end of the song? I don't think so, especially when you had Susan say, "I don't have a familiar blonde." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, her saying that pretty much confirmed what we we already did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, um. Uh, well, Kim, you could go for it. It was a lot to unpack with this thriller, as you've seen what I said, but is there anything that stood out with stuff that you're not looking for? Well, I think you're in the series, you're looking forward for that, but what you're not looking forward to and what you are looking for? Um, what I'm definitely not looking forward to is my Eric Cole. I'm not looking forward to that mm-hmm. at all. I am livid. I'm so sick of that mm-hmm. story that I am just over it. I'm done with that. I hate it. I hate it. So hopefully that doesn't last long, but that's probably not going to be the case, but I'm just, I'm just, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow to watch Nyra Cole go through that, so I'm upset with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm look, kind of looking, well, I'm not really looking forward kind of to the savvy because I know, you know, Gabby's leaving. So I'm like, ugh, mm-hmm. I can't really be happy about that. So I'm like, okay, you know, what is going to, what could be the murder mystery? Ugh, but then I just can't get too invested. So I'm like, eh, meh, okay. Um, what I'm definitely looking forward to um, is definitely the Johnny Chanel. Um, I'm really hoping they don't entertain this Holly uh, Johnny stuff further either. That's just d- ridiculous. And I hope that whenever she kisses him, he's like, okay, you know what? That never ever happen again. Like this is insane to where the, to the point where he tells her no. Like this is just, I mean, just really hurts her feelings. To the point where she just gets the picture, you know, and just let it go. So that's what I'm hoping, looking forward to seeing how what happens with them. And then, of course, I hope that they, I would love if they get married again, you know, him and Chanel, so that I'm interested to see what's going to happen there. And of course, with the whole Jada thing, um, and she fainted in Ray's arms. So I'm like, huh, what is going to she faint because she knows her ex husband is in town again? Like, like in town? I don't know, but this is interesting. And then, of course, he's that's also stepping ex. So that's going to be interesting, too. Um, and then especially with some looking forward to that as well, the whole Jada Ray thing and, and Blake's back, okay. Um, and then Stephanie and Chad. I know Chad made a comment to Stephanie saying, you know, saying something that he didn't say. She was like, well, you don't he trust don't me. F- ever, don't trust yeah. Right, right. So I'm like, huh. And, you know, we just saw the scenes where he was at his grave, and he was like, oh, there's no way in the world I want to get married right now, whatever, kind of just, you know, just, just not pushing away, pushing away, you know. And so I'm wondering if since Stephanie's ex is in town, that's going to kind of just kind of make him rethink stuff. I don't know. So that will be interesting to see where they go with that. Um, I am interested, you know, in the Clyde stuff. So we'll see what happens. And I'm definitely, definitely not looking forward to the Horton house being burned. I was like, what? Like, you got to be kidding me. So. You know, I'm hoping that's just a part of the Halloween episode, and it's it's, it's a fake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, but that that's gonna be horrible as well. Um, and the whole John, I'm looking forward to that that thing as well too, that whole arc. But and I was, and then I'm definitely not looking forward to the Sarahs, and oh my gosh, no. Um, 
and because I don't want them together. I just don't, I just don't like Sarah. Like I said, she's got to do a lot to get me to be back on the Sarah and Xander train. And then I'm not really looking forward to the Alex Teresa. I'm still not sold on the Alex and Teresa thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. You know, I'm just not looking forward to that. And I am looking forward, however, to with who we have on Canvas. The whole Xander being Victor's son, so that's going to be interesting. That's an interesting twist, um, and to see how they all deal with that, like Brady and Alex, you know, like oh, well, okay, so now you have basically have the king, the keys to the kingdom, you know, alongside Maggie. So then what? Of course, I feel like he's definitely going to kick Alex out. Maggie, you're back in. Like I just it, that whole dynamic, that whole business thing with the with. with Xander in play. I think that's going to be interesting to see. So that's what I'm also looking forward to. So yeah, I I thought it was a pleasant um, day of days uh, promo. And I, I'm actually I'm pleased. I'm pleased. And I will comment something. I'm going to give some praise to Miss Emily O'Brien. Um, I think she's doing a good job because I I don't I'm not really complaining. Like of course into it, I do think this whole thing is stupid. We're having all these characters play each other, but. I like it, and I'm kind of now I'm starting more to what Carrie said to me, like when we had conversations when I was saying this is stupid, I, I just don't get it. She said, well, if you're going to do it, you might as well just keep her in the role forever. And now it's like you have her here. You can't just keep her as Teresa because Teresa to me is still a vital part of the canvas. When I'm seeing her, I'm like, man, this show is really missing something. It has really missed something without Teresa. You needed Teresa on this show. So it's just big news seeing Teresa back, although I, I'm not going to ever be p- not pissed off over what they did with Jen Willie, but I think Emily has done a heck of a job for what she's been given and hiding the acts and all that. She's done really good on all this. She's really impressed me. I would say that I've, I've watched her since one and all, but I think the way she's handling this role from Gwen is very, very pretty good. I'll give her credit for that. Teresa um, what is a your character. She's young. She's a victim. She is, yeah. You're right, like, look at this. We already got Brady's story where he's not really with our, like, he's not. Oh, also in the promo, we've seen that Alex walks in on Brady and uh, Teresa kissing as well. But but it was like more she kissed him and he poured away. That's what I've seen. But I do, yeah. I do see, it's just like, look at the story with Brady. Even now when we saying, like, I know you didn't comment on this earlier, Carrie, but what I just talked about with Brady and Brady and Rachel, I've oh no, with Rachel and Tate. I've always said that should be the case. You don't you don't need to say of he's course. a dad because I like what he said. Like I think he said like if he he came in a weekend, let's be honest, who cares for like weekends doesn't do anything, you wasn't there. Of course a lot wasn't his fault. But it's like you just cared about Rachel all the time and I was even slamming the writers like I don't get this nonsense with Rachel when he has another kid. So I like the storyline I'm saying. He wasn't a deadbeat. But he did prioritize Rachel. It's two right. things could be true. And, and, like and that goes to show that the discussions, Tia will know why I'm saying this, to, to the fact of, oh, there's not a story for so-and-so. Well, you need yeah. the people on canvas to have the story. I mean, are we ever going to say there's no yeah. story for a Teresa? Come on. But, but, but you can't write for who you don't yeah. have. Because you're right, because you're right. Before the supervisor said, what's Teresa needed for? Look at what she's done. She's already evolved in, what, three stories? She's evolved with Brady Tate. She's evolved with the whole Xander stuff. Evolved with, like, she's evolved with so many stories just by her coming and opens doors for many characters. Yep. And to be honest, I still want that scene of her and Kristen going at it. I, I want yep. that scene where she'd be, like, she'd be like, well, oh, wait a minute. You ain't the only one who has this kid. Like, to me, let Kristen come after Brady now. And then Tate come around. Mm-hmm. The, and then you got Teresa coming around the corner. Like, wait a minute. Uh, we ain't going to forget this. I'm the mother, too. Hey, like, girl. I love you. Y'all know I love Brady and Chloe. But this is the, I actually really wanted to see this triangle. But since 
we know she's not staying. It's like we can't even get hyped for it. It's like, then why didn't you just keep the lady on the show? Like, I know Emily O'Brien was a day a day, so probably, or unless she could probably be returning as Gwen when Teresa exit, which would be uh, just a headache. Oh, dear goodness. Yeah. Well, she's the type of character, once you get my weapon, you know. I'm going to throw for just a second because yeah. T-Mobile's going to shut me off in about two minutes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. They only let us do these things in four-hour increments. And, t- and for yeah. some of you, either talk shoe never lets me back in. But I just wanted to comment on the um the days the promo. I'm sure. I'm interested in everything except the the um the EJ the um mm. the Eric Gold the baby swap. I'm not interested in that because that's just so it's predictable. I'm upset as to what they've done to Trask. I love that Trask was that DA mm-hmm. who didn't care who yeah. you were. And I felt like that character, I'm just going to come out and say it, got sacrificed for Paulina and Abe, for them to fire her because they didn't, Paulina didn't like how she was prosecuting. No, actually, she got she got sacrificed for that uh, in the crazy, Whitley Kirk. What was that character? That's when she changed. Yeah, she got. No, 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 no. That's when she got sacrificed. No, no, no. People always say that, you know, it's, it's, I don't know who's doing it. It's Albert one day, it's Jamie one day, it's Ron one day, Corday one day. I, I don't know who's doing anything on the show right now. <laughs> and I, but I will say just uh, I am interested into where we are going to take most of these storylines. But for me, I think Salone, not Salone, Melinda Trash to me 100% changed with the Talia thing because she did something that she never did before. It's literally crime through sympathy and sympathy. Yeah, yeah, show compassion. You can show compassion, but she committed a crime and poisoned the whole town. It's like, well, you know, you was hurt by your boyfriend, so I understand. So I can't. That's when I got to. Her getting blackmailed is not her getting destroyed. Her having uh, sympathy for the person who committed the crime. Now that's that's like I said. Mm. What the heck? You just screamed her of all people. So that's when I think things change. But but you but you're right. Just real quick, just to go back to Brady and Teresa, I, I completely agree with everything you were saying. Um, Carrie, this is why we should never say we don't have stories for so and so because I think a while ago, what did we say, man? What Brady gonna do with Chloe left? But look at this, we slide in mm-hmm. Teresa here now. He can focus on his kid, which is he should have been doing. Tate should have been on this show a very long time ago. So I am so happy that I'm just so happy for the story. I'm just upset it's not last. And it's like same thing with Fabby. I'm yeah. like. 
they're about to kill somebody, and now I know she ain't staying. So it's like it's hard to get a hundred percent invested, but I guess I'm here. I guess I'm fine with it. I guess. Yeah, okay. Anything else before I leave? Anything else about the trailer that anyone want to talk about? Nope, I guess I'm not okay. getting a Christmas miracle. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You, you know, we're not going to see it. When, when is that baby due, by the way, you know? Oh, I guess at the end of the year. Uh, I think the end of the year. And okay, I'm not sure. I've got to do this from gotta do this from the back of my head on why not. On why not. Uh, Adam, Sally, Nick, the triangle that's going on, and for some reason they still mm. complaining to Sharon about this. Like we care, and then I think Nick is also going to beat out his father because he might find out a little bit of his fake illness plan. Possibility on Bold and the Beautiful, where they keep trying to tempt Sheila to do evil stuff. But the most important thing, we got a fashion show back, and we're going to have Lauren Corsova. I'm not sure. If Starting this upcoming week or next week, probably this week. Yeah, yeah, I think it's this week. We're going to see some crossovers. I think she's supposed to be a five episode with shockingly Esther. Never, she never appeared on Bold and the Beautiful. So this is a shocker to me, to be honest. And I'm going to say we won't see Lauren and Sheila interact because we don't do. Over at GH, we are going to get. What is it? Oh, Michael is going to oh, finally. Did we, did we, 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 well, it's been, it was confirmed since we were last on that Darren Brooks is out of, out and bold, right? Oh, you know what? I discussed that right after this. Thank you for transitioning that to me. On GH, we're going to get Michael finally confront Nina as to, you know, whether he knows, will he tells the secret, or will he, will he keep it with him and blackmail it to his advantage? Yeah, who knows? That might happen. Over at Days, we might find out what Teresa's secret is, but the promo of Days of Days already spoiled it for us, so we kind of mm. spoiled it already. We know what the news is, unfortunately. Um, Y&R, Darren Brooks is out as Wyatt Spencer. You know, we didn't have a debate about it, but, you know, we it's not 12 a.m. yet. So let's go ahead and talk about this real quick. Um, We don't know how he found out he left the show, but he said... Yes, you guys seen this in the opening credits. I'm just um, paraphrasing. That's what I remember. Um, the, you guys seen the, the, you know, the credits, and I'm no longer on the show. He pretty much thanked everybody for being there. Don Demont commented and said, oh, well, I didn't know. And he left a good, nice message as to it, and was kind of shocked and saying, I love you and all that. And they just had a funny exchange. But Don was even shocked by this, so I'm assuming this took a lot of people off guard if some co-stars co doesn't notice. Um, I am going to slam the show a lot. I I, I got to slam the show. Okay. Yes, I can understand. This dude didn't have a story in a long time, and I don't care. You as the writers need to start writing these stories because when Sofa left the show as Quinn, what did she say? If you aren't the Stephanie and Brooke, your story isn't going to be cared about. Um, Soap Apodadra, if you don't believe me, listen to her interview yourself, and I also tweeted about this. She said this on Soap Apodadra in her exit interview that if you're not those two, no one caring about you. And that's my issue is that outside of the big six, and I'm going to say it from the top of my head, I might miss the character. The top six to me is Brooke, Ridge, Steffi, Thomas, Liam, and Hope. If you are not mm -hmm. those six characters, then they do not care about you at all. And it's just is what it is, and I don't know how long you can expect 
these actors to keep sitting down and respecting this. Like, the fact that you haven't thought of any storyline, you could have put him in a triangle with Hope, but you would rather her just have this thing with comments. Like, you bring in more characters, and I'm also upset because Carla Mulvey, this is how she found out. Look at her her thing is still up on Instagram. I don't care what anyone sit there and lie and tell you, unless uh, Carla Mulvey lied herself. What she said in that interview was, um, guys, yeah, I seen the credit, and I guess I'm not on the show. I wish my character had closure. I wish I was able to give you a closure, but I wasn't. She looks sad in it. I think she still has that in the archives of her Instagram. And if not, I still have that saved on my phone whenever somebody needs a receipt on it. To me, it's it's just ridiculous. Damn, Brooks deserve better than this. The fans deserve better than to see you recycle the same six characters. This is a show that used to have four or five storylines going at one time. And let me tell you the breaking news. This show was 30 minutes at that time as well, so I don't want to hear about 30-minute mm. shows. So I don't – yeah, this news has really upset me, and it's not even because of what he is now, because of the potential. You lost Quinn because you didn't even you, – you reached the, wait, the week of her – the last week of her filming. Hey, do you mind staying? Are you serious? I just decided to leave. Like, why, would, why would you mm-hmm. tell me that? The last week of filming, that's how valuable I am. The last week, that's when I said, well, you know, Sophie, you might you might want to stay with us. No, I, I would have said, no, I appreciate my contract was over. You didn't see me on the show at all. So, no, the ca- we are supposed to be getting more characters, not eliminating characters. What what mm. does that mean? We need more characters. I want Rick, Maya back, the Spencer's now. That's wrong. You just got Liam a bill now? And we and, oh, okay. and we don't even have Bill because and we don't even yeah, have Bill because he's nowhere right. to be found. And I'm and I'm looking. I'm sure it's a com. And I'm going to be generous. I'm going to say it's a combination of both. Bradley Bell doesn't write, and whatever his outside projects are. But the bottom line is he's not on the show. He didn't. He didn't. And, and the fact of the matter is he didn't even know about it. So that tells you he haven't. They haven't interacted in a while. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yep. You're right. That's yeah. That's so so. That's because how would he? Because a he hasn't. Because he would at least know. Mhm. In you know, fact, he said, well, I don't know what's going on. That's just, this show, I don't know how people could defend this show. And I'm going to be honest, and I'm even going to say this. I don't even care if the actor leaves themselves. How do y'all expect an actor to keep sitting around and doing absolutely nothing? Are you serious? You know, well, you know what, Dave? Y'all can use Max, Max and Chelsea back over, over there in that show. Go get them back over there. I, I just, this, this makes no logical sense to me. I, I'm sorry. You you trying to you need to increase characters, not decrease it when you only focus. So we're gonna pretty much you confirming we're gonna only continue to see one storyline. And now also yeah. you gotta care about Sheila too, because that's another overused character. So the big seven right now, because Sheila is a part of that at this point. Yep. And after so, the fashion uh, show, when they put John McCook back on the back burner, it's gonna be Sin, Steam, Thope, and Bridge. That's and, it. And guess what's as, as you mentioned, and the sad thing about it is we know Eric is only in the front burner because Steffi is not here. And that's, see, that's the problem I'm having. It shouldn't take Steffi leaving. We should not have to see the same conversations every day. I'm, I'm sure the same, Eric, we see the same scenes every day in the week. It was one week that week. I don't know, it was probably two weeks ago. It was the most terrible week in bowl in some time because it was literally Eric and RJ crying every single day with the same speech. I'm like, we couldn't have... A, a second character? I, I, but you, you would rather me invest in RJ and Luna. I don't care about any of those characters. Give me a story for Wyatt. I, I want RJ and Luna on the show. That's okay, but that could be another storyline to Wyatt. But uh, okay. Kim, you got thoughts on this? I'm not sure what your opinion is on this. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. That that was disappointing. I was shocked. I was like, what? Like that? And then I was like, well. It, is he going to have some sort of 
excellent. Like, why is this happening? Like, I was confused. And then the fact that they didn't know either, like, like Don, I was like, wait a second. So how did this play out? That's not fair. That just, just seems, that seems really awkward to me. And also, I would have appreciated at least having a few scenes where he's talking to Liam and Bale or whatever and saying, oh, I have this, you know, I have this opportunity. Or I don't even know. They could have spent it as, well, you know, I'm going to, we have a, we're, we're building a Spencer Publications over there in Italy. I don't know. And I'm going to be over there working that division forever. You know, they could have at least done that or something. I don't know. It's just just the way it was done, I'm highly, highly disappointed. Um, and you're absolutely right with who the the top characters are. I mean, it's clear as day. Um, but I just, I feel, I feel bad. I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm really disappointed. How did what about it? So that sucks. Yeah, it, it is I'm, a shame. And I'm, and, supposed, and I'm supposed to cry. And this is why I'm sorry. Uh, look, all characters and all that, but that's why I don't have a crying fit. Well, they don't have enough for Finn to do. Look what they do to the people that's been on the show and we're invested in. Stop. Right. But see, that's see. I would say to help out. That's where I'm different. I'm saying you could keep a Finn and keep the other characters. I'm not going to say let's take out Finn just because why. Well, I'm not I, saying I take say him that. out, but fans, but fans cry. Oh, they didn't give him enough on the canvas. Well, they got the leading lady. Right. You're right, exactly. you're right. Yeah, because honest, compared to what they gave other characters, you're right. Look at the characters we have. And Sheila Carter, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, you you yep. right. Like the yeah, he's and then we got Finn tied to him. So right now, I would say I think mm-hmm. that with Finn fans, just real quick, they're gonna have to accept the character they like. He's just a dual person. <laughs> like I'm fine with like I'm like I said, I've turned into a Finn fan, but I accept this is who he is. If you expect anything else, then that's on you, I guess. I guess, yeah. We can't find Taylor anywhere. That's another whole, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. We got some people here who might want to talk about this. Uh, the, 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 oh, and I see Jay on. No, we got some people who want to talk about Darren's exit. I got them in time. Okay, let's look. Hey, Jay, let's get you on. We about to leave the Scope Party podcast, but we we ended it talking about Darren Brooks' shocking exit. How are you doing, Jay? Um, I'll be quick. Hi, hi, everybody. Sorry, Mr. Sorry, man. I was asleep. Um, so I just say this: it's outrageous, it's it's preposterous, it's disgusting, it's you know unnecessarily. You know, I watched Bowl this week, and I can say about I would say sixty percent of the dialogue that happened this week was not needed, and it could have been used for mm-hmm. other cases that are needed on this show. So it's outrageous that we are wasting uh, talent. Um, and because it's not the first time this has happened to an actor in the last five years, um, it, it's, it's, I can't even give Bradley Bell or CBS or Sony, whoever is involved yeah. in this, a, um, a break. Because this has happened so many times. It's a pattern. Where we have wasted, yes, we wasted the actor's talent. And um, I, I, I just think that, you know, I, I, I will always be there for both, but I mean, if, when you literally watch a show where you, you're watching the same characters repeat the same bullshit they said the day before, or you get the show filled with flashbacks from the day before, it is like, why not invest that time into adding more characters on the show? I think that it is just ridiculous that we see Katie once every you know month, Bill once every three months, why he was there with Liam, marriage drama. Other than that, he's not been on the show for several months, 
it's just it's outrageous. And I I checked I checked his uh well his IBMB. He's not filming so many outside projects that he cannot be on the show. So I think that's an excuse. Um, and I just it's just it's just not good business, you know, watching the show knowing that um actors are being treated so terribly and being pushed out and forced out for what? So we can watch uh a Brooklyn Red say the same to the same two days ago, um uh the flashbacks and the repetitive dialogue. Um it's it's all this is unnecessary and I think that Darren Brooks could be slash why it could have had a storyline on this show outside of his brother's marriage uh, issues. I think that, you know, the Spencers are obviously on the show. I think that um, we need we need more characters on this show to drive story because we have, what, A and B and C storyline, and it's just so disjointed. So much stuff is happening, and no one's talking about it. Eric is sick. Um, that's isolated. Soap is isolated. Uh, this this stupid wet this stupid robbery with designs is isolated, and it should be like a the big talk of the town. We should have gossip. We should have you know Spencer. Bill you know, Spencer should be up in there with his media business. Yes, this is this just uh he should have spies. You know, watch Thomas and Hope and and see if the gossip rags. Like they they could really you know. Uh, Amp up the drama on this show with characters like Wyatt and Bill and Taylor and uh, uh, Xander. Uh, all, you have a, you're bringing on Marie Osmond as Countess Whoever uh, for this fashion show, and yet you couldn't bring on a uh, or Felicia uh, or Kristen, you know, as other children. You're bringing Lauren on this show for this fashion this fashion show, but she's not having no 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 type of showdown with Sheila. Like this is outrageous, and it just proves my point that there's something not something not right in that in that in that uh, over there at Bowling the Beautiful CBS because this happens too many times, and I just it's just outrageous. Stephanie, am I here? Can you hear me? Yes, you are. Yep, yeah. we can hear you. Okay, great. T-Mobile was actually working out working overtime tonight for me. Um, I'm just going to say this about Darren Brooks, leave, uh, about Darren Brooks. I don't get bold and beautiful. This is a show who, when I first started watching, had had at least 20-plus characters or more. And you had A, B, you sometimes have two A stories. You sometimes had an A, a B, and a C, and a D story. And you had stories that did not intersect. And you had stories where... You know, a, a character from one storyline was in another storyline, and the two stories did not intersect or cross. I don't understand. You have yet again gotten rid of another family. You've gotten rid of the Fuller family. Quinn is gone. Wyatt is gone. Yes, Wyatt is a Spencer, but he still represented that Fuller family dynamic on both. I mean, I have been saying, and I think Tia has been saying it too, Bold needs to add about five characters, you know, to the mm. show to, to, to balance things out. You need a couple of men of a certain age. You need a young man. You need some new women to come in. And I don't mean 50, 50, 50 cents for fell and flow. You know, you need somebody of, of, of women of a certain age. 
you or you know you just need to figure out what it is that you you're gonna do and to write some storylines. For the last two years, Wyatt has been a talk to. He's been a flipping talk to yeah. when you see him. And it's been the same. Now, I'm not talking about Liam. We're not getting to the storyline. But I'm just saying for the last for the last couple of months, yeah. he's been Liam's talk to. And it's been the same freaking conversation. I can understand if you're the talk to, but you've got different conversations. But it's that same conversation every other day. So, I mean, Brad Dale, as the EP, you need to think about what's happening. To me, Jackie going on maternity leave and sort of having your show up in a little juggling moment, this should be teaching you a lesson that you need to plot stuff out. You need yeah, to have more yeah. than four or five core characters. Where and it's, and it's all depending on what these public characters do and who is your act. Now, I'm going to say this. I need to know what Taylor does when she leaves Taylor. I need to know what did Taylor do all. You can't tell me she sat in that hotel room or apartment mm-hmm. by herself. Mm-hmm. That she sat into some jungle hut and Doctors Without Borders by herself, twiddling her thumbs, looking at a picture of Ridge and going, it could have been, it should have been mm-hmm. me, you know, and all of this. I'm not going to see my kids. That could have been a good storyline for you to play into. And to catch somebody as the lover or doctor or somebody that she got involved with, you know, rather than have her moping and groaning over, over Ridge. So I'm just, like, disappointed. I don't know why I'm disappointed, because this is what Brad Bell does all the time. You get players to come in, and you work them, and it's like if, I'm a, if I was an actor and I saw that there was a cast for a new character or even a reoccurring yeah. character or even recasting an old character, I'd be going on to my Mr. Agent, Miss Agent, or whoever my agent is, don't be casting me nothing for Bold and Beautiful because I'm only going to work for a and then I'm going to be out. Find me the next commercial, the next play, you know, the next Broadway, whatever, but don't cast me to Bold and Beautiful because, um, I'm only going to be the hot flavor for the month for just a little bit. Yeah. Does everyone get their comment on that? Man. Okay. So I guess we are out for Wait a minute. Today. Did Jay say, did Jay say how he felt about day or days? Oh, before oh, no. so you could exit, did you, Jay, did you have any comment on the day or days promo, anything you're looking forward to and that you're not looking forward to? Um, the I'm now looking forward to 50-year-old Nicole and the baby with baby storyline. Um, I think that is just so, so uninspired and, you know, just ridiculous. I mean, every time Nicole has a baby, it's always some shenanigans and foolishness. Give that woman her damn baby and move on. I don't want to watch a woman grow a baby that's, that's still alive and fucking Sloan. I mean, just, just, just mm. why? Just, just, just so unnecessary, and EJ, her get married, and y'all do this. Oh, God, it's just terrible, but whatever. It's still six months in advance. I can't do anything about it, but that was the only thing in the promo that really pissed me off um, was, uh, and we all knew about Xander. I mean, that's not shocking, but it, the, the, the baby switch storyline, I mean, like, like it's not it's not realistic. So Nicole loses her baby, and then all of a sudden, Sloan has a baby. No one asks no questions. Come on now. Like, like, come on. Now, this, that, the Swiss baby stuff 
it's probably one of the the most overdone soap tropes um, mm-hmm. in years. It, I mean, literally, like we've done this so many times, and Nicole has had several pregnancies on the show and has gone through hell with each of them. She walked around with a dead baby for for a while. I mean, come on now, it's it's ridiculous. Like at this point, let us be Nicole's last baby and and and, and, and just give her her baby back. Sloan to go, go jump off a cliff because why is why is she doing this? Off oh, for Eric, give me a break. And that's that's not oh, the so, only thing. So, wait a, so, what, so did the John as the the pawn? Did that not make you happy in the promo? That we gonna get more John talking about his past? You know, when Steve found him all those yeah, years. Yeah, he's gonna find find another find another father. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Too early for that. Probably another mother. Father number eight. Number eight. Let's go for it. Be a yeah. Yeah. Oh God, DNA tests, people. So there we go. So we got a lot to look forward to from days and uh, the same old from Bold and the Beautiful. So be that was it. Love. Everyone have a great Sunday and Everyone somehow have a great we week. still continue to finish before God twelve. So that's good. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Good night. Want to be your own boss? Let Geisinger Health Plan be your ticket to freedom. Start your own small business, freelance on your own, or just move off your parents' insurance. Geisinger Marketplace has you covered with plans that fit every need and budget. Call 866-755-4470 to learn more. Adulting is easier with us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.